Free card Monty. Woohoo! Easy money! Homer, these games are fixed. Then how come that guy's winning? Whoa. I like totally won a game. Way to go, bro. He looks and acts just like the dealer. I think they're related. Or at least in cahoots. Just pick the red card. It's totally not hard. Sorry, dude. Black. You lose again. Why do I keep losing? Oh, you get lucky. You learn in the game. Learn in the game. Learn in the game. I like it, babe. Tell me what I'm going to do. Give you a chance to win all your money back. Did you like that, huh? You got to put up a little something. I want that chain. Get that chain. Get the chain. Get the chain. Get everything. Get the chain. Everything we got here. This is it. I can feel it. The cards are with you. The cards are with you. That's right. Now we're playing some cards. All right, All right, Here we go. You lose again. Anybody else? Thanks. Got to run. Hey, wait! Where are you guys going with hey, my chain? Hey! They took my chain! Yeah, calm down, hey, honey. It's okay. They did what? What they do? They took my gold chain. All right, stay right there. We coming right now. Right now. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This beat is my Because we're Weird Science, the best goddamn DC Comics podcast this side of the Ozarks. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 71 of Weird Out Loud. 71 of Weird Out Loud. And you know what? We have a very special guest. And that is one Reginald Hammond. I, I, I don't even right. know what to call you. We have Reggie with us. Craig. He's going to sit. And I, I want you to do a little bit of a stand-up routine right now. So okay. I can be, I am Johnny Carson. And Eric, you are Ed McMahon, and we're going to decide. Hey we're going to decide if you are allowed on the couch. Hit it, Reggie. So, uh, what's the deal with the DMV? They got you waiting on the line, and you got to go down, and then you go up, and they tell you, you got to get another line. What's All right, come on to the couch, everybody. Reggie. You are good. All right. All right. Uh, I, I hate. I hate Johnny Carson. We were talking about this last night when we, you know, we recorded a three and a half hour emergency podcast that didn't record. You know, yeah. It recorded the best part. But not all the parts. It recorded my voice. But, yeah, I I hate Johnny Carson. I hate when he would hold out, not invite people to the couch. I love him so much. 99% of the people do not know what I'm talking about because that is old stuff. But, yeah, welcome to the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of May 14th, 2016. We are proud members. Proud, Eric. Proud. Proud. Of the right. Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. Hey! Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at freaking 800 voices tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. How's that? That's uh, Kentucky. <laughs> Mississippi. Very, very good. Mississippi. Uh, yeah, you this can follow us on Twitter on Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook. That there, Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. Is that pretty good? <laughs> ah, horse wow. feathers. Wasn't that uh, that one, Reggie? On, uh, yeah. What was that, Wonder Schausen? 
Yes, that's right. Yes, Wonder Chosen. Yeah, you could also email. Yeah, Reggie, thanks, thanks for that. You can also Reggie's email us. Enough of your nonsense. <laughs> you can email us at weirdsidesdccomics at gmail dot com, which we will again uh, talk about later when we get to the mail, the big mail section. Uh, you can follow us on our site, Weird Science DC Comics blog. Oh no! God damn it! Oh, no. I have an old up. one. You can follow us at our site at weirdsciencedccomics.com. God. I don't like it. Let's go back to the old one. I don't know. I think all this uh, <laughs> hype and things, it does seem to stem from changing that URL. I have to admit that. I was so angry Seriously, and yelling, right? and I, I gave Reggie so much shit, but boy, shit is, it, it, it's coming up fucking weird science. Coming up <laughs> Millhouse. But yeah, you can uh, also go to Podbean, weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com and follow us there. Uh, yeah, and if you want to make us happy, we'd like to be happy, right? I don't. I'd like to be happy once I would, in my life. No, I am definitely yeah. one of those guys that uh, they have the saying that he's only happy when he's miserable, and that is true for me. But, yeah, if you want to make somebody Jim's happy. Jim's always happy. Yeah. If you want to yeah. make anybody happy, I guess go uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the hell you get the podcast. And we had a five-star review this week. This is two weeks in a row Ooh, we had one. Uh, this yeah. is by Dallas Gibson. He gave, I want to give him a shout-out. He called us all-stars. All oh. stars. And he does not that, know us at all. In that five-star review, he also said he loves lengthy podcasts and that he mentions that we do it all for free. And I got very depressed. I, I was reading that. But also, I want to remind everyone that we do have the Weird Science Rant and Rave line. And I do badmouth it, but it's catching on. Uh, I sure didn't is. bail on this like that message board. I let it ride. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just out there. And Reggie, you especially always tell me. Come, you got to give it time. You got to do this. I, I don't know. Some guy from Brooklyn kept calling, so at least we had that. But uh, you can call the line at uh, 641-715-3900 and enter extension 452-328, followed by the pound sign, which, Just as we easy. like to say, it looks like a hashtag for all you people who don't know what a pound sign is. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think, board. I think, like, as I say that, People listen enough. I, I think that it just kind of seems like like the the pod, the the URL, the freaking Podbean. Uh, uh, what the fuck am I saying? The blogspot, blogspot.com. I think that people eventually learn that shit, right? I think this rant rave so. line, it's flowing. People are like oh, yeah. here, they know, and they don't even need me to say it anymore. Like we know that it's six four one seven one five thirty nine hundred and extension four five two three two eight followed by the pound sign, right? They know that. I don't think I'll ever know that, honestly. So, I, I, I run out of I, I lose my breath every time <laughs> I say that. But uh, this week, we have a bunch. We have a bunch of them, including my man Robert Lewis. Your Robert man Robert Lewis. Lewis. He, he sent in uh, one, and it's funny. He, his, wife does not, funny. his wife is pissed at him, but you'll hear that later. <laughs> I think Dancing Mike has one. And we have uh, that really odd guy. The freaky message no. guy who seems to have an obsession with Eric now. And I, I get like that. I, I, nothing made me happier this week. He has two of them <laughs> this week. And I, they, they came in. And I'm like, oh. And the minute I hear it, that crazy voice, I, it sounds like a castrati singer. And I'm like, holy crap. And then once he started saying stuff about Eric, I'm like, this is the best. Because Eric is so uncomfortable. He's definitely a, a burn victim. There's yeah. no question about it. it. Really, you know it, right? That's yeah, how really. I'm, I'm making the call, whoever it is. Though. Somebody admitted to it on 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 Twitter. I don't know if you oh, saw really? this. I did I'm not, not. going to tell you guys. Somebody did admit to it. I think that they were just goofing off, though, because uh, I, I don't recognize that number as what uh, this person had uh, 
oh, had done something before and it did not match. I think they were fooling. They were pulling our leg, but yeah. Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm a bit sad at the moment because we did record for three and a half hours last night. Now, we also were idiots where we got together at about 9, 9.30 and didn't start recording till 11.30. And yes, we were doing the emergency podcast, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly of the New 52. Uh, After we got done, I went to check the file because, yeah, we don't, we said this before, we're not big on edits. So usually we just go. Three and a half hour file. I was going to get this thing, make sure the levels and things are okay, get yeah. rid of some noise. But that was it. it boom. What you hear is us sitting here yapping. And I went and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I usually start like, okay, everybody, let's go. And there was nothing else. It was just me. And I almost cried. And I'm not joking. I almost did. after the After he got over the fact, like, this is like the best podcast yeah. ever. Yeah, oh, oh, when oh, I wait. heard my voice, I was wait. Like, this velvety <laughs> voice devil. Listen to this fucking guy <laughs> dropping knowledge bombs everywhere. But no, and then I realized I'm like, I'm the only one on, and I, I was so upset. By this time, uh, Eric, we got done at three, right? Somewhere yeah. around there. And you, I mean, if, if, there, if you could have had smoke flying and, and flames flying from your heels as you ran to the bed. I think I really went it. right because, to bed. Because, boy, you were like, I'm going to bed. Boom, you were gone. Yeah. And I was I'm catching bad. shit online as we were doing yeah. it. So I ended up, like, desperately wanting to tell somebody. So I was like, Reggie, I actually tried to call you back on Skype, Reggie. And you were oh, really? Yeah. And you were gone. I'm like, oh, God. So then I went on Twitter. Are you there? I'm, like, yelling and screaming, you know, to you. And, yeah, then I told you, and I was devastated. And I realized <laughs> I, it was all my fault. And uh, Reggie I, wanted me to blame my kids. Eric, you probably wanted me to hit them. But no, I woke up and I saw all the messages that you sent to uh, Reggie. Yeah. And I'm like, I just closed my computer. I'm like, I'm not dealing with yep. any of this right now. And this has happened to us now a bunch of times. And each time gets more and more upsetting to me because this shouldn't keep happening. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I ended up. It's putting... only the 71st fucking episode. I know. You know and think... well, and it's because I keep trying. And it's not even just new programs. I just keep trying some stuff. I just got to go, you know, normal. We need a, two cups and a fucking string. And then we'll do that. There you go. Uh, yeah. And now, in the meantime, this week, I'm telling Reggie, you know what, Reggie? For that 100th episode, we got a live stream. Uh, for, look at, I can't <laughs> yeah, even get this right. recording down. I want to live stream shit and get on Periscope. Jesus. Fucking pants <laughs> off. You want to do a Periscope? Periscope. Goddamn right I'm going to do a Periscope. You get over here right now. I'll show you uh, a Periscope. Hey. This Periscope is fucking man on, baby. Fucking diver <laughs> down. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, it, we did Don't this scream. We're on silent and running. It's funny because I, I put a tweet out saying, hey, uh, you know, we did this. I, I just wanted to – I feel bad uh, because I always end up promising these things and then shit doesn't go right. I, so I put a thing out just to tell everybody almost like uh, – eh, actually, I wanted some sympathy. I really felt bad. <laughs> but I also wanted to, you know, tell – and it seemed like a lot of people took that as it's over. We're not doing it. And that is not the oh. case. That's why I'm leading into this is that we are going to do it. Uh, it will not go up this week. We're probably going to do it next Friday. And because you haven't heard that one that we just did, it's going to be at least a two-parter because I had asked for emails and voicemails and whatnot. Boy, did we get them. And boy, did we get them. Everybody jumped in. It's awesome. I loved it. I was, and I, I laughed. Every time I'd, get, I'd look at my email, three more. And I'd send things to uh, Reggie and Eric saying, yep, we're up to this amount. Oh, my God. And I'd send you the things. And, and also... I didn't spell out what you people went into depth. It, well, in depth, you know, it's a lot of stuff. 
which I like. I'm not going to go. I don't want to do it. And somebody writes a fucking book. And then we end up saying just the picks and going on. I want to read what people wrote. Uh, a lot yeah. of it's really good. A lot of it's stuff. When I got, I was like, holy shit. But I especially about if that. it sucks, then we really want to pick it yeah, apart. Yeah, like man ships. <laughs> but no, there was other people like Brandon hadn't sent his in. He thought he missed his opportunity. Now he's in. But yeah, what I'm saying is, we, even though we have a million, if you're out there and you wanted to send one in of what the good, the bad, and the ugly, the new 52, join in. Just send it in at Weird Science DC Comics. Uh, dot gmail at gmail.com I don't even know how to write the things but yeah top three best books top three worst books and top three ugly moments whatever you want to do you could have whatever some people took that as costumes uh, like a Batgirl costume some people took it different ways it's fine just send it in and we will read it uh, because the second part of the podcast the emergency podcast will be us reading the listener picks and, and making fun of all you guys right that's what yeah. we do. We just make fun of people. My and, plan. Uh, that's mine, too. And actually, I was going to go. I was going to type them all up, hit the uh, text of voice, and go out to dinner or something. And then it just yeah. rolls. Fucking roll it, baby. What was that? Nothing. You're going to let 3XL handle it? I, 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 well, Eric, Eric can't be getting the newest sound up, ready, man. right? Uh, that can't be, right? Because I have 800 stories to tell <laughs> it's time for the news eric oh god oh god oh god see we don't we have it. sounds of the city we have fucking uh, reggie open your <laughs> fucking window you live in new york we can get the there sounds you go. of the city hey mama Luke, like, what are you hey, doing over there hey what's going on here what does he have going on what the oh yeah, that's a good so you have the hello video fucking blind woman <laughs> fucking do it uh, i love I am one of the biggest fans of stories in music videos because <laughs> I have such a bad attention span. And just naturally, those stories can't go on very long. And so everything's rushed. Like you have a blind woman, fucking Lionel Richie walks into that room, smiles at her. She can't see it. She fucking <laughs> feels his fucking face. And I'm telling you, Lionel Richie, I don't care what you say. That guy's got uh, massive features. And then the next thing you know, they're having a baby or something. It's really good. I love those stories. Is That, that might be one of my favorites. Uh, though I did put some things from rap uh, videos last week, and I didn't put my favorite one. In my fa- well, two of my favorites I didn't put. The first one, I love the uh, story that you get in LL Cool J's Bad video. Do you remember that, Reggie? No. At, at the beginning, it, it almost seems like a woman's going to be raped, and she starts yelling, and LL starts running. Jim loved it. Oh, my God. LL starts running. as the weirdest running style, but in the meantime, you have the police talking about LL over the radio. Like, we got him. He's armed and dangerous. <laughs> it's so great. But uh, <laughs> my all-time favorite, though, has to be the It's Tricky video. And Penn and Teller yeah. are playing three-card money. And this woman's there, and she's all in. And I'm telling you, this woman doesn't walk away. She loses like six times. She's the worst. She, she cannot figure out that either it's fixed or they're in cahoots, and they look yeah. alike. But it, she can't get this concept. So at the one point, Penn Jillette says, hey, hey, I like that chain. You know, double or nothing. I'll give you all your money back for your chain. You know she – did you spot ever – when, when – yes, when this was happening – you want to hear my, uh, my pen – impersonation or not pen sure, gillette yeah. here's my gillette impersonation no pen gillette's the same person yeah, here's a teller there you go <laughs> here's my teller impersonation there you go 
That was very it, good. Yes. Spot on. Uh, yes. Perfect. Uh, though in this video, I though, didn't buy it. No, in this video, <laughs> I didn't have that goofy look. Yes, but in the video, <laughs> she keeps doing this. She keeps losing. And then they, they get it. She loses. They get the chain. Then the police show up, and that's when the card table gets wet. They fucking run. And the fucking yeah. woman calls run like she has done nothing. Like she has, she didn't get him up. I'm telling what would she do if she won her money back? Was she going to call run with fucking pen? Pen Gillette yeah. go and call run? And then it's tricky hey, this because game of isn't that? fixed enough. That's fucking nonsense. I, and she's like, and the lady's screaming. I, oh, my God. I got to put it at the beginning of this part. Because the lady is screaming like she just lost a dingo just took her baby. She is screaming, my chain, my chain. She yells it to the police. They're not going to help. They know she's fucking what she's been up to. And then she goes and calls Ron. Next thing you know, they're, they're fucking, and it looks like they're in the car that's that fucking, uh, that fucking dog car in Dumb and Dumber. I, I really think that this car in the inside's all shag carpeting. Nonsense. I don't even know why the fuck I'm talking about this video. Do you, do you guys know nuts. what three card money is? Do you know how the game is played? Well, it's uh, red sets you ahead, and then you get black, and it sets you back, right? It's, it's, basically, it's basically the shell game, yeah, except yeah. it's played with a red yeah. queen and then two black cards. But isn't that what it is? Covered like, by other cards. Hey, red, set so, your head. Hey! So, I mean, like, the, the shell game is not a real game. Everyone knows that's a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, you have it's these not guys a real game. You're telling me this guy on the street is not on the up and up? I'm telling you, this not guy on the, on the street, up. you might as well have won the British lottery and fucking had a goddamn Zimbabwe fucking prince coming to your house and giving you this fucking money. Because, yeah, when you think that these guys, if you do win, you think they're going to give you money? You, you think they're going to, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, you, you here you go. Cleaned us out. House loses. Fucking nonsense. Yeah. Fucking nonsense. My Regulated chain. By the She's yelling you know about this is. goddamn chain so much. Eric, next week for the news, I want this lady yelling for her chain as the Fair news enough. clip. Uh, yes. All right. I, I did say on Twitter before we started that this podcast was not going to have any guests, which I was a liar because Reggie, you're our guest. You're our I'm esteemed guesting. guest. Right. Uh, but I did say we're going to have stupid stories and nonsense. Freaking mission accomplished. But uh, we're going to go into the news, and I, I'm yelling about it's tricky. And of course, we're starting the news with something awful, and that is that Darwin Cook passed away today. And yeah. uh, it was it was weird to me. Uh, because we had gotten word uh, that he was sick, that he had cancer, and you had put the story up, and it was really good. Even uh, Jimmy Palmiotti said that he really liked it. He thought that it was very uh, touching, that he could tell you were yeah. a fan. Um, and I, I asked you to put it up mainly because I, I'm lazy, but also <laughs> I, I don't really – I don't have much of a connection with Darren Cook, and he's one of your heroes. Like that's – he's Definitely. like one of your rock stars. And yeah. He, he- one of my top, I say, he's definitely in my top three current artists no. for sure. Yeah, that's a little. It's past now, Reggie. You gotta. You don't want well, to be awful. No, not anymore. Oh, that's true. I got. I got to find someone <laughs> I'm an to awful fill that person. slot. It just seemed weird, but uh, what? What Elsa did they? Chartier. What was the announcement? It was uh, what was the care? I, I, I'm telling you, I've Pal- never. Pal- palliative care. Palliative care. I'm, I'm really not familiar with that. But yeah, we heard that, and you even said that when that was announced. Uh, that he was in palliative care. That's basically, uh, you know, you're heading home to be with your family for the next couple of days, or they, you know, they juice you up with morphine so that you can go yeah. out without being in pain. Uh, this you're, you're, you're you're on the way out. They you usually know, there's, there's no, yeah, that usually doesn't mean yeah that you're coming back. And this, uh, you know, happened with my dad, and unfortunately, then he took too long to go, and uh, my mom was already counting the money, and she was <laughs> counting money. 
Uh, but no, when that happens, yeah, I remember when they told us that. But I, they didn't say palliative care. They just said, you better get your ass here and say your goodbyes. And that's when I showed up and my fucking I mom. Don't my, no, I didn't. That was the night that we had the Evine Live. And yeah. I get there and you're my dead. mom might as well have been fucking talking to ghosts. She, he knows you're here. He wants to say goodbye. What? And she's like, he, he always wanted you to know that he loved you. I'm like, who the fuck are you channeling here? Because it's not him. Mess- it's not that guy. The messages that I have to go on Evine by myself. I'm like, your dad never loved you. Get back yeah, here. Yeah, really. That's what he was saying. So, yeah, I was awful about Darwin Cook a little bit ago. It did seem bad, but I, I didn't mean to be awful. I, I did have an issue where I was sending some messages, some guys that we deal with at D.C., some really people have been really nice to us. And I'm very awful with small talk or important okay, talk. Okay, the worst. I am, I, am, I am the jerk who makes, like, jokes at points when you shouldn't. And it's not because I'm a jerk. It's I, I don't know what to say. So I'm writing this Ooh. stuff to these people, and, boy, I didn't know what to say. And then uh, they sent us that uh, the statement, which I'll read a little bit of. Um, and when I got that, I okay, I'll post this up. But I thought, you know what, it's weird just to put this – press release up i i should say something even then that took me like an hour and i it, it's like three sentences i had so many different things i'm saying and everything made me look like an asshole or that i didn't care and and really i i don't have a lot of uh darwin cook memories or anything that i could go with uh my big thing was actually the all-star western number 34 the finale in the new 52 yeah. of the all-star western and even then i was confused because all this time you had moritat and all these people and then they're going to get darwin yeah. cook and yeah I, I wasn't reading all-star western before and i but it, it they were saying it as a big deal and then i got the issue i loved it i did and that was the first thing and i did send a note to jimmy palmiotti about that that yeah you know it's weird for me to say like my big thing of darwin cook is that issue uh but yeah he got me into that but yeah the official statement uh from darwin cook's family is that we regret to inform you that darwin lost his battle with cancer earlier this morning it was 1 30 a.m uh yesterday right yeah or today. Uh, no, today. 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 We're awful with that. Today, uh, when we're, while we're recording, yeah, but so, yeah. yesterday. When you yeah, listened. we were actually recording the emergency podcast for nobody, and it popped up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and it's, we, read all, all, we read all your messages to support Tim throughout the day yesterday. He was filled with your love and surrounded by fans, friends and family at his home in Florida. So yeah, they sent him home. They let him go home. And uh, no, that, and if, if that's the case, and he was, that's awesome. I, I, he, the, that guy deserves to go out knowing how much he was loved. And the, the people at D.C. that I talked to said that it's one of those things where people were devastated, but it was more like he has so many friends, especially at D.C. It seemed like everybody there were like his best I mean, if, if you look at the outpouring on, yeah. on all social media for Darwin Cook, it's been nonstop. Oh, it seems yeah. like it seems like everyone that ever like – you know, yeah, but ran across him. Stood, stood next to yeah. him. Loved oh, the guy. there's you know, people who... like a, I, I never met him. I wish I kind of wish yeah. I had. Yeah, would have been uh, awesome. see them at a con. The, the only person who had something negative to say no, was John Byrne. Really? Who said that he didn't like Darwin Cook's superhero work. Really? But, Why but would John you say Byrne that? Is, a weird thing to say. I think he, what is he, got John my Byrne problem? John Byrne is one of the world's biggest assholes. Yeah, I mean, that's really. sort of what he has to do. And you know what? The uh, pro- funny thing is he probably thinks that he's keeping it real. And he, that was a compliment. Like he, uh, the guy was great, yeah. but I didn't like his work. Just happened not to like his superhero work, but he was just okay, you know. Did you Meanwhile, just fart, John Reggie? It sounded like you farted. No, I didn't fart. <laughs> did, did you work? I heard a no. fart. Holy crap! Uh, yeah, I, I like his sti- his style. What I, I said in my little thing, or if I did, I don't even remember what I 
ended up posting. But I, I like his style because you knew it was him immediately when you would yeah. see it. And it is definitely, it's a weird thing where it's almost a style that you would think that people, like, it, it is similar. Like, you would say Babs Tar even is, is uh, influenced by him. Uh, but everybody, you sure. have that di- di- division of who likes it. I've never heard anybody but John Byrne, I guess, say that they don't like Darwin Cook's work because it's just yeah. that good. It really is. And it's kind of He's a. It's super. Yeah. Okay, I, whatever. Yeah. yeah I, I really like it, but uh, I lost my place here. But yeah, they, they <laughs> went on and said that uh, donations can be made to the Canadian Cancer Society and Hero Initiative. And yeah, you can go online and see that. You said, Reggie, that they pretty much just put that up. Uh, yeah. This week for him, so yeah, they they I, they knew it was was coming, uh, but yeah. it, it sucks, and it, it always gets me when you do hear uh, about these people when they're sick, and then a day later they're dead, and it's it it affects me for that affects me so much that you're like, what what happened? Why? And yeah, I think he just they wanted to keep it private, I guess, right? And he, they actually go on and it says, please continue to respect our privacy as we go through this very difficult time. And then they said, I think it's very classy. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, and at least, I mean, I would have hated to have like years of Darwin Cook lingering on needing, you know, expensive medical care. Well, yeah, we get that a lot of times. You get that a lot of times in comics where you hear about guys who are having problems and they. Right, right. And then they. That's that's because they literally got like no vitamin D for 30 years of their lives and their fucking bones are made of (laughs) jello. Yes. Uh, Or, or like, uh, you know, some creators uh, are upset on uh, fucking Patreon because they lost a book. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was that was a tragedy. You yes, know? it was. They lost as I understand, the uh, nation of North Korea did donate quite a bit of money did to that they? Patreon. They did that to that yeah. Patreon account. All right, yeah, but well, it, it touched it touched Kim uh, Il Sung or whatever. Yes, or whatever. But yeah, that that was nonsense. But uh, yeah, and it ends with a uh, John F. Kennedy's New Frontier speech, which I will do right here. Era. Now, <laughs> then we shall not be weary then we shall prevail how was that oh that, that was, was the best that was perfect good wasn't it i thought he, i thought he, i thought it was that zombie john f kennedy that i wasn't zombie. sure Every, get me get me uh mary joe no, that was Fuck this. We need a zombie Lee Harvey Oswald going we're, on now. Every, we're every, gonna, we're gonna, gonna go to the, we're gonna go to the moon and do the other things what's the other things that, yeah, I always wanted to know what the other things. But, uh, Eric, I just want to know personally, because we did hear from Reggie, did Darwin Cook give you nightmares and dreams? That everybody no, he wants to know. did not give you nightmares and dreams. He did just not give dreams. you nightmares and dreams, just dreams. But, yeah, I really like his work. I, I haven't I, read I tons of I'd just like to stuff. add that anyone, anyone that wants to look that isn't familiar, uh, DC put out a book called Graphic Inc. That's a good collection of Darwin Cook. But the tentpole books, I think, for him are The New Frontier. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah. if Jim, Jim, if you haven't read that, you should get, get that out of the That's, library. I, I got I, it out of the library. I did read that, and I watched oh, okay. the animated movie. Take Especially that. the uh, you know the connection with American history. I think yeah, it's yeah. just really well done. Badass. Book. And yeah. uh, he's got a series, a four book series he did with IDW. That's really more of a uh, real, real looking book. These noir stories from the fifties uh, pulp paperbacks called Parker. Yeah, it's There's so funny you, you mentioned this to me. Never heard of it. And when we, put, when we put the story up on Google+, Plus, about four people on different channels, different things like that, actually commented, that's their favorite. They, they love it. I was like, that's about, it. I Reggie, think, Reggie knows what he's talking like about. Those a lot. Uh, they really are. They're cool as hell. The art is awesome. The stories are like, they're like pulp, uh, you know, Ocean's Eleven type story. Okay. It's right. heists and grifts and, you know, sexy dames and martinis. Oh, sexy and dames. Things. 
Every, yeah. get me my drink, you dame. <laughs> Something like that. Top yeah. of the world, ma. Exactly. <laughs> Every, get, what's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything that John F. Kennedy would have said. Fear not. Don't ask what your country can do for you. Boom. Uh, blow hey, me, Maryland. Hey, Maryland, where are you? Mm, come up and see me. So, oh, no. <laughs> it's Mae West. You've been dead for 40 years, you hag. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Taking inventory? Oh, oh God damn it. I wouldn't even give you to Robert. And he's got a hole in his head. There you go. That and scene. Thank you. Getting a slow clap there. Thank you. I just dropped the mic. I dropped the mic and break it. May West died in 1980. Did she? I think she was alive, but she would have been old as shit. I I'm telling you that uh, that when I do the Mae West, that all that is from. I had an infatuation with that that her voice. I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing. Plus, it weirds everyone out. May West was born in 1893 and died in 1980. Jesus Christ. She was a hard-living woman, too. She was, like, the first, like, big, like, what? Like, she didn't take any guff. (laughs) W.C. Fields would come in, and she'd slap his fucking fat face right upside the fucking head. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, now now I'm dice. I can't even do a May West now. I'm dice. Hey, (laughs) W.C., come up. Don't you come up and see me sometime, you drunk. I know. How does I can't remember, uh. How does uh, W.C. Fields, I'm trying to get that. I told you this yesterday. I have real problems with going from voice to voice. Those you need a trigger. Except that's, dice. That's, I, I can do dice because you just do the hey. Oh, wait, kid, you bother me. Yeah, right? it's like, hey, my little I, I, I'd, rather be, I'd rather be here than in Philadelphia. That's his yeah. big guy, supposedly on his gravestone. Guy does not like Philadelphia. I can see it. Yeah, I, I can so, too. Philadelphia kinda. does suck in his defense. It does. It, it does. Uh, we'll go on with the next piece of news. This is something I didn't hear. DC Comics announced a sequel to the recent All-Star Section 8 series titled Six Pack and Dog Welder Hard Traveling Heroes. Huh? Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's according to WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Ooh. Yeah, we actually got a exclusive story from DC. We're so happy with ourselves. And, uh, yeah, what we found out then is Garth Ennis is returning for this new miniseries joined by frequent collaborator Russ Braun. Here is the official solicit for issue number one hitting shelves in August. Six-pack and dog louder. Hard-traveling heroes, number one. Hey, that heroes has Z on the end. That means business. Yes, business. It does. Uh, coming in I saw somebody. I saw somebody comment before that it should have been hard traveling zeros. And I, I did agree. See that. That would have been I, I awesome. I thought that would have been funny. Yeah, I did see that myself. Uh, I hope there's a reason though for this though that the Z. Maybe they're going to be very rap. Yeah. Oriented, you know. That, that yeah. makes it badass. What are you yeah, talking about? The streets, right. yo. Yeah. Coming in August, in the tradition of the original hard-traveling heroes, Green Lantern and Green Arrow, <laughs> that threw me off a bit, but Sixpack and Dogwelder are ready to bring their allegedly social, uh, socially aware brand of justice to the lands beyond Gotham City. After the events of the All-Star Section 8, Sixpack is fighting to keep what's left of his team together. Dogwelder has gone in search of his past, while newlyweds Bueno Excelente and Guts are dealing with some <laughs> fidelity issues. Could Section 8 be done for good? That sounds hilarious. Uh, but everything changes when a mysterious trench coat wearing chain smoker sounds like Bueno again. Offers our favorite or dog enthusiast. Or me, yeah, yeah. really. That that is a formal coat. Sure uh, is. Some oh, clues sorry. about his true nature. Uh, the weird thing about this, and it goes on. I'm trying to get my thing. I'm having problems with my uh, computer today. Uh, uh, 
What does it say? Is Dog Welder everything he seems, or is he meant for something greater? And this is a six-issue mini starting on August 24th, and will go for a $3.99 an issue. Uh, the weird thing about it when I was reading this and then thinking later, uh, Dog Welder was probably the least interesting and used character in that uh, Section 8 when that came out. Don't you think, Reddy? Yeah, they really but didn't yeah. do much with him no, the dude. whole time. Uh, he, he welds dogs to things, man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny because I, I did throw this out there, and on Reddit, uh, somebody was very confused. They go, dog welder? What does he do? And, oh, he welds dogs. And this guy just could not get it and didn't <laughs> search out things. and just. Can't. But what do you mean he welds dogs? And people are trying to explain. And you can't explain that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got this exclusive. We put it out I, I there. It's pretty self-explanatory, really. Yeah, it is. Well, of, we, yeah. well, we put that out there, and then I got word that a lot of people or other sites were very angry that we got the story. <laughs> Not that it's the biggest story. It does fit our site. and, it and fits us. perfectly, yeah. And basically what I was told was we were the only ones who really reviewed all six issues of that many. So for finally this business plan of ours came through there. Right. Uh, I'm waiting for like some of these other books that nobody reviewed. Freaking Anno Sentis Catwoman. Or I don't know you why go. you would have an announcement with that, but I, I want it. <laughs> uh, but no, I heard that, and I'm telling you. These Deluxe other, Omnibus coming uh, out soon. More than, <laughs> yes, more than one site complained to DC. And, no, I, and yeah, and you know what? They can suck it. That's what I say. What do you say? You yep. say that? Say that? Fuck that. Suck really? It. What are they? What are they? I, fucking assholes. But yeah, and it oh, was like, off. why are they good? They're not even a real site. I God damn it! It says dot com at the end. Sure I don't does. see that blog spot. <laughs> We're no longer a blog. I don't even know what they're talking about. A blog. That's twelve bucks you ever spent. God damn right. <laughs> God damn right. Got me in big trouble. Oh, uh, yes. But, yeah. uh, the next bit is, did I talk about that on the emergency podcast? Yes, yeah, I you had did, to. or, or just, before hey, you it, talked tell about now. it. Uh, when that happened, Reggie, now I, I keep saying you had begged, not begged, you you did strong arm me into getting this y- URL. <laughs> right, I yeah. said no, oh, yeah. I forced but I, did, it. I, I, com- forced I it. argued with you because in my mind it was going to ruin everything that we had set up. And yeah, this big empire. Uh, but yeah, we, right. we we do get uh, some of the things early in the search stuff, like Google and even Yahoo, if anybody uses that. Yahoo. Um, and what I read what was Alta when you – yes, Alta Vista and GeoCities. We're big <laughs> right. on, oh, We are yeah. fucking awesome on GeoCities <laughs> and the AOL uh, chat that lines character. and uh, <laughs> uh, Genie. Do you ever have yeah, that Genie? Genie? Yeah. Yeah, we're awesome on Genie. Uh, you can go to our site and also play that trivia. That's all you can do on it, but it works kick ass. Um, but I said to you, like Reggie, I kept saying, I don't know. I read that this and that and the other thing. And then we were like, fuck it. We'll do it. Well, in the meantime, you kept telling me, like, we're going to – we'll do it. Just tell me. I'll pay for it. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. That's fine. And um, in the meantime, I told my <laughs> wife that you paid for it because she gets very angry at me about the site. I, I get so much fucking nonsense about it. And all these people who I'm telling you have the amount of work that we put in for the podcast or doing our reviews. And then there's that stuff I get, I'm freaking getting beat up. And so I lied to her. I did. She's like, Oh, the you're, Oh yeah, we have your Reggie paid for it. Somehow she was back looking back at the fucking bank statement. I think she was trying to <laughs> fucking see if I was out for lunch with ladies. That, that's a big thing too. In my oh, house, yeah. she thinks that I, I don't leave the house. I get, you know, do nothing. And I'm an ugly man. I'm not having lunch yeah. with the ladies. <laughs> and um, 
So she saw this URL and boy, she flipped out. And you would you would have thought that I spent twelve hundred dollars. It was nonsense. <laughs> and then it all became like a thing that I'm always on my high horse about. Oh my god, it was the worst. See, it's your fault, Reggie. You should pay for that fucking. Thing. I should have. Yeah, or sorry about just, that. Or you should have just not kept hounding me. <laughs> hounding me, you and the repairman <laughs> Jack, give me shit. Immediately, immediately, you lied about it. Here's the lies just for the hell of a podcast part two. Yeah, yeah. and it just ended up. Because I just out of the blue, she actually suggested you guys should get a, a URL. And oh, we have one. Oh, when did you get that? Oh, Reggie bought it because I thought <laughs> it's a I was, trap. I thought I was getting in trouble. Yeah, I thought I was in. <laughs> you big, you big reverted trouble. immediately to lie mode. And I did. Like, it's Uh-oh. not as bad as my wife with the hey, uh, what were you guys doing when that dog was tied up? Oh, we had a prior engagement. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that the the presidential dinner they had in Quakertown <laughs> right. last night. The Warners yeah. were invited to. Yes, the Warners. Jim showed up. And his uh, fucking fancy shorts and his, yeah. and his dress his dress hoodie. Yeah, he, uh, he had a monocle in, you know. And oh yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like Mr. Peanut heading over there, and I mean <laughs> I in that because, more because it, I, yeah. I'm telling you, Mr. Peanut, I don't know that that guy's pants on, Mr. Peanut. But okay. yeah, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Howard. Yes, we head in there. Uh, Ooh. Boy, yes, we rub elbows with the elite. Uh, but the next bit of news, so that, and again, that was the, the whole thing. And you're looking forward to that. And a little sneak peek, that was in your top books. Uh, the All-Star Section 8 was one of your top three of the New 52, Reggie. And it shocked oh, me. Yeah. It did shock me. But, yeah, you, you were going for it. But, yeah, and it. you're going to be reviewing this. You're excited. And from what I've seen, uh, the everybody seems to be very excited about this book that I saw actually comment. And I saw more than one people, person say, you know what? This actually gives me faith that DC is going to do more than just the vanilla shit that Rebirth. Yeah. These people are even excited of that over Rebirth, thinking that, okay, the minis are where it's going to be at. I hope that because, really, All-Star Section 8 mini, there's got to be something else, right? Like, yeah, even if it's, so. you would think they're going to have a lot of these. And it's funny, too, because I went back. It, it, that did not sell well. The All-Star no. Section 8, but here we go. But the next thing, speaking of sales, the next bit of news is the top 10 comics were released for April. And uh, they didn't have the numbers. It's just the top 10. I will tell you that Black Panther killed. That was number one. <laughs> and, again, this is just going to show you that leading into Rebirth, DC is it's flailing. They are really – Rebirth cannot get here quick enough for them. Yeah, uh, but, really. yeah, number one's Black Panther. Number two, uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron. Number three, Dark Knight 3 and Master Race. Number four, and that also shows you that people don't care if things are delayed. They'll buy it when it comes out. Seriously. Uh, then Star Wars Special C-3PO number one, where you find out he's fucking red arm. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> fucking walking through the desert with fucking... Ro- oh, my God. It Is it like the Harry Palms thing for robots? Is that how yeah, it worked? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, yep. and then the next one, uh, Batman 51, was number five. Uh then you have Gwenpool number one, Star Wars number 18, Darth Vader number 19, which was just uh, announced to be canceled. Um, Harley Quinn. I think that uh, Karen Gillan, is that how you pronounce it, Reggie? I think it's Kieran Gillan. Kieran Gillan. They make it seem that it's, it's – I think that's who's on that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They make it seem that it's canceled because he's off, almost like we said about like a Charles Soule leaving – uh, Swamp Thing and, like, Lemire, fucking, Animal Man. Yeah. And, and Jeff Lemire and Animal Man and uh, they're saying that almost saying like hey that's his last he's leaving it's cancelled and that might be the last time you see him at Marvel for a while I really think he's going to do a DC book coming up that's is that possible 
because I'm telling you right now, mumbo-jumbo called me earlier. He said that to announce that, and I, I said I would not. I don't like mumbo-jumbo anymore. He, he's very pushy. Oh, no? Ever since he got investigated by the FTC. No, you know, the guy, he just keeps calling me and, and fucking telling me nonsense, and it's never right. So I, I just, I'm like, no. I, when you say something that makes goddamn sense, mumbo-jumbo, I will fucking announce it. Until then, you just stop. Just don't call me. Lose the number, mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> He won't lose that number, but I think that that might be something that when we hear these, it's weird because these like uh, like I um Gotham Academy this week it it did say at the end like it spelled out when it was going to come out, which I think it said August, correct? At September, the end of the I issue believe. or September, yeah. but we we really didn't know exactly when it was going to come out. We we heard the fall. There was that like quote unquote fall, yeah. and there's still yeah. a couple of things that we heard that are still out there, and it's weird that you don't. I know you want to wait for solicits. To announce like specific things, but I'd like to know all the books, and I, it just makes me think that, as well as these books carrying over into Rebirth, the normal New Fifty Two books carrying over, there are also things that aren't set in stone yet, and everything's up in the air, and who knows? Well, what's you don't going want on. you don't want them to fuck up like they did with the DCU. They announced you know so many books that well, that's, yeah, come yeah. to fruition. You know, and, Mystic U, and then yeah, these uh, Firestorm and everything that got jammed into all this yeah. other shit. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I just want to hear something new. But I guess also you don't want to announce something new now to take the uh, thunder away from the actual rebirth coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, that goes on. Number nine was Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad, April Fool's special number one. Sure. So, again, everybody who yells that the Harley Quinn is, you know, oversaturating the, the, its cells. And number nope. 10, Amazing Spider-Man number 10 was number 10. It's Amazing Spider-Man. Um, All right. I of all those I don't read many of those. Batman. Batman fifty one. Yeah. But yeah, uh going yeah, on then they also announced the top ten graphic novels and I won't go through all these, but number one was Wonder Woman Earth One, which nice. I suggest getting. It is awesome. Reggie, you agreed to that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then it goes down. You have uh Civil War. Civil War trade paperback, number six. What do you think of that? This movie comes out, people want oh, to yeah. read it. Uh, that's going to go into a little thing I'll well, talk about I'll afterwards. Yeah, all this. And even uh, Darth Vader. That We said that. Darth Vader's big. It, Darth Vader fucking thing. Trade paperback. The, Vader, Vader down. down. Yeah, the Vader down trade paperback. That's like printing money, that Darth Vader. Uh, but it's then it goes on. Months, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it goes down to number nine, Batman the Killing Joke. That, that <laughs> thing. And all <laughs> these people that want it to disappear, that is why it will never go away. It is, it's their cash cow. It, it is always, it seems to be in the top 10 all the time. Now you could say, boy, they, they put out like the special, special edition. It's almost like the Star Wars. They, every fucking month there's a new special edition. But this is the special edition hardcover, but it just keeps selling and people love it. And the more people crow about it and, and get fucking pissed off, it just makes more people read it, I think. And yeah, we're it, gonna... it was out of print for a long time uh, yeah. in the 90s. I'd say up until about eight years ago when this hardcover came out. But since then, it's been not yeah. enough. The only, yeah. only place you used to be able to read it was in the best DC stories of Alan Moore. Oh, really? Uh, they actually took it out of that now, the reprints of that. And yeah. now you can only yeah, get so it they, in the Bucks edition. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, they want you to spend the money. Now, this leads into, like we said, we had the Wonder Woman Earth one and uh, Batman the Killing Joke, number nine. But in that, there was Civil War. Uh, Marvel had the Thanos, the Infinity finale. You had the Vader down stuff. You have all this stuff. And I, I've been telling you, and I go on and on, that Marvel uh, Unlimited app is awesome. And I don't even like, I, I don't really have a favorite Marvel book, 
But I love that app because if Reggie tells me, you know what's good, that who was it, the Hulk that you liked that run? It was P- it was Peter David. Okay, yeah, you're like you should read Peter so, David's Hulk. Check it out, yeah. Or you will say like, boy, you know what's crazy? You're always with the crazy, and I'll be like, yeah. okay, I pick, I do it. I read a uh, the Steranko, um the a- Agent the Shield, Shield Nick yeah. Fury, Agent of Shield. I, like I'll just pick and choose things, or I'll hear stuff, or something's coming out. Like Black Panther's coming out. Oh, I'll check out an old Black Panther. I'll do this, and I really enjoy it. Though I really am not a fan of Marvel stuff, but it is making me know more about that. But all this time, DC has not ha- – they don't have anything like it. And people keep asking, like, when are they going to have this? What are they-? And my, the biggest thing I've heard over and over, DC won't do it because they really kill in the trade paperback business and that they're afraid it's going to kill that. Well, number one, are you – Reggie, do you get a lot of the trade? You do. You trade weight on some things, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they, they are the worst. Some of the shit just never comes. It takes forever for it to come out, right? Yeah. To me, they are one of the worst with the trades anyway. They they come out it's so like, late. It's, yeah, it's and, like 10 months until the hardback and then yeah, another year yeah, until uh, the paperback. Yeah, it, it's Jeez. nonsense. So they say that. But right here, you have Civil War. The movie comes out. People want to see it. It's available. All those issues are available on the – but people – People who buy the trade, like you told me before, it's the same with digital and print, just regular books. There are people who yeah. want the physical book. There are people who want, you know, don't care, want to do that. And I wish the DC, when this rebirth was announced, I wish they would have announced, like, hey, now that this is coming out, we're going to launch this this app. And just so you know, like all the first, like, don't even go back six issues uh, or six months. That's what Marvel does. That DC probably yeah. will never do that, but. Have all the original uh, lineup of the uh, the new Fifty Two. Have those, yeah, right. or you know, do stuff like that, and then We're release things. We're saving those for free comic book days. Yeah, right? yeah, really. And even then, <laughs> you could have that. So then, uh, you you can pick and choose. You don't have to have everything. Like they they will never have the Killing Joke available on an app. They just won't right. because it sells. You don't have to. I mean, people might, oh, but no, have Suicide Squads coming out and have like a section on the app that's all different Suicide Squad, old shit. That'd be really new. cool. It'd be cool. And have how the Marvel Unlimited app goes, you, you open it up and it does have these different things and like it'll have Spotlight, Deadpool, and they had a big thing with Deadpool and you can go into that and it'll have like Deadpool's greatest kills and things like that and you just grab, you know, look at different issues and stuff like that and it's really cool. I wish, I wish DC would fucking wise up. They, they just don't yeah. they seem to think that they can do whatever they want and everybody will just say i don't know it's obvious when we get these numbers it's not the case they're getting killed they yeah. don't want people to get these things on an app but unfortunately also or not unfortunately but you do pay for the app so a guy like me who would never go and get a say a uh trade of a marvel deal or a dc i'm not going to go back and get the Stormwatch trade but i might pay 14 dollars, seven whatever it would be a month you're, you're going to get that money from me that you would never get for these what old is it? things. it's 10 bucks for marvel right yeah, something yeah. like that so yeah they and they and they could go you know i think they could go as much as like a 12.99 it, it is they you know you spell it out it's the netflix of fucking comics there yeah, you go. Yeah. Netflix of comics. And I get real fancy and fucking offer like some of the animated fucking movies on there. The stuff that they throw up on, on Netflix and stuff all the time. Or or throw out like one of the Batmans. You could you could get fancy with it. Be really cool. Nope. They don't do it. They don't want to do it. But yeah. well, let's move on to the next story. Supergirl. I, I, this podcast is very uh, me yelling. What it, What is this? Last night? <laughs> it's just me. 
fucking, what are you doing, Eric? You're sitting there. I, I hear this. Is I'm waiting for I, you to take a pause. This is what I need with your, like, where I hit, hit the thing. Boosh. I need a soundboard. The Eric soundboard. People are going to be like, he wasn't even there. Yeah. And then almost they like we had John F. Kennedy, we had W. C. Fields, Mae West. And where was Eric? I don't really a lot have of it. guests. Boosh. There you go. Boosh. <laughs> hey Jim, I'm not coming into work today. There you go. That's my impersonation of Eric. All right, the next Very is good. Supergirl moves to the CW for the second season. And I said this last week that all, all signs pointed to this. Oh yeah. Uh, Mumbo Jimbo might have even, you know, yelled at me about that, but I didn't I want to get credit. I know. I, it was weird, though, because I said to you while I was gathering up the news, nobody was putting it together. I, I really think when we do this, and even stuff on the site, we're dummies. Reggie, you class us up a little. But me and Eric are dummies. <laughs> we're dummies. But yet, why are some of these things, like, we're the only ones who can figure it out, it seems. Uh, we're not smart fellas. We're not. We don't know. I mean, shit. it was clearly the only way it was going to survive was to go to the CW. Yeah, there well, was no and other. It's weird because you know? there were, like I said, there were two stories that the only way to survive is to move it to Vancouver, and then the next story was CW would buy it if they moved to Vancouver. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, that and maybe how appre- like the fans really appreciated that Supergirl Flash crossover. Yeah, they loved it, and it was it, I loved it myself. I'm telling you, get Supergirl over here. We can have more crossovers. It'll make everybody money. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And then everybody will be pissed. There's too many crossovers. What do you think? Whatever. Yeah, they even. uh, I don't give a shit. I don't. They actually. Well, it'll go on. I think I even have it at the end where they even hint at that. But uh, after several weeks of speculation and uncertainty, Supergirl has been renewed for a second season, but it's not without changes. Supergirl will move to CBS's sister network, the CW, which is already home to Arrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and The Flash, which recently crossed over with Supergirl. According to Deadline, hate that name. You know. It just sounds weird. It sounds like like Dead. you go there for snuff films. It'd be like a downloading site for snuff films. I, I well, where do you go. download yours at? Well, usually I go. It's like a deadfuck.com, but okay. I, they they just got shut down, Eric, and I'm really oh, worried. I, I I was told never to give the uh, your information to sites like that. I, I I'm a dummy. I told you. Uh, I gave yeah. him my yeah. kids' information. My That's wife right. was weird. Yeah, I, just I go to bronies.net. Oh, bronies, huh? Yeah. Uh, it says that a deadline said Supergirl will also reportedly relocate filming from Los Angeles to Vancouver, a move that is designed to reduce the show's budgetary requirements, which were yeah. cited as one of the main obstacles to its renewal at CBS. And, uh, you know, ke- keep it American, Reggie. Come on. Yeah. Come on. This is an American hero. Keep it American. It's, it's these goddamn unions. What do you think of that? Kind of just practically American. Pretty much. What's that? Canada's Canada. practically America. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm telling I, you, though, the end of Supergirl Season 2, when they make the switch, I, it has to be, in my mind, a Crisis on Infinite Earth situation. By the end of this, everything has changed a bit where Supergirl can be brought into the Flash Arrow universe so we don't have to have sure. this multiverse going on. You know what You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that this show ends up like Rumble in the Bronx. You ever see that, Reggie, with Jackie Chan? Yeah, yeah, Jackie Chan's movie, Rumble in the Bronx. The only thing I remember about it is that Game Gear didn't have a goddamn game in the back. You know what else was? It was that that was filmed in Vancouver, and there were mountains in the background. Yeah, you you in the Bronx, Reggie? You had a lot of mountains back there. You know know about the Bronx mountain range? The Morrisania mountain range. Oh, it's the best. I go skiing there every fucking May. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we go to all those galas. I want. I want to add one thing. I also saw a lot of people online saying, you know, uh, you know, I hope they don't slash the budget too much. CW's, uh, you know, budgets are pretty shitty. 
Yeah. You know, Eric, you watch these shows also, and I wouldn't call the CGI and the no, uh, I'm telling you, the, the big special effects great, but they they seem fine to me the if, they, if they stay problem, on that standard. The biggest problem I had with the special effects was just a gigantic atom. Besides, I think King Shark looked amazing. Like every time even then, they, runs, they blew I'm their amazed. load on King Shark. Remember, he wasn't going to come back, and then he did. But yeah, yeah. But every time the Flash runs alone, I'm amazed at what I'm watching. It, it looks fine. I mean, you know, you get, it's a little, you know, you kind of have to manage your expectations. You know, this isn't a blockbuster movie, so you're not expecting no. the best top CGI. But everything they do on that channel seems fine for TV. And I think it's, if I think Supergirl it's looks like that. That'll be fine. Chris uh, sex, Eric, like that Stargate. I saw that. It looks like two guys with a fucking cardboard box, fucking running <laughs> never around with a fucking gun. Then they life. put goddamn tinfoil on their head. They're yelling and screaming about the Shatarians or something. I don't even know. What are those guys called? <laughs> yeah, Gazoon tight. Uh, the Flash, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow already filmed in Vancouver and are overseen like Supergirl by Greg Berlanti's Berlanti Productions. They also say that the CW's iZombie and a show we'll talk about in a minute, NBC's Powerless, also film in Vancouver. So there is the you could have the Powerless Supergirl iZombie crossover. What that'd be How crazy awesome. would that be? Whoa, that'd be awesome. It'd be so funny because Eric's like, oh, you know, you, he did. He was so excited about the Supergirl Flash crossover. I, I want them to announce the iZombie Flash crossover and see Eric's non. Nope. You know, no, nope. he wouldn't even know. <laughs> and it says, though, Deadline doesn't outright say if Supergirl will also move to the shared DC TV universe of the Flash, Arrow, and Legends, giving this season's Flash crossover. The Moldavirus already established in the Flash and DC's history with universe merging crisis. Our uh, merge is both possible and probably beneficial. And then it says, it goes on to finish it, DC Comics themselves seem to play into this crisis-style crossover possibility, stating on their website, considering how popular Season 1's Flash crossover episode was. One can imagine more team-ups with the CW's other heroes uh, may await in her future, but we'll have to wait until Season 2 debuts next fall to know for certain. And yeah, it, it'll be if any time one of these shows, and it would be Supergirl, the, this, the uh, viewership goes down a little crossover. They'll have them a bunch of times. Damn right. Uh, yeah. Sure. And so we're going to move on to the next thing, and they, we're going to talk more about Greg Berlanti. You like Greg Berlanti? I don't know him personally. I, don't I like know. his shows. Do you? You like his shows, do you, Reggie? Do you like do. his shows? All right. I Greg do. Berlante confirms Booster Gold movie rumors. TV movie oh, yeah? producer. Yeah. TV <laughs> movie producer. What did I say last night? We were talking about this. That's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Seriously, there's movies that, that really, that you're going to give us a Booster Gold. I love Booster Gold. I don't know that this is a movie that people are going to flock to. I don't think you yeah. set up this universe like a Marvel universe where you can get away with an Ant-Man. Uh, <laughs> you get Booster Gold. Not yet, at least. You know? No, yeah. you have to do some more legwork here. Exactly. Uh, we, need, we need a basis to stand on first. Yes, yeah. We don't have that. I, don't, I still haven't seen that Batman v Superman. Is that still in the theater? When's that coming no, to the Redbox? No, I think it's I'm gone. telling I think, you, I am going to live tweet. When I when I watched that for the first time, I'm like I'm gonna Dan Stransky live tweet that bitch. It'll be fucking three years from now. TV movie producer Greg Berlanti has confirmed that he's got a Booster Gold film in the works, and that X Men First Class writer Zach Stentz is indeed writing the script. Okay, see he this says, is weird because I'm telling you, I, I I listened to that Fat Man on Batman with Andrew Kreisberg was on. Yeah, and the whole point. With Berlante, they originally wanted to do a Booster Gold show, but they decided to go with the Green Arrow instead yeah. because nobody thought that Booster Gold would work. Well, he wouldn't be able to hold a show. A I movie? I, just, 
I just think it's weird that Andrew, like, uh, what did I just say? Andrew Kreisberg, yeah. Yeah, Andrew um, Kreisberg. He's not the one involved in this because Bruce no. Lee is his favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe he's, oh, wow. you know, somewhat. But it's weird because it seems like this is like, maybe this is their, like, oh, we need something like Ant-Man and it would be this? Or is this more of like a, I don't know, yeah. Booster Gold isn't quite, you know, Deadpool. So no, you don't but no. it but because DC is always reactionary with these things, I just wonder what is this their next attempt at say a Guardians of the Galaxy type thing where it's like this guy. I think it and would be fun. definitely supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be a lot of fun. I mean also we talked about that it might be just Greg Berlanti holding the studio hostage yeah, by, I think by that's what leaking it is. this yep. quote unquote rumor, you know, oh this is all in the works. So I mean we we are Warner not... Brothers says they're not doing it, people can act outraged. It's funny because I remember as a young kid one of the first things that I realized that the world sucked and when I really lost my zeal for life, uh, besides realizing that my mom and dad were actually my real parents, was <laughs> when I would realize when uh, I would be watching, uh, say, Johnny Carson. I wouldn't stay up that late, but things like that. And I thought that the people were coming on the show because they were nice people. I never realized like they're pushing things as a little kid. And that's all they are doing. And... It's starting to get like this now. Before I'd hear these things, I'm like, no. Nah. And now that we talk about it all the time, I realize that they just this is all fucking smoke and mirrors and hocus pocus yeah. to get shit that they want done done. Or you know, because this will come out, he'll get 80 calls. These people will go. It just, and that might not be the case here, but it definitely was the bun- that crossover with Supergirl and the Flash was forced. That by all the guys in there because they wanted it to be done and they they went on and on. Oh, the only reason we're not going to do it is because of the legal ma- and it all went down the line. Then it was a, oh DC higher ups they and pe- they're just pressuring people to get mad at people online and whatnot. And yeah, they're they're holding us all hostage now. Bunch they, of bullies. They are. They're yep. making us. You know, we're their PR agents now. And I'm not saying our podcast. I'm saying everybody now that Twitter's yeah. hit. Like when the internet hit, and they said that the you know print books are done, or you know shit like that. Not even that. It was more the quality of writing. And, and look at us. Look at that fucking writer. <laughs> you know, they're playing dot. with our heartstrings. There's some guy at fucking who used to write for the New Yorker that's sitting at home right now and fucking just going, "What the fuck is going on with writing nowadays? These people don't <laughs> yeah. even know two spaces after a fucking period." Seriously, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he got he goes Eric, on. Don't you think that Booster Gold would work well on a uh, like Legends of Tomorrow though? I think he'd work great on TV. I'm surprised we haven't seen him yet. Well, honestly, here's the weird thing: is that almost leads me to think that this is true. Because when you get that, you're going to throw a guy, and that that is, and we're getting Flash, and you have everybody liking Grant Gustin, and it has caused some friction of, oh, we want Grant Gustin, we want this, we want Stephen Amell as Grant out. So maybe they're just like, let's not throw him out there because there's a movie in the works, and we don't want to get all that shit going on because they're going to get yeah. some big Hollywood type. Who would you uh, have as Booster Gold? Mm, that'd be Hello? a tough one. I, I, I have to think now. That's a I, fucked up question and, to throw at someone. Hey, I'm, I just came up with it. Who would you, yeah, I, who would you want? Nathan Fillion would have been good five years ago, maybe. 20 years six, ago. Seven, seven years ago. 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, but uh, he would have been good then. Um, how about a Brian Reynolds? No. Well, <laughs> he would be okay. What about, uh, what about Anthony Michael Hall? Because he plays, a, he plays oh. a good bro. You know yeah, what I mean? And, I think and he would be 65 years old. I think he would be good yeah, on the TV slow, show. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to be on the big screen. He could be on the TV show though. What do you think? Of Possibly. That? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know these young. Uh, how about is? Uh, why? I'm, that's what I'm trying to talk. Robert to Pattinson, isn't he that guy? Isn't the he worst. fucking? Yeah, the how worst. about uh, what's the other guy from uh, fucking that Twilight? The guy with the abs. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. There you go. Taylor Lautner. I'm in. Uh, you know who would actually be okay is um, Jonah Hill. How's that? You know Jack what, actually, Black. Tw- also, again, 20 years Channing ago. Tatum. Channing Tatum would be good. Alan Tudyk, 20 years ago. Yeah, he seems too small. Seems like a short <laughs> fellow. <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel seems like a gigantic fellow in the fucking movies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's all about the angle, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, the angle and, and, of the dangle. But, so, Eric, you, you don't really have a pick. I, I, real, I don't know any young fucking people who are like, you know, look like Booster Gold in my mind. But honestly, that, that yeah, doesn't even really matter. You think of what Aquaman looks like, and then who's going to play him in a movie? Yeah, that's true. And and really, people know what Aquaman looks like. I don't think many people even know what Booster Gold looks like when they yeah. have a movie. And we're talking the money's made by the people who wouldn't know. The money isn't made by guys who are fucking clamoring for a Booster Gold movie. Uh, but then Good he point. said, uh, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. The he could be an, a the, the old version. Chris Stens- O'Donnell. <laughs> he says, go. I'm attached to a few films at Warner Brothers now, and one Booster Gold is a DC property, Berlani told The Hollywood Reporter. Zach oh. Stentz, who wrote an episode of Flash last year, just got the job, so he's writing the script now. So he says that, and it says, Stentz wrote this week's episode of The Flash, a gig he said was a result of delays to the then-unspecified project that's now been confirmed to be this Booster Gold. I'd probably direct that, or I'd want to. He confirmed, Borderland, he said, but he made no mention of Blue Beetle, however. Previous Poor versions Blue. of the then-rumored indi- uh, Booster and Beetle team-up uh, would have been a more lighthearted buddy cop movie. They, they're not mentioning Blue Beetle right now about that, though. But he says Berlani is the top producer of DC television shows, such as The Flash Hour, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, as well as delving into the movie side of several on several occasions, including co-writing the Green Lantern movie. He's not talking about that one. Oh. He's, not, he's not mentioning that at the dinner party. Uh, prior to being DC's go-to guy for television adaptations, Berlani was at one point attached to direct the Flash movie. With the director's chair uh, of that movie now reportedly open again, Berlani said he wouldn't do it even if asked because Ezra Miller is signed to play the title role. And his quote is, No one's discussed that with me, but I can never direct a Flash movie that Grant Gustin wasn't the lead of. He explained, wow. he's my flash. And I, I'm telling you, this goes hand in hand. Reggie, you, you watch enough sports, right? Sure. Well, yeah, you watch it. Like, say, yeah, say you have the Yankees. And, uh, you know, even back in the day, and you had a uh, fucking Dave Winfield back in the day. And they said, oh, Dave, right. I, I hear that you love uh, the San Diego Padres. They're not going to admit shit. If, if freaking Berlani yeah. said... You know what? I'd do that movie. Then he's got to deal with Grant Gustin. You don't say stuff. So that's such hooey. That, that, and really, we talked about it before. Like, why are these people what, – what has happened nowadays where people just are throwing the chance to direct a major motion picture down the drain because of just weird shit? And I, I don't know. hat now. Nobody gives a shit. Well, and maybe now, maybe that shows you that maybe Ezra Miller was the problem with the director that we heard last maybe. week is out because oh, he had creative differences. I don't know. Maybe he walked out of the set. You're not my Flash. Yeah. Where's Grant Gustin? Yeah. Also, um, Greg Blandy could be looking at the fan response to his shows versus fan response to the movies and well, being like, yeah. Eh, well, I'm yeah. good over well, here. Well, here you go. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say he's got that Green Lantern movie under his belt. And then he's like, ooh, people, yeah. we, we're not even going to get a Green Lantern movie for years because of that movie. But boy. 
boy, I'm on top of the world. And yeah, yeah. he's got enough money. So yeah, flash money. He's living on that flash arrow legend of tomorrow money. You can't do any oh, wrong. Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah, that's yep. I don't know the thing. Supergirl ratings weren't the greatest, but I'm Not sure that he I'm sure that he really pushes that flash and arrow. Um, the next bit is a actual comic book news. Justice League oh. and JLA titles undergo creative changes, story switches, and more delays before rebirth. And I wrote Good. no margin there. Yeah. This story makes my head hurt. It really does. Uh, it says, as DC Comics prepares to shift over from the New 52 to its line-wide Rebirth revamp, the final pre-Rebirth issues of major titles like Justice League and Justice League of America are being delayed, changed, and some outright canceled from the shipping schedule, for now at least. And here's what's going to go. Now, you tell me if this makes sense. I know, I think last week I had a news story, and afterwards Eric said that I made no goddamn sense. <laughs> and I, So I'm going to read this right as it is. It still doesn't make sense uh, in my head. Justice League number 51, which was already canceled and resolicited once before, now okay. will feature a Dan Abnett, Paul Pelletier story originally solicited for Justice League number 52 and is now scheduled for release on June 8th. Okay. Then you got that. I did. All right. The story, and they, they say, the story's a flashback to the early days of the new, and really, uh, when I read this, you are not going to get anything that's going to be in any sort of, con- this is not going to be any sort of story Where's that means continuity? anything. This is going to be a JLA Martian Manhunter story again, Eric, no. that you hated. The story, yeah. a flashback to the early days of the New 52 League and guest starring Dick Grayson as Robin is considered a Titans Rebirth number one prelude. Since Titans Rebirth number one goes on sale June 15th, the prelude story being moved to June 8th rather than June 22nd, as originally solicited, makes sense. Okay? It's starting to get a little hokey, isn't it? I'm going to go out It it continues. The Dan Juergens Paul Pelletier story, originally solicited for number 51, will now appear in Justice League number 52, still scheduled for release on June 22nd. And that seems what? to be a one-shot. I don't know what it's about. And it, uh, This is so, like, the shit that they are juggling to try to get these issues. Why not just say, fuck it? You know what? We yeah. fucked up. It, it makes no sense. Um, and then in the meantime, you think that they're pushing to this 52, but the, it's, I, I don't know. But, yeah, then we go to JLA. For Brian Hitch's off-delayed Justice League of America title, its ninth issue originally solicited for release March 30th, Will now come out March 30th. Will now come out on June 15th, according to oh DC, God. with number 10 and 11 currently both listed for July 6th and 27 releases, respectively. Diamond has canceled Justice League of America number 12 and Justice League of America annual number one, originally solicited last month for June, and announced they will resolicit in their June previews catalog that was available on sale in August. DC's website lists both of those titles as August releases. It, can, it just can, goes on and on. Can I stop reviewing that book now? Yeah, I th- maybe. I, I think that we said this. Remember at one point, I think on the podcast even, or just between us, where we said like, the JLA, all of a sudden, they had like seven issues that were going to come out in a month. We're like, this yeah. guy can't put out seven issues in a fucking two years. And they're going to yeah. do that? 
nonsense. But yeah, Justice League of America writer, artist Brian Hitch is, of course, the writer on the upcoming Rebirth Justice League. Good times. Next week, we're going to hear that's fucking delayed. With the Rebirth one-shot and debut issue both solicited and scheduled for release in July. And that's another thing. You would think that, I, just me personally, Justice League should have come out in June. That should have been the, one of the first ones. I, yeah, I'm telling, I'll make the, the call. Beginning, yeah. It's already been delayed uh, without having one issue. Wasn't that, that the first been book of the New 52? Yeah, it was the New 52. It actually came out in August. It was like that August 30th, and then all the rest hit that first week of September. It was the only book that came out. Remember, uh, Jim Lee was going all around. Him and Jeff Johns were going around signing stuff. Yeah. It was a big to-do. Almost how they're having that rebirth in May. The rebirth number one, the Jeff Johns uh, deal in May. They did it like that. Yeah. And, uh, yes, I, I'm telling you, it's already there's already issues. That book and I'm should telling be you, when, coming when out. When Dan Dio was trying to push JLA before at all those freaking like little shows talking about, oh, yeah, Brian Hitch, he's been working on this story for three years. I'm yeah, like, he did. It oh, was yeah. three years. Yep. And three years. We're fucking nine you, issues. And you would guess usually delays mean art. It's usually the art. And, yes, he was doing the art and the writing. Then they, they kind of kicked him off that art for a while. It's still delayed. I, I do. Is it that they – and actually, I was just going to say, is it that editorial might be changing the stuff? But that shouldn't be because it's kind of its own story. Yeah. We've only had yeah. a row story. And really, when that book comes out, you said, Eric, you have to fucking go do research about the other <laughs> issues because it's like every four months. Plus, I just – me and you – Reggie, I, I don't know that I've ever asked you. Have you read it at all? The, the Brian yeah, Hitchcock. I read the first uh, three, maybe four Did issues. You en- are then... you, were you enjoying it? No, not really terribly. No. That's why I kind of walked away from it. Yeah, me, me and Eric hate it. And so I much. like it a little better than he does, but it's not good. And it's another one of these things that I don't – I think that sometimes when the shit gets delayed like this and people are like – even like the uh, Dark Knight 3, when it finally does come out, people – it's like when we said as kids you buy a video game and you only have money for one. Yeah. I think that when these things come out, they've waited so long that they try to convince themselves that they like it because some of these reviews for this, these books – uh, and that last issue, if I remember right, because I, I don't have a good memory, and it was like eight months ago, it seems. Yeah, it was like February it, it, or something. It was terrible. It was not good. Shit <laughs> I think, just it, was I think it came out March 30th. I could be wrong, oh, though. God. I don't know. The one was scheduled for March 30th never came out, so I think it might have been before. I don't know. But yeah, and the next bit of news, a lot of news today. Uh, NBC orders Powerless sitcom to series. So that Powerless deal is going to series, and NBC has ordered the DC Universe sitcom Powerless by Warner Brothers TV to series for the 2016-2017 season. The Vanessa Hudgens, you know what she was in there? No. High School Musical. And okay. recently, the uh, Live Grease. I know you were a big fan of both. Uh, it's going to star in the single camera comedy, and it's described as an office-like a uh, show. Also uh. starring Danny Pudi, Alan Tudyk, and Christina Kirk. And I like all those, except I still don't know who Christina Kirk is. I remember it was the guy who created it he, on whatever that fucking show. Remember, Eric? There was some show that we never heard of. But yeah, I'm afraid that Danny Pudi is going to be his exact same character that he was in Community. And I always like Alan Tudyk, but I hope that he is the character that he was in 42. Oh, my and God. And then, then, boy, fireworks will fly. That fucking movie. Woo. That was great. Philadelphia, Eric. Philadelphia oh, God, Philadelphia. Uh, but here's the official log line for the series. In the first comedy series set in the universe of DC Comics, Vanessa Hudgens plays Emily, a spunky young insurance adjuster specializing in regular people coverage against damage caused by the crime-fighting superheroes. It's a little different than what we thought at first, I think. Uh, I thought that she was going to be dealing mainly, like she's fighting against the superheroes. I don't right. Like that. 
It's when she stands up to one of these larger-than-life figures after an epic battle messes with her commute that she accidentally becomes a cult hero in her own right, even if it's just to, to her group of lovable quirky co-workers now while she navigates her normal everyday life against an explosive backdrop emily might just discover that being a hero doesn't always require superpowers it's like the truth i know that sounds okay you any you guys i'm gonna gonna check it it out i don't really have is that gonna be on the uh the my shows are on or by then you'll be talking about goddamn fucking friday the 13th or whatever (laughs) who knows what you'll be talking about then nobody knows I mean, uh, this could yeah. be this could be hilarious. It could be who gives a shit. We'll spoil yeah, yeah. I, I might actually watch it. I, I may watch it just for the hell of it uh, because I don't watch anything else. But we're gonna you'll, you'll watch the last. first episode and then forget That's, about it. I actually watched the first uh, Supergirl. Kind of. I yeah. think I got halfway through. My kids loved it, and they're like me. They bail after a while. But we have one last bit of news, and then we'll be moving on to the mail. And that bit of news is. The animated Batman: The Killing Joke release date has been announced. Also, in the story, they did release a cover image for that but you know we're a podcast you can't really see that but it, warner brothers animation it looks like the normal freaking cover yeah it does and again i i actually i'm glad you mentioned that because i actually like that because again everything that has come out that i've seen really stresses that this is the killing joke we're oh, yeah. not fucking around we're not gonna fucking tone it down you fucking team back girl you just don't go turn the channel Warner Brothers Animation has announced that the animated adaptation of Batman the Killing Joke will be released digitally on July 26th with a home video version on August 2nd. The R-rated animated film features the return of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in their popular voice acting roles as Batman and the Joker, respectively. goes on to say, most people really like the way Mark Hamill does it, except weird science's Eric Shea, who is a miserable fuck. Didn't wow. you say that? You, yeah, Eric didn't like no, the way that in the trailer. He it didn't just like the didn't way sound right for how I remember Mark Hamill's Joker voice sounding. Yeah, it was yeah, a weird I, thing I, to I, add in that press release. That yeah, it's very weird. That, but yeah, they, they really don't like Eric Shea. Uh, the film script was written by <laughs> Brian Azzarello. I did not know that. Did you know that? I did not. No, I didn't. I, I didn't either. Brian Azzarello, directed by Sam Liu, based, of course, on the iconic Alan Moore, Brian Bolland story. Batman the Killing Joke presents one of the most compelling stories in the annals of Batman's adventures, the evolution of the Joker from normalcy to criminal insanity. This was a very challenging story to tell because of the intense, often disturbing storyline, but we are extremely pleased with how true to the graphic novel we have been in this original film, said Mary Ellen Thomas, a woman. A woman, Mary Ellen Thomas. They call her M.E.T. Met, they call her around the office. And she is a bang-up girl. Uh, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment Vice President, she is. Family and uh, Animation Marketing. I, I'm going on this title. is like eight lines. Uh, Warner Brothers Home Entertainment is proud to release Batman the Killing Joke as an authentic representation of its revered story for both longtime fans and new fans alike. Though when, you know, you can't admit that in public or people think you're a rape lover. And then you, you know, go someone to someone at work actually again. asked me about this. Someone at work uh, stopped me in the hallway and they, they, they've been watching uh, – the Batman animated series and getting into the Tim Bruce Tim look of stuff. And they were just like, Oh, I heard about this killing joke coming out. You know, what do you think? I was like, well, it's a pretty controversial yeah. look, but, uh, if Bruce Tim's handling it, definitely I would, I would give it a look. It's, he's oh, yeah. pretty much does the right thing every single time. Even, even when you, even when it's out there like gods and monsters, it's solid. It's solid. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's, uh, oh, it's Conroy and Hamill are joined by Tara Strong as Barbara Gordon and Ray Wise as Commissioner Gordon. And that is the last bit of news. We're going to take a little break and come back with the mail. Hey, Eric. Hey, Jim. This is Robert Lewis 
uh, otherwise known as the N-word. I just wanted to let you guys know it finally happened, but I got to give you a little bit of a backstory. Normally, to listen to the podcast, I download it to my computer, and I listen to it at work during the week. Well, this particular week, as I scanned through the file to make sure that I got the whole thing, I stopped at the portion where you were talking about uh, using your headphones. I said, eh, that's a great idea. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to listen to the podcast tonight when I go to bed, and I'm going to use my headphones. So sure enough, we're in the bed, my wife and I. Of course, it's a Sunday, and she had a headache, so there was no horizontal mambo. So I'm going to listen to the podcast, and as I'm listening to it, I come upon the portion where you were talking about your cup of piss coffee. I laughed so loud that I shook the bed and I woke her up. And she looks at me and she says to me, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing, nothing, go back to sleep. And she noticed my MP3 player. So she snatches the headset and puts it on. And she listens for a couple of seconds of the show and takes the headphones off and looks at me and says, are you 14 years old? What are you doing listening to this nonsense? I can't believe I'm married to a 60-year-old man who acts like he's 14. Well, you did it again, Jim. Now my wife thinks that I'm a nut. But what makes it even funnier is the whole time she's saying that to me, I kept hearing it in Jess's voice. So now I'm laughing at her, and she's getting even angrier. But, hey, that's the life of an old man. You know, on a on a, a little side note, she had another connection to the to the last week's podcast. Back in 1990, she worked at a law firm that handled legal contracts for actors, and she was looking forward to her Christmas bonus. Well, this particular year, her supervisor had this brilliant idea: instead of giving his workers their Christmas bonus, he was going to invest their money into a motion picture. Yes, indeed, V.I. Wachowski was the movie that he invested his money in. And instead of getting bonuses, they were going to be movie investors. Well, I want to tell you, in July of 1999, the movie had grossed $11 million, and when they were looking for that little bit of profit, they were told there was no profit from this movie. So the money was was straight down the toilet. What can I tell you? Anyway, it really wasn't a rant that I called for. I wanted to let you guys know that you are definitely the best thing that has happened to podcasting and definitely the best thing that has happened to DC Comics. I'll never go on iTunes because I can't stand those guys, but each week you get a five-star from me. Keep up the great work, guys. Watch your profanity. Watch your profanity. Watch your profanity. Watch your profanity. Then we're back. It's time for the mail. Time for the mail, Eric. Eric, you pick it up. Let's hear some voice. Pick it up now. Let's hear. Pick it up. Pick it up. Let me begin. (laughs) 
There you oh, go. Jesus. It's gonna yes. fuck your throat up, man. Yes, I will. Next thing I'm gonna what? Oh, open. Yeah, I didn't even ask you, Reggie. When is this uh, rap attack thing gonna be done? I, I'm pressing. It should you be on. done. It it really is uh, moments away from being moments done. Moments away. But it's, gonna, right. it's even gonna take like a couple of hours to compile. So you're gonna get it tomorrow early. Okay, so I'll, I will put it up before I edit this. So it, it will be up. Yeah. So anybody wants to hear some, they they just can uh, go in there. And uh, what, what did a fucking gorilla just come in and rip off a woman's face? In How dare face? you! That's oh like the first God. time I think I've ever tried to do that, and it hurt me really bad. Now I'm self conscious. It does hurt, doesn't it? it? It beatboxing. It takes a lot out of you. It, it's you not for actually, smokers. No, it's tell not. You. It's not for smokers. It's not for the faint of heart. You have to have a commitment to it, Eric. You have to commit to that beatbox. I gotta start and, working. And on if this. you don't, I mean, and really, to me, growing up, the beatbox was not the beat. It was just a. <laughs> that was all it was. Yeah. And I love <laughs> the fat boys. Boy, I love them fat boys. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, what's his name that I always say with the show and Lottie Dottie? Uh, God damn it, the uh, beatbox. Dougie Fresh. Oh, Dougie Dougie Fresh. Fresh. Yeah, fucking pro- to me probably the best, but I I wasn't into that. It was too much craziness going on. I didn't need yeah. the beat. I just needed a big fat black guy going, <laughs> and then I was in. And I had that every day. This guy would pick me up in a van, and he would do that, and then I'd go home happy. And the first mail oh. was Manship, and Manship says, "What's oh, up, Manship. Snap Crackle and Pop? You guys Oof. figure out which is which. I would be Crackle. I don't like Pop." I think that Pop is an asshole who really tries to push his play with that exclamation point. He Pop, has that, I call I, Pop. Yeah, you can be Pop. He's oh, a dick. Pop oh, is a dick. I wanted to be Pop. No, Pop's a guy who makes up his own. I want to be the one Jim no. hates. Yeah, yeah. Really, well, you both are. But Pop is the guy who's made up his own goddamn nickname. There you go, Pop. He's got the exclamation point. He is like Mr. Fantastic. Here we go. How do you, how do you know that's not his Christian name? That's Pop, ridiculous. Uh, out of nowhere, Snap and Crackle don't What's have any exclamation. You? It'd be funny if it was Snap and then Crackle. <laughs> I don't know what a <laughs> Crackle. Pop! Is that a question mark at the end of Snap? Yeah, Snap is snap? the question mark. Snap? snap? And then Crackle, uh, he actually Crackle is Crackle because it's question mark exclamation point. He has both. He's kind Crackle. of because what happened is they don't know. It's like my two dads. They're not sure who's the dad, Snap or Pop. So they're going with it. I, and Snap is the guy who wears the uh, sweaters with the long hair. And Pop no, no, is no. Uh, what's his name? No, I can't think of his goddamn uh, Shania. Fucking me, Shania. No, I was yeah, gonna say Schneider, but no, Schneider, um, no, I, I forget his name. It fucking the guy with all those books and the fucking. He was on all those shows. You know the guy. Aliens. That guy with the hair. The guy God that did damn. that thing with his mouth. God damn it! You'll you'll figure it out as you go. It was. I'm funny. definitely I'm definitely snap because I got the power. Ooh, snap! They ooh, say when ooh. he shows oh, up, go. he shows up without his pants. Like, I oh, got snap. the power. Yeah, I got the power. But yeah, uh, it's funny I say that about. I want the... crackle to be in freaking uh, quotations because no one takes him seriously. But crackle. <laughs> so it's Paul Reiser. It, uh, Paul Reiser. Yeah, it's snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> Uh, yeah. When I said that, it's funny. My wife used to say a lot of things to me. Like she'd say, you know, that guy with the hair that does that thing. I don't love and you I anymore. Would, I would know what she meant. <laughs> and, until she started saying, you know, that, that black guy. And it was always Chris Rock, but it never was Chris Rock. <laughs> it was never Chris it, it Rock. It was actually Chris Tucker. And it, <laughs> it goes all down the line. Now, it, it, you know, all these things. It's always Chris Rock. Always Chris Rock. Uh, speaking of which, Reggie, I watched a, a thing. Do you remember? I don't know if Eric does either. You remember the Little Penny commercials with Penny Hardaway? 
back in the nineties. Oh, oh, oh yeah, they were the best. Uh, they made me smile. Was that so a Sprite much. commercial? Yeah, no, it was uh, shoes. It was just his shoes, shoes, and it was one of Chris Rock's first big things. And I love Little Penny. Remember, he was an asshole. He was always screaming. Yeah, it was great. This is my world. For, Shit like for that. Some reason, you got some I really for a remember it being a Sprite commercial. I know. And in fact, I believe if you would ask me, the uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, when he gets the rib. <laughs> and with the thing, it's almost like a little penny. Yeah, come on, help a little brother here. Can you break a hundred? <laughs> oh, that was so good. All right, oh, where are we? Go, go ahead and admit it, Mr. Werner. You enjoyed your tasty urine beverage last Saturday, didn't you? I did not. It, it disturbed me that it was warm and hot, actually. Hey, hey, hey. Little Penny did do spray commercials. Did he? It, yeah. I thought it was always just his shoes. I don't know. I typed in a little penny and Sprite was the next okay, thing that came up. Maybe it was just Sprite because I remember the big diss was that Shaq then had his own shoe commercial where Little Penny pops up from behind the sofa. Yeah, there's Little Penny shoes as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Hardaway uh, shoes. I'm telling you, the best were when there was one where you got to watch it. They're playing basketball to the song, like, playing basketball. And Little Penny, the guy's a ball hog. He always wants the ball. He's, oh, it's so good. And he's just <laughs> trash talking. But, yeah, and the one point Shaq was doing his shoe commercial, and then uh, Little Penny came up from behind the couch and said, hey, can you help a brother? And he elbows Little Penny. And, he knocked, <laughs> and that, it caused a lot of dissension among the, uh, the Orlando Magic. There are people who are listening to this and have not fallen asleep yet. Uh, there is an awesome Orlando Magic, uh, what's it called, a uh, documentary on Netflix now, uh, 30 for 30, about that. And the best was, at one point, I sent Eric a message. You did tell me you were watching this. Yeah. Shaq came out of something, and they were talking about it. It's like one of those where it seemed like he was walking down the street, and like, hey, Shaq, where are you going to go next year? You're going to stay with Orlando. He had a twisted hat on. And a yeah. big son of a bitch, Shaq. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was really good, though. But yeah. Shaq knew it was up. Yeah. But then uh, Manship continues. Throw in a booger, and you have completed the body fluid taste test trifecta. Speaking of body fluids, I, there's, I don't a, couple think he has, of, there's a couple other fluids I can think of. Yeah, uh, speaking yeah. of body Never finish. Fluids, yeah, yeah. Really, don't finish on yourself. That if you're going <laughs> to suck your own cock, Reggie, I, I know that it's every man's dream. But if right. you do attend, if you do get to that point of nirvana, don't finish on yourself. Don't finish in your own mouth. Just don't do it. This Just is don't finish. Okay. this happened. This happened in real life once, and the, the guy was shunned. And he had to leave the Temple uh, freaking Ambler campus. He had to leave. He had to change his name to Eric Shea. Yeah, he changed his name to Eric Shea, and which was weird because before then his name was Eric Shea. He's yeah, just I'm not, not very good at He's this. not very smart. He just uh, changed it. Yes, he changed it to Eric I with a K. I changed the spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of body fluids, was that your first masturbation talk with your youngest? No. They, they talk about that all the time. And that was when they the, the most disturbing part was Logan, my 10-year-old, yelling, yeah, I did that this morning. I'm like, wait a second here, buddy. Yeah, he and, wasn't kidding around. No, he, they, were, they meant business. But, yeah, Rafe, they talk about it. And I, I, to them, because they're younger and they're, they're my two youngest, I would like to think that they've never even done anything like that. Who knows? I know the time when I did it, so all bets are off. But boy, yeah, you kidding me? Come on. Boy, my, uh, my son, Ethan, god damn it. He's probably up there right now with sandpaper and, and fucking <laughs> talking fucking sweet nothings to it. Uh, I asked because I need to have that talk with our 12-year-old, but I can never gather enough courage to bring it up. And I will That's tell you, yeah, too late. who needs a talk? You, you don't need got, a talk. The internet's around. You don't need nothing. Oh, you, sure. here's, you, you want to hear what my talk was? Like, First off, Manship, I don't care. You have a son. 
you, you let the wife do that because the wife is always going to be the one who flips out about it. So you might as well get that over right away. You get the fucking, you know, the hell fucking brimstone going and then you take them aside afterwards and your only talk is, listen, everybody does it. It's fine. And then you, you walk but away. She, but it. she can't tell them any technique. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. No, they'll, but they'll talk things that's going to fall off. You do this, you do that. I remember the thing that screwed me the most was I was at a church thing where I think it was like a, a Bible study thing. It was like during the week. I don't know why I went. What the fuck were you doing there? And my dad would send me. I think they just wanted to get me out of the house so they could fuck. But uh, they sent me to this. And I remember hearing, and they're like, listen, it, you know, everybody does it. It is a sin, but it's even worse if you prefer that over the real thing. And I'm like, Uh-oh. really? I'm like, I don't have to, to fucking buy. It's me. I know. I got the touch. But also it was just yeah. like I, women were not talking to me. So I had no other choice. But, boy, I was enjoying it. So it really screwed me up for a while. It still didn't stop you. Nothing will stop a, a boy doing that. There's nothing no. that will stop you. Goddamn I, I, dick junkies. Yeah. My no, buddy you know, your son talked about doing mayonnaise. it in the morning. Yeah. Oh, talking and, about your son doing it in the morning, he probably did it while brushing his teeth. It wasn't like a big ritual. It's and just it was like weird. a fucking I constant was doing thing. it while I brushed his teeth. It, it was so <laughs> whoa, weird. Hey, uh, and also, whoa, whoa, whoa. When, I, when I went out today, I was waiting for Jess to get out of the shower. She went in for like 10 minutes. I made sure I got that out of the way already. You went in kamikaze. Oh, bang, bang, you, bang. you freaking. The, the thing about uh, jerking off and masturbation that I think is the best is that it is a be all, end all of everything that uh, to me. You can't fall asleep, boom, you do it, right? You fall asleep. Yeah. In the morning, you can't wake up, boom, you do it, you're up. It, it, it never <laughs> fails. You freaking, you, you bounce a check, boom, you do it. The next thing you know, your landlord says, you know what, you were pretty good. We'll, we'll get you rent later that next week. It, it works for everything. It really you can't does. stop looking at futonari porn at work, boom, no, yeah. you do it, you're you fine. You do it, yeah. you're done. Then you, you get know, a webcam set up, you have a career. Yeah, boom. You, you freaking, you want a uh, Berlanti to make a Booster Gold movie, boom, you do it, you're in. He announces it the next day, I'm telling you. It's like a fucking, I, I think in my mind that when I'm doing it, I am not rubbing my cock, I'm actually rubbing a fucking thing and the genie's coming out. That, the fucking, the genie's a little bit of a wet pool of whiteness, but it's a genie. I don't know what you're saying. But yeah, uh, it's the best. See, I love it. I love it. I suggest it to everyone out there. Uh, maybe I should just buy an issue of Hustler and keep it in the bathroom magazine rack. No, just uh, get a free subscription to Maxim. That seemed to fucking get my house going. Uh, at one point, I thought that the fucking flood had come and my house was going to float away. That Maxim would come <laughs> and it would disappear and it, it like disappear. And my wife would yeah. get mad. And again, that's what the wife and the mother is always there to cause the trouble and what you get then you seem like a cool guy you're like hey listen everybody my, my stepfather had a bunch of porn and my mother gave it all to me when i was 13 or 14 just because she's like i don't want him to have it yeah all right fine oh. it's weird why look at that it is it, it is true that when they say and they say that it's like uh wired in the a woman's brain because they are the one that carries the kids and all that and gets pre- that like a guy definitely you're you are masturbating unless you're insane you're you're do- you're not falling in love with these people on there like you're watching the black <laughs> widow video you're not you don't want you do not want to be the next cuckold bitch no. you don't want that uh, and even you know what i'm saying and, and but yet women always seem to think that that's cheating and that somehow yeah. it's like, oh, what, I'm not good enough. But then in the meantime, you're begging for any sort of action. They're not going to give it. But yet the, the guy's just supposed to go take a cold shower. I don't like cold showers. I don't know. Apparently to your church group, I'm sending something fierce every Fuck day. Yeah, I know. We're go- we are going to hell. 
Well, you can't prefer this. Yes, I can. Again, when you had to have a family, <laughs> when, when you had to have 80 kids so that you three could live and work your goddamn farm, you know, you don't want to be shooting, uh, you know, shitting on no, the you side. Keep your seat yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that seeds for that. And yeah, people just that whole by uh, nonsense. Yeah. Now with the overpopulation, it's like, please, just yeah, dump really. your seed. And yeah. Start, you know. He says, I'm uh, putting the shit out of my fucking apartment. No, uh, Manship goes, I'm positive that my mom noticed the missing page of the hustler that I kept hidden in my shorts drawer. Page. Wow. That's, it's funny, too, now that, I, you know, we go full into this. Um, when I first came home from college, that was when my dad actually had Internet. This was probably 94. Like, we were one, like, again, we oh. were talking earlier about Genie and stuff and fucking AOL. My dad actually had, like, we had to own it, and we'd go on, and it was, it was a struggle. You'd have to, you know, there wasn't Google. You'd go on, but, yeah, I remember, and there was, like, you know, you'd go pictures. And that's, last time I looked at a picture. Oh, my God. What the hell? And uh, Like a magazine now? Uh, tell, I'm telling you, man, Chip, your, your son will look at that. He won't even know how to turn the pages, probably. They don't want a magazine. <laughs> I said the big joke for me if I was a stand-up comedian would be that it has changed where a kid goes and finds his dad's fucking internet history instead of yeah. finding the, yep. you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, there's just crazy shit out there. you got to watch out. You know, some things they see and I don't know. You know, this crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, pre- he said, pretty sure Dad noticed a page being ripped from his bathroom hustler. I remember I had a, a Playboy that my dad had that had the Playboy Playmate of the Year that year, and it was Jimmy Connors' wife, the tennis player, and I thought she was beautiful. And I went back. She was not beautiful. She, I'm she telling you, we vicious. spent that one day at work trying to figure out what all the yeah. Playmate of the Years yeah. were throughout the years. Yeah. And, yeah, all of a sudden it went from a point where it was like, you really, even the hustler thing and all that, you, like these were well-known people. Like you would hear about them. Oh my God, yeah. and, uh, you know, Anna Nicole Smith, you know, this sort of thing. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, we don't know any of these people. <laughs> yeah, they're just people. But uh, who are well, you know, who I, are I, these I really people? Like what, I'd love to know what page Manship stole out of his dad's hustler because in the 90s, that's when hustlers started showing women peeing. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe he did that actually. So, I think it was like was a, it, uh, was it a Marlboro a ad with the Marlboro man. He ripped that and <laughs> <Yeah>. ran off. <laughs> He's very excited. But, yeah, who knows? He'll, he'll have to tell us. But, yeah, if I don't, he's a little bit younger than us, so at least it might have been shaven, that picture, because I remember oh, some of that stuff. I doubt Holy it. Moly. But, yeah, that's signed Weenie Manship. Now, the next one is from Rocky. Rocky there. What's up, Rocky? What Uh-oh. do you think of that, Rocky? He says, hey, guys, great Hello. podcasting. Keep it up. I'm trying to keep it up with all this porn talk. I just want to say that my favorite comment, this was one of the ones that I thought was kind of back and forth between maybe a, an emergency one, but I want it to be on uh, our podcast now because I like what he says. I just want to say that my favorite comic of the New 52 was Jonah Hex, and my favorite single-issue comic book of the entire New 52 was Jonah Hex 50. I think that was the last issue. I think it was 34, actually, because, yeah, they're just getting to the 50s now. I, it's, funny, yeah. it's funny he says that. That's what I thought it was, too, when I was trying to figure it out. I, it didn't even cross my mind. It just seemed like it would make sense. But uh, that was beautifully drawn by Darwin Cook and ends with Jonah Hex and Tallulah Black, who was very sexy, sailing off sure into the sunset. That was – I f- actually forgot about the actual issue. Yeah, they got a boat and sailed away. The entire, I, yeah. Yeah, the entire series was masterfully written by Jimmy Palmiotti and, had a, and also uh, 
Fucking Justin Gray. Don't forget Justin. Justin Gray. That guy's been fucking pushed aside with fucking, you know, Amanda Connor. She doesn't like them hanging out anymore, I hear. And had a, <laughs> uh, a, a bunch of uh, artists and other collaborators, collaborators on it. I like Moritat's art a lot on that as well. The stories were yeah, mostly yeah. self-contained and often one-shots. Uh, having stories involving Hex battling the Court of the Owls in 19th century Gotham and meeting Batman's ancestors was inspired. And then having Hex travel to the future modern-day world, Eric, and interact with Booster Gold, Superman, Batman, and Constantine was a joy to read. I hated that so much. I had, yeah, I had a bit of an issue with that, and I actually asked Jimmy Palmiotti because I had this big theory that I went <laughs> on and on about, and I was wrong. He says... Um, that was almost to me like the first bit of that story where, hey, we're going to take a, a fucking cruise around the, you know, the, the travel around the DCU and everything seemed odd. I did like what he was saying when they would do that with the stuff in the past because you would have like the Court of the Owls in the regular Batman. Yeah. And then you'd also see this. And I really thought it didn't tie in. You didn't need to have both. But if you read both, right. it was really neat how they were doing that. I did like that. And, you know, Jeremiah yeah. Arkham, I believe it was, and all that stuff. Uh, but, Amadeus Arkham. Amadeus Arkham, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I did like that. But once they went to the future, I thought it got a little hokey. But, uh, and I stayed. Though, it also, I did laugh. Eric, Eric will remember because I used to yell about it. But it definitely was, at first, my, one of my favorite pet peeves. What is this? Horseless chariot. <laughs> They'd always say, "What yeah. is this? The cylinder with wings flying? How did you get those people in that box? That's a TV, Jonah. TV. How uh, did you done shrink down these people and make yeah. them do things? Oh, I love that. Uh, memory lost his scar as well. If you yeah, it was right. so weird. Yeah, uh, and I. But then he memory, got it back. He was fancy. He he was really sexy. It reminded me back? of the the Shrek movie when. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got it back. Everything went to a point where it, when he shows up again, everything's back. Yeah, he got the score. Okay. And I still he had a motorcycle accident. He says, and I still laugh oh, at how right. Hex got into the motorcycle accident, after which he was rushed to the hospital, and the doctors assumed that he wrecked his face in the accident and repaired it. Jimmy Palmiotti always says, and Justin Gray, and others who I sadly cannot recall, uh, did an amazing job on that comic. And I do love that. And, in fact... The only thing that stopped me from putting that in my top three was because I don't think it's in the top three, but also because I didn't read the whole run. But I, right. I did really like it. Uh, I had a point where I was a really big – I was like the biggest uh, fucking Palmiotti fan. Like I was going on and on when that G.I. Zombie came out, and I was like, man, I'm taking that. I love it. And boy, that's, that's when things Ooh, things went down. That fell apart. Yeah, after, right? It started out pretty promising. And I, hated the, I hated the art right away. I had a big problem with the art in that, but yeah, it fell apart. That was Scott Hampton, right? Yeah, yeah. There is something so iconic or ironic about the performance of Jonah Hex in the New 52 because even though he is a very dark character and badass, he actually ended up ended his run faking his death and sailing off in the sunset with a scarred yet nonetheless beautiful woman. She was sexy. Hex so was sexy. rewarded with a happy ending that had always eluded past uh. narrative approaches to his history. And happily, Palmiotti undid that awful pre-Flashpoint ending of Jonah Hex where he was killed and ended up being stuffed by a taxidermist. And he even ran into that. That was pretty cool yeah. too. And placed on circus display with so much of the New 52 being depressing and dark and relentlessly pessimistic. Sounds like our podcast. Hex <laughs> has written as a character that at least obtained his dark side brutally and honestly and did nothing to apologize for it. I, I did like it for that as well. He was like almost like a uh, anti-hero, but he wasn't quite a villain like that. You know what I mean? He was doing the yeah. right thing all the time, but he... But uh, Palmiotti also wrote Hex as a character and knew the words 
are meaningless. It's actions that matter. Yes, sounds like what I say in the sack. Hex would never apologize. Instead, he would simply reluctantly help potential victims by killing scum, getting the job done, and moving up the next two-horse town. The new 52 Jonah Hex was DC's Clint Eastwood, and in my opinion, Darwin Cook drew him that way. Cook's visuals of Hex remain my favorite, despite only having drawn Jonah for a few issues. Still thought it was weird at that point when I was like, why is he jumping on now? And I just, <laughs> I did not know. I, I, I didn't know. But he says, speaking of which, is a quick, important digression. As I email this, Bleeding Coals reported Darwin Cook has aggressive cancer and has been placed in palliative care. Obviously, he's died now. This news devastates me as he's one of my favorite artists and his work on the New Frontier brand for my love of the comic medium. I refer to a head sketch of Catwoman he drew for me three years ago as the soul of my collection. That's cool. Nice. Uh, Cook's art is sharp and beautifully animated in a way that imbues any story he draws with a sense of gravitas that pulls the reader in. Are you write, writing this, Reggie, with these words? Is this me? Yeah, I was going to say, did I write this? I think this is uh, Rocky and Reggie. I think they sound very similar now. He and hey, Rocky, really, give me you up. Have we like can do something together. You 17 names. Are you Craig? Who knows? But, yeah, he Craig. is a legend. And one of the things when I got the thing from D.C., they sent a couple images, but I also went and looked up, and it ended up those uh, variant covers from that month. And, boy, I, I like every one. All of those are great. You know what one I love is the Catwoman one where she's jumping between buildings because it, it's like it's a very, like, out it, – it's pulled back. It's not – and oh, it's so good. I really do like it. Um, but, yeah, as a quick uh, – there, where am I? Uh, but it angers me that we may lose him this year. Yeah, he, he's gone, in the words yeah. of his wife. And, yeah, she even put that up on the, their site, fuck cancer. And now I think that that was more of an exclamation than a uh, battle cry now, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I would be – Reggie's laughing at my – that was me. See, right there. That was me talking from the heart, Reggie. That was me trying to be nice. And you're really? Like, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't making fun. Eric knows. I, I actually no, I that. really don't. No, I actually meant that. I actually think that she was like – she put that up. She was like, fuck – she was angry. Not like, oh, we're going to yeah. beat this then because, yeah, I kicked the butt then. <laughs> I, I can't even get it's, myself out of this. I did not mean that to be sexy. awful. I would be curious. Did you think that? What's that? She thought Maybe it was sexy. Maybe she thinks cancer is sexy. She wants to. Fuck I'm telling it. you, at the age of manship, son, I'd I would have fucked cancer then. <laughs> cancer oh, should no have been problem. some bum on the the side of the hey, boat. What's it? I'll do that after I fuck a ghost. Yeah, really. Yeah, I would be curious. You know what? Uh, just, just speaking of that, uh, I was lo- I was looking at the. Uh, the stats, boy, people did not go for that porn and the fuck, Mary kill one. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, huh? they did not. Lie. It seemed like people did not, uh, you know, gravitate to that one. Uh, he says, though, I will be curious to know what you guys think of Darwin Cook and what your best. favorite Darwin Cook project is. And we did have that earlier. I hate that. I do not want to poke fun at this at all. I'm not really no. I'm not trying to be a jerk. It just it shit comes out wrong with me all the time. It's stuff like this. Anyways, thanks for your wonderful podcast. Like when Norman Lee went missing. Yeah, and you're, yeah, really. And it's your insistence at holding D.C. accountable for what has been a very tumultuous five years. Here we, Rocky with your, your fucking goddamn words i am looking forward to rebirth (laughs) and confidently predict that the extent of which it succeeds will depend on the extent that it refuses to abandon the new 52 overall the new 52 sucks in my view most uh, all of the new 52 successes depended on the extent they maintained a tether to the pre-flashpoint universe batman green lantern to a smaller extent justice league all seem to evolve through the new 52 relatively unaffected by the shift from flashpoint to new 52 and now to rebirth 
I, I agree with that somewhat. I I just yeah. want I want to be told what's going on. Hopefully that rebirth number one yeah. tells us. I don't want the nonsense of if Superman died or not, and if he did, if he didn't, that affects this. And it, it was a mess. Eric's head was spinning, still spinning over there. He was so upset about that about he is Superman and stuff by like that. But pretty much all of the and so if that's true, I'll go over and fuck him. Pretty much all, all of right. the other titles that started from scratch suck, and I. I am an addict. I read them pretty much. I, he reads all of them. Why did I read so many comics I disliked? Again, like Eric. Because I am a DC addict and I need help, which happily my comic geek friends supply in spades every Wednesday at my local comic shop. Uh, codependency rocks. And he goes, oh, and hopefully DC <laughs> Rebirth will result in a new approach to their titles. It's just weird. It doesn't seem that way. How these books are ending uh, and disarray some Not of them ending. and stuff. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just seems... Like, nothing's planned like usual. And it's weird, too. Yeah. This is where Dan DiDio needs to get back on Twitter. So uh, He Seriously. really was the guy who would come out and announce stuff and say stuff and kind of, you know, he was a cheerleader. He'd get everybody fired up. He used to convince me that shit was going to be better. He's not there. And I just, there's like a void. You no just sit there. Tell us there's nobody, yeah, night. there's nobody there. You just, and Jeff Johns really doesn't say shit. I need a big, strong Dan DiDio to hold me at Jeff Johns seems like a really okay. nice guy, but he's not a very vocal guy with stuff. You never hear anything. No, except from about his dogs. Yeah. Yeah. With the new 52, it always felt like DC's attitude towards us longtime fans was derisive and condescending. Any criticism we post online was reported with comments along the lines of get a life or relax. It's just a comic book. And then, yeah, that's the weirdest thing for them to ever say. You know what I mean? And then DC would continue to print narrative drivel, destined for use as toilet paper. I think that a lot of the things in the New 52, and I hope they've learned, they seem to kind of, uh, well, right away, I think they've learned a bit when they are grabbing all these guys, even if it is a Steve Orlando, Reggie and Eric. I yeah. say that uh, but yeah, they're grabbing it at least. Uh, but I hope that they are quicker on the punch, the quicker on the trigger. If shit's not going well, you don't have to fire a, a creative team, but get somebody in there to help out because they would get things, and it just seems shit would just go on and on. I, that Anosenti stuff just it would just keep going. You got to get somebody there to help, and all these even we we say a lot of people that we deal with are so upset with Green Arrow with Ben Percy. That's like their big thing of like, look, it's nothing's changing at Ben. Be- and I just hope that somebody's there to reel them in and give us a good story because that solicit for Rebirth so. does not seem it. DC editorial attitudes seem to be constantly screaming to us, old-time collectors, that old pi- uh, pirate phrase, the beatings will continue until morale appro- improves. Suffice <laughs> to say, it is nice to see that DC swallowed their pride and stopped beating us fans. Whether my morale improves will depend on Rebirth. He has fingers crossed. Keep podcasting, guys. You are often the highlight of my listening on Hangover Sundays. What's he doing on nice. Saturday? Saturday's busy. Hey. He, he, he got to get drunk so he doesn't talk these big fancy words like Reggie. He's like, I, you know, <laughs> he, he gets drunk on Saturday night and starts sounding like us at three in the morning, <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> but no, I, I really, I'm, I'm actually the more we see of these books ending and the closer we get to this rebirth, I am very scared. And yes, when rebirth number one hits in a couple weeks, the Jeff Johns one. I guess we're going to see what it's all about. And, yeah, you know, we'll I probably guess, be able yeah. to go. I'm going to stay optimistic until I see what it's all about. But even honestly. this, though, even with this Justice League that now it's tying into tie into a Titans prelude. Uh, what? Really? Really? Honestly, I, I was you, you a little just, skeptical about that. You just figured this out. You know? about, I, I was skeptical when you first said it during the news, but 
Honestly, I really like the idea of seeing Dick Grayson as Robin. Yeah, no, didn't that's get to fun. Have any of that. I, I think that's fun, but, you know, just tell a one-off story. Don't have it that it ties in. It's a thing that's been delayed and canceled twice, resolicited, but yet now you're telling me it's a prelude so for it's Titans? A tie-in. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see Dick Grayson as Robin, and he'll mention, yeah. you know what? I want to be a Titan I got to go find the Titans. You know what? And uh, he'll just walk away. Superman go. will go, hey, fun, come chum. here, you little scamp, and he'll put and rough up his hair and go, you know what? You keep trying, you'll be a Titan someday. And he'll go, that's yeah. Ooh, Mayor Goldie Wilson. That balloon will be drawn in with like a ballpoint pen, you know yeah. what I mean? Like someone's regular handwriting, yeah. you know, yeah. obviously done after yes. the fact, you know. Yeah. Gotta then, buy the Titans. Yeah, Titan. And then he'll go, I'm gonna clean up this town. And then Cyber <laughs> can go, you start, with, you start with that. You start cleaning up this place. Tab. <laughs> I want a Pepsi free, Eric. Pepsi free. Uh, Mayor. Mayor. But yeah, thanks, Rocky, for the email. Uh, whether or not yeah, you're Reggie, one, he's going to have to email again, so I realize it's not. And I don't know how I realize it's not you, Reggie. You have like 80. Yeah, I actually get, yeah, I actually get emails from Reggie, and it's a different name. And I'm like, who the, f- who is yeah, this guy? I had no idea that Reggie sent me an email the other week because huh. I did not recognize the name. This is Carl. I only, I only use one name on the email. Who's I don't understand f- what the problem is. Who is this fucking Carl fella I get these <laughs> emails from? Uh, who is this guy? <laughs> All right, the next one's from Pistol. Who is this guy? Who, who are these people? Pistol says, hey, Jim and Eric and all the weird podcast crew. I've only got a few things. I want to talk about, but it's still a long email. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Pistol hasn't emailed in a while, so I'm glad yeah. he did email. He told me that he, and he also sent one in for the emergency one, so we got him working double time. First up, I've recently started buying a few Marvel books. This is what's happening. They see, DC, yeah. this is the worst thing. It's not the people who are yelling and screaming on Twitter to you, and you can fucking brush them off. It's the silent majority who's bailing. Huh. What, do they, what do they say? Uh, like one person who complains equals 10 billion who have already left. Isn't that the stat? Hello? Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking oh, to myself. Right. What, what, what is here? this, the emergency podcast again? I'll tell you. I, uh, <laughs> I recently just got back on Adderall. I don't know. That's why I'm talking so fast, I think. First up, I've recently started buying a few Marvel books. Uh, New Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, and Gwenpool, all of which I think are really good. And in the books, I was happy to find that they include free codes for a digital copy of the book. And it's funny, I I read this originally, and my ears perked up, and I thought I was getting codes from them. But I'm not. (laughs) Very cool. I love if DC did the same. They won't. I know they sold the combo packs, which cost like a buck extra, and the cover was usually different too. On a similar note, I'd really love if DC were to do an unlimited app like Marvel. I told them I, I... I can't go on enough how much I love that Marvel app, though I don't love Marvel Comics, and I don't even know what to read on that. I actually just go through. I'm so insane with stuff like that anyway that I will just go through things and look at. I won't read. I just look. I don't even look at covers. I just look what it says. Perhaps when Rebirth starts, and you're not going to get this, maybe having the new 52 on there all the way back. I don't really understand why they wouldn't want to do it. I don't either. Next, I read the Legends of Tomorrow issue one. Uh, the Number one, after listening to you guys review it on the podcast, and I thought I was going to hate it. It was the first time I also read solo stories about all the characters, and I really enjoyed all four of them, making it worth the eight bucks. Oh, nice. Now I have two corrections for the usually infallible Reggie, Craig, or Carl. First... Ratatouille is delicious. See, these are more opinions there, Pistol. (laughs) Ratatouille is delicious, Reggie. You just got to make it right with plenty of salt and time. That's what I always do. 
And secondly, Reggie said during the Weird History segment on the British invasion on comics that Grant Morrison wasn't British, which he is. I know what he meant was that Morrison wasn't English. I just wanted to point out that Morrison oh, is from right. Scotland, which along with England, what you were confused a little, like I was just then, weren't right. you? You were like, "What the fuck's he talking it's about?" A, yeah, he is. A, it is in the United Kingdom. Scottish. You freaking for... you poked the you fucking woke the snake here. <laughs> He's uh, which actually, along? I think I thought Chris said that part, but whatever. Okay, it was. well maybe, but you know what, Reggie? Chris you, did it. The first thing of leadership is you take the blame. <laughs> I learned that from Bugs Life. England, oh, Wales, wild. and Northern yeah. Ireland make up the UK. You suck, Reggie. Go fuck yourself. What? That's a weird thing for Pistol to write. That sounds like Pistol. I still love you, though, Reggie. Fair Uh, enough. It's funny, too, because you say that, and I actually know the difference between, obviously, my mom's from England, but I know because I do impersonations of each thing. You have a guy from England. He says something like this. He goes, hello, love. So you're like, okay, you're you're from England. And then the next guy comes up and you, hello, love. Oh, what is this Welsh guy doing? Welsh. Why is this Welsh guy Welsh. doing there? And then the hello love, and that's Scottish. There you go. It actually, hello love, perfect. have some, have some fucking haggis. Oh, you <laughs> Scott, <laughs> you Scott. I was in Edinburgh once. Is that fucking Scotland? I don't, I don't even know now. Yeah, yeah. I think that it is. Pretty nice. Uh, though I realized when I was there, like, yeah, they don't have a lot to eat here. I, I see why they eat fucking uh, soles of old shoes. There is that, that's for you, pistol, you Brit. Okay, now for the quote <laughs> section. Jim said at the end of a recent episode that whistling was a lazy man's instrument. I agree. I agree with myself. And it made me laugh so hard. It reminded me of a Dr. Evil quote. My father would womanize. He would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would <laughs> accuse chestnuts of being lazy. I could totally see one of your kids saying something similar to this in the future about you. I, I wish Zach, he might not even be up now. He's probably asleep. I yell. I hear him whistling up tune. I f- shut. Stop it. It angers me so much. Then he just because you never learned how no, to whistle. It, it because I didn't sit there, and it, that is a, a lazy man. You it don't is. have to sit there. You can multitask. No, you don't. Man. You know that, you right? You don't yeah. learn to whistle because you're a busy person. It's called whistle while no, you work. Yeah, but that's, yeah. No, that's not. And that is the laziest man at the job. Is the guy whistling? The guy whistling <laughs> is the guy who has the least amount to do. Probably changes the goddamn toilet paper. Walks around with a fucking club foot. On to my favorite. <laughs> I've never heard no, Royer whistle. I, I, I think the first time I uh, the first time I realized you were insane was when we were trading some texts back and forth about whistling, and I was on my way to work. I get to work and I look at my phone and there's like fucking ten yeah. increasingly more and more and furious anger. texts. Yeah, because you weren't like, answering me. I thought that you anger. were disagreeing like, with me, and I was fucking furious. It's true. You know, a, a normal person can hum a tune now and again. You start whistling. It's because you you don't have anything to do. You're just standing around. People who stand any time in a movie, a guy's whistling, it's because he's waiting. No, he's waiting for a ride. Or, you know, it's a gangster flipping a fucking coin on the corner, whistling with this fucking goddamn toothpick in his mouth. Hey! See, I can't whistle. I'm like, goddammit. You think whistling sounds motherfucker. I'm like, that fucking Axl Rose and that patience. I want to grab him with his fucking long ass red hair and fucking smash his face right in the fucking table. On to my don't favorite get you quote. Otis Redding. What's that? I'm, I'm Otis, don't get you started Otis Redding. Yes, uh, yeah, really. I'm going to kill him. He died on his. He died in a plane crash, didn't he? 
On, on to my favorite quotes from the Fuck Mary Kill. Oh my god, podcast. Otis Redding is dead? What's that? I, I think he's no. on uh the Fuck Mary Kill he likes. I nearly pissed myself laughing when I heard you guys say these. Here we go. We're doing a standing standing sixty nine, right? He doesn't have lips, <laughs> so I think he'd just be teething the shit out of my dick <laughs> as I pledged him really, really awesome, cause you have no idea. Yeah, that that was you, wasn't it, Eric? Yeah. You are a big fan yeah, that of that standing 69. Uh, my <laughs> issue with you marrying Casper, the friendly ghost, is that you're Jim Warner, the unfriendly savage monster. <laughs> these are pretty good. Why, don't these, why aren't these people listening to this? Okay, here we go. The next one. I'm going to... See, somebody like yeah, that Everybody, podcast. if you want, this is these are all said and more on the uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, <laughs> Just for the Hell of it. Uh, I'm going to fuck Ronald McDonald. With an exclamation point, because I am going to have some clown paint on my inner thigh when he starts blowing the shit out of me. I might even have some of my fucking butt cheeks from when he gives me a rim job. There you go. A mick rib job. There's the next one. What? He's a homeless guy. What's he going to do? He's not going to run home. <laughs> then the next one. <laughs> Why are we laughing at ourselves? Uh, the next one. This is a good podcast. If the pedophile vans are rocking, you don't come a knocking, baby. And I'm eating fun dip, and I've got cum on my face. I don't even remember that. And and then the next one. And yeah, maybe he'll let me use that van occasionally. I like a van. Then what? To move some furniture? What do you want with a van? <laughs> And then we said, oh, my uh, God, was, ah, fun times. I'm crying, actually. Ah, fun times. Anyway, thanks for the free laughs. It's appreciated. Keep it up, guys. Thanks. Love Pistol. AK, Your wife is going to come upstairs and think Black you're crazy. Night. She's upstairs already in the third floor uh, fucking oh. sleeping. Uh, he says, uh, hashtag return of the formal coat and hashtag yeah. uh, rest in peace, Darwin Cook. All right. The next one yeah. is Red Robert. Thank you. Pistol. It's Red Robert's next. He, uh, straight from Poland. Straight out of Poland. Isn't that a rap song? They're straight out of Poland, so, yeah. a young motherfucker named Halupki. Uh, named Lucas. Yes, it's Red Robert, or is it Red Robin, guys? Because he, he accidentally mm. signed Red Robin. I mean, he, that upset him. He actually sent a retraction. <laughs> but, yeah, he says, hello, weird science. He loves that, Dan. Oh, he loves that, Dan. I'm back again, as usual, to spring up like a puppet every time someone says the word gay. I'm writing a response, and anybody who thinks that he is a he is a gay fella, so don't yell about Red Robert that he's you know he. I'm writing in response to Dancing Dan's, and please correct me if I'm wrong or of the name. It's been a moment. Uh, rant and rave, which, as far as I'm concerned, was funny, informative, and well intentioned. It's just that one thing in it rubbed me the wrong way, and I'll ask you. You guys might um, agree or disagree. Uh, believe me, it pains me to say, or I have to come to Scott Snyder's defense because I don't enjoy his writing or self-congratulatory ways. I never thought the depiction of Cullen Rowe was demeaning in any way disrespectful. First of all, the guy's a supporting character for a supporting character. It's not like he was ever going to get uh, much development to begin with, but the biggest thing is that gay people really do come in all shapes and sizes. So what if Cullen's effeminate? Lord knows my voice gets high as shit when I'm agitated, and I've been known to wear a feather boa to a party. And I knew nice. that me and Red Robert had a lot in common. Now I see we have yes. a little more. Uh, the, uh, my buddy Pete was big on the high pitch when he gets upset. I don't do that as much. I just curse <laughs> and yell. But, yeah, you would hear him, and it would be like, and then he'd get all mad. I can totally pull it off, by the way, the, fo- the feather boa. Feather, that reminds me of the guys in that first episode of Arrested Development when they're dancing on the boat. Uh, so what if he <laughs> gets right. bullied for being gay? 
the pirates. Yeah, he's going on about Cullen. He's a teenager in a city as shitty as Gotham, really. You're going to get bullied for being anything there. Freaking Gotham. I expect people from Gotham to be bullying assholes. I guess I just always felt like Cullen's story, as lightweight as it was, was a nice down-to-earth reminder that authentic things happen in the DC universe. It felt real and painful, but again, maybe it's just something a straight person won't get and maybe never even notice. I actually, the, I liked Cullen. And I liked the whole deal with that. They kind of shied away from it for a while. But I'm telling you, the thing that really got me was when um, he went to go see his dad with Harper. He was all excited to see his right. dad. And his dad was a piece of shit. And then when he wanted to talk to Harper, he said, hey, you go over there. I want to talk to my other daughter. And I was like, you fucking piece of shit. And that got me angry. Uh, but yeah, and come on, citing Midnighter and Alan Scott, an example of gay uh, cool gay characters is a cop-out. There's nothing gay about them other than the fact that they enjoy the almighty penis. It's kind of the yeah. gay equivalent of telling a black person that they're not like the other black people and because they're well-spoken. Uh, I just want to note that I'm not saying this to stir up anything. I genuinely enjoy Dancing Dan's message and hope for more uh, from him. I just wanted to provide another perspective. And, yeah, I read Robert and uh, even with Eric. We love him right away because he was one of the first guys, straight or gay, to actually fucking stand up for us with uh, fucking Midnighter. Midnighter, and, yeah. Uh, I just, Midnighter, and, yeah. yeah. And really, sometimes I would say stuff and I, I thought maybe I don't know. Uh, what I'm talking about because it just did not seem like the gay character that if I was gay, I'd be, you know. Well, I'm sorry, Alan Scott is pretty much not even human anymore, so it doesn't even yeah, matter. And, uh, well, I will true, tell yeah. you, though, you want to talk about something. I really did like that they turned that uh, engagement wedding ring into his ring. I thought that, oh, that was, was great. Amazing. But yeah, after that, it really was nothing. They They haven't done anything. And yeah, Midnighter to me is like a a uh, big Hollywood movie gay guy where the guys who are writing him, and it's Steve Orlando, you know, he knows what he's writing about, but yet it came off as a guy who, oh, hey, this is what I think the gay, like if I wrote a gay character, you know, the, the guy would be, yeah. he, he'd never have his pants on. I think, you know, <laughs> uh, but that would be awful. Why are you basing it off of you? Yeah, well, I'm saying, well, really, but that'd be <laughs> awful. But it did come like that. And it, it like, he was fucking everything that moved. And then all of a sudden, he liked Prometheus, who actually, the thing that got me angry about that was he was fucking everything, like anything, a hole in the wall. He's in. And, but the minute that he was hurt, people fucking went all gaga about it. That fucking Midnighter was hurting people. He was spent that first six he was issues breaking noses and breaking hearts. Yeah, he was breaking yeah. hearts and bones everywhere. But yeah. Also, I can't. Yeah. I can't freaking wait for Rebirth so that maybe I can finally write him with something to say about an actual comic book. If I enjoy Marvel books more than DC on any given week, well, DC girl, you're in danger. I want to snap, girl. You're in danger. Uh 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 uh. Told you. Hooey. I don't know what anybody says. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> As always, all my Insights, love to get though. fresh Those... crew. Please tell Reggie how much I enjoy his segment with Chris, and thanks for the great entertainment you guys consistently provide. And that is Red Robert. The next one is from our man you, who Robert. forced in that uh, URL, Repairman Jack. Hey, guys, just wanted to give you some more information on EPs, executive producers, since you were wondering exactly what it meant. The big thing is over the years it evolved into meaning less and less. Yes, what you read from Wiki has been the general understanding of the role in large was a starting point of an EP. Over the years, with creative roles and big names being a selling point, the role was really changed. A lot of times executive producer credits are used for hype. It's where you end up with Christopher Nolan as EP on things like yeah. Batman v Superman. It's also like J.J. Abrams, Abrams from the yeah, mind exactly. of J.J. Abrams. That guy's got a big <laughs> fucking mind. 
We should all crawl oh, oh, oh. inside, too. It's uh, WB. It was a little beastie voice for you, Reggie. It's yes. WB wanting to give the idea that they're building off his name. They're going uh, off of what he built. The same goes with John Favreau over at Marvel. I laughed. I saw John Favreau in The Replacements. Remember he was in that the football movie? He's like the, I don't even remember He's him like a that. big lughead. Oh, he's, oh yeah. Remember? He's the insane guy. Yeah. With, uh, with him being an EP on a lot of the Marvel movies. It's weird, too, because the, he, his name means nothing to me. It really doesn't. I like him. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go see a movie just because I see John Favreau attached. Uh, because he sort You're of go see Jungle Book? of the MCU. No, with the first Iron Man. <laughs> so I like the uh, – no, I didn't, I didn't like the first – which Iron Man did I hate her? Two? Two. I didn't really – Everybody hated yeah, two. Yeah, yeah two me and you argued a lot about that. I didn't even really like one. Uh, I do like an origin story, though. Sometimes the EP title is given us credit when people have some sort of creative say in the process, which is where I think Affleck comes into. I think he is being given an EP credit for him that more say in where the movies go creatively. It's also, uh, where, it's also in some form a way to gain trust from viewers in a way of saying, hey, Snyder isn't going to be the only, you know, be the only next time. With that being said, the title can also just be given as a form of honor. Uh, I think they did it because they just want to show you that he is in. He's in like Flynn. See Stanley being an EP on all the Marvel movies, and that is from Repairman Jack. And that he Thank talks to us a lot on Twitter. And, yeah, he mailed in to the emergency one and then mailed in the regular. I hope he keeps mailing. Uh, hey, Jim. Beautiful. You know, you know what the best part about Iron Man 2 was? What's that? Sam Rockwell and the suitcase armor. Uh, that was your favorite? I don't even yeah. remember anything. I said that I thought that I was going to see Iron Man 2, not Tony Stark 1. Hey! That's what I said. Boom. That was a lot of that. The next one, uh, we're going to go a little hate going on now. Sven says, I guess Eric was trying to get a reaction by talking horror movies instead of the CW <laughs> shows. But it just put an exclamation on the obvious, which is Eric's segment is neither or never good anyway. Half of it, oh, I agree. Half of it is playing the promos and the other half of him getting things wrong. Wrong, Eric. I was giving. I it, think what he means is my opinion. Uh, maybe I was giving it one last try, and then we get boring horror movie talk. I am a long time first time, and remember Eric saying he wanted to do a horror podcast. This just proves that he shouldn't. Also, why does he sound like a douchebag when he's on his own? I can't stand his oh, hey, that's look, just me. hey, look at how cool I am persona that overtakes him. You can't help that. Yeah. Oh well, oh, that's just love me. the rest of the cast. Cast. Just warn me when the shows are coming. So I can hit fast forward. I always warn everyone, right? I always say Seriously. Yeah. And then there's another one. I actually skipped the one. Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina says, Tiny Tina. I'd like to thank Eric for his show segment this week because I finally <laughs> made up my mind to cut my podcast uh, down by one and just listen to the Suicide Squad cast. I don't mind you guys having fun while talking comics, but the TV shows are a big thing to me, and it just showed me you could care less. You guys are usually funny and clever. That was neither just boring, <laughs> says Tina. All right. Sorry, Eric. A lot of, lot of no. Next one, uh, uh, Brandon. Next one and last one. What's up, my Quicker Town? No more shows. Uh, what's shows up, my Quicker Town brothers from other mothers? <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's up, what's up Brandon? What's up, baby? Up? Show notes from last week. I would like to nominate Stan the Manchild's email for Hall of Fame status. That was Savage Takedown. I don't even remember that. Well, Where do I? Next time. Uh, I'm in a verbal altercation. I draft Stan the MC first round on my team to eviscerate the competition. Please tell... Oh, oh, I do remember now. That was the guy that told Jess that she could fucking sleep on the fucking couch. Oh, right, right. That guy was hardcore. Please tell me Jess forcefully (laughs) stood over you and made you edit out her screaming at you for two uh, hours. Fuck that. The next time she screams at us, I'm out. 
Uh, now he says he's addressing other people. Dear scary voicemen, I think I've had nightmares for a week straight now. Please stop the madness. Anybody I share this with is equally as freaked out, too. So I know this isn't just a case of me being a giant man baby, which brings me to there are two possible <laughs> theories I've come up with. Uh, Eric is playing a joke on us all and attempting to influx more horror-type elements in the podcast. The funny is, not that this is on the call-in line. Eric really has no way to call in. Right? I don't know the phone. Now, now, this would consist of Eric doing extra work outside reviews, podcast stuff, and also using new technology to alter Seriously. his voice. No, I, I, yeah, alter his voice. He needs new technology called a phone. Outside of the, you'd hear the <laughs> dial. <laughs> the, rotary. Yeah, the rotary phone. Outside of the megaphone. Yeah, it says push pound. He's trying to find a pound on the rotary phone. <laughs> he's, yeah, actually, you just start fucking it. That's what you think it means. Outside of the megaphone, the you shit did out of the megaphone. Phone. So I think he can. We can safely discount Eric as the culprit. Theory two: Jim, one of your kids recited the Bloody Mary speech in the mirror. It actually, that's what it reminded me of. He, did, we didn't talk yeah. about that. We've talked about this thing. It, it did remind me of that, and it really shouldn't. It scared me. That's really all I could think of after much debate. I can't decide what's scarier, ghosts or Eric doing all that extra work. I just can't imagine Seriously. any real person has the superpower to be that scary. You're the horror expert, Eric. What are your feelings? Uh, I think that uh, this guy is going to be killing me yes, soon, and I'm terrified. Too. I had somebody knock at the door this week. I hid in the bathroom, yep, it and that's that not guy. a lie. And uh, again, when we end this, his mail, we will go on to his gorilla review. But before that, I'm going to throw those two in. I'll put in my note. Yeah, because oh, he God. met he, two this week. Superhero yeah, babies I, is a topic. You said that earlier, and I'm telling you, I only th- thought it was the one. No, there's did one. Did you send me the other one? Did, uh, you may not. Reggie, did I send you the one where the guy talks about his mother uh, telling him not to lie? Oh, curse. Did you hear that one? Yeah, yeah, that one. The I, one heard. About I didn't the hear curse. that one. Yeah, yeah. He, he basically murdered his mother. She threatened, oh, to, good. she threatened to cut his tongue she out. She had an accident yes. or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. It was. She threatened if he cursed that she would cut his tongue out, but she ended up, it was a good thing she had that accident, and then he laughs. <laughs> did, did, uh, did he talk about me at all in that one? Yes, I think he did. I think, so. I think he ended it with you. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, he was crazy. Superhero Babies was a topic I think Manship brought up this last week. This got me to thinking I may be the only one here, but hear me out. When you hear Superhero Babies, am I the only one who automatically pictures the super parents banging? I, I guess he's talking about when they have babies. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Like Lois. I actually went back to the 90s when they had that uh, X babies. Yeah. You remember that, Reggie? When oh, all yeah. the X men became babies out of nowhere? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I actually, that's even they, like. They had, the, they, had a, they had a DC one too, actually. Yeah, in the I think 80s it was called uh, Super Family or some nonsense like yeah. this. But uh, yeah, Clark, Clark and Lois fucked. No, I see. That's, what, a, that's actually, all we have to. And he's he's really spelling out the Justice League. I see. I mean, let's take Grail for example, who is the daughter of uh, Marina and Darkseid. Did Darkseid take Marina's sexy too? So is Grail. Sexy <laughs> ladies. Uh, did Darkseid take Marina out for dinner and a movie, then invite her back to the fire pits to get down and dirty? He he raped her, right? Yes. Yeah. He, he's t- and it doesn't even matter if if she's willing. He's still going to rape her somehow. It, that's just his. Yeah. That's how he rolls. She's probably, she's probably like, wait, I'm willing. Totally yeah, she's willing. like, okay, like, here we go. And he'll he'll still beat the, I don't know. He, he's not a nice guy. We should have had Darkseid on the Mary Fuck Kill. That would have been good. Darkseid, the anti-monitor. And, uh, Big old thick rocky dick. Yeah. Okay. So they then they agree to sexy time. Is Darkseid on top? I mean, no. It's it's Omega Splooge. It's doggy. He's just taking her. I mean, he's way bigger than her. How does this work? How do you see how? Is Darkseid an, an ass man or a boob guy? 
uh, <laughs> I think the, I'm uh, saying ass yes, man myself. Him. Did he cheat on uh, Marina? Is that why she wants to cut out his chicken nuggets? Yeah, I, there. I think that. No, it's because he let Granny Goodness watch. Yeah. Ooh, maybe he did Granny Goodness. Uh-oh. He he's into that like Granny porn, and he did that. Like that gilf. She's yeah, a gilf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So many questions. Books for this. As far as DC goes, I just got through Batman and Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week. Batman was a little too much like rereading last week's issue with an added twist to me. The added twist to me was that it was hokey and bullshit. What do you think (laughs) of that? That's my added twist. I was so angry. I was messaging Eric. First off, at one point, I won't even tell you the book. At one point, I actually said to Eric that he was a fucking retard and that he should (laughs) fucking. I, I probably told you to go fuck yourself. I was so angry. Yeah, I, I called him a retard. And my retort was, I know you are, but what no, am I? No, and then I fucking said, you fucking asshole with your fucking continuity. But yeah, I, we were going on with Batman, and it, I already hated it. And then I, I always have to convince Eric why I hate it for some reason on messages. And boy, we were going back and forth. It was, it was good stuff. But yeah, I did not like it. But he says, the whole idea of the story center around got me to thinking, why did they skip around Bruce's list? What do you think the missing items were? I like to imagine since Bruce Batman is a stranger gentleman, though these are his weird things. He once liked, Number for example, 18, boob. give Alfred off every third Wednesday and hire a sexy French maid, you know, to feel better emotionally. I think that's off. I think that he makes Alfred the sexy French maid <laughs> yeah. and like Darkseid takes him. I think these uh, actually I will tell you there is no other goddamn list because that fucking story was paper thin and it was thrown out to get you emotionally did, and it was fucking did we get hokey. Three out of fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it too, I, and I I hate to spoil things, but I said that Eric, I was reading that fucking issue and we're going to talk about it, but I got the idea if in my mind I have it, I'm reading it, and the whole time Tynan is standing next to me with a big fucking smile on his face. And every time something would happen where that book would be coming out of a... He'd nudge me and give me a couple winks. Huh? 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 And, you like that one? Huh? You like, like that? that? It's like somebody who forces you to watch like a Dane Cook special and thinks it's hilarious and they're, they're trying to fucking get you to, to laugh. And you're like, no, Eric, I do not think that Dane Cook's funny. How dare you? <laughs> and he says, I dug the whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Batman miniseries. I think Tynan needs to hold an intervention with the Dark Knight team and give them a few lessons. Lessons on how to put out six issues out in six months. Uh, I love. I did. I, I love that as well. And I'm not even a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Though I said this last issue was a little down for me. It, there's little things that did seem a little rushed. But he says, "Goddamn DK3, you make me so angry." Splinter uh, taking people out. Oh, he's saying how that was. Uh, DK3 was uh, wouldn't keep a schedule. So he's saying they should right. keep a schedule. Now he says Splinter taking people out with a Harley mallet. Was sweet baby Jesus. That yeah, was fun. <laughs> there wasn't enough of that. I really did. There was a big, uh, you know, you were really getting these Arkham, you know, mutagen things going, and they were awesome. I sent you guys pictures. You loved it. Reggie was going nuts. I think he creamed him. So yeah. I freaking started jerking off to Bane Elephant. Uh, it was really good. <laughs> I thought it was the, uh, I thought it was the, uh, Captain Carrot and his zoo crew. Yeah, well, that, that would have been funny awesome. if it kept going. Yeah, but it was so good. And then Harley that kind, killed Captain yeah, Carrot. That kind, yeah, I know. That kind, remember I argued with you that she didn't really do it? And then I realized later she did. Fucking oh, my Captain God, Carrot's she did. Poisoned. But, yeah, I really did like that series. I jumped on to review it. And, yeah, I, I liked it. I just think there, it was a little rushed at the end. But Jim talked me into – oh, Jim talked me into buying Flash 52. For three ninety nine, the same week Rebirth drops, which is an eighty page book for two ninety nine. 
How will you convince me to do it? I won't. Spoiler, I will buy it because <laughs> I have an obsessive compulsive behavior that would make me feel incomplete if I didn't have a complete run from when it started. Uh, yeah, I, I just get it to finish it. There, there's no reason not to or to get it. It's just going to be there. Just get it, Brandon. And he says, all right, that's all from Buffalo this week. Uh, now we're what, in May? It's middle yeah. of May, right? It's yeah, actually right in the middle of May. Uh, right now, I think Brandon told me it's negative three in Buffalo. He, he just messaged <laughs> oh, me. That's and, nice. and that's good. He's got to go get sunblock. He thinks that's Yeah, they got, he's wearing a T-shirt now. Yes, yes, really. Uh, but, yeah, that's Brandon at Muir 3660 And, yes, we're going to go off to his gorilla review. I will throw in. I'm going to write it right here. Fucking strange insert. Uh, the last time I said I did this, and I did it halfway and didn't know what it was when I was editing the podcast. I'm like, what the fuck did I write here? Insert. Like, Update sound. Fucking, yeah. Crazy man. Hot, friendly crazy, podcast. Uh, ins- yeah, friendly podcast. Uh, this time I had, what's your profanity? Insert crazy, <laughs> fucking crazy, uh, what is, rant and rave. Okay, rant. Brands. There we go. It's going to be good. And yeah, Gorilla Review. Uh, Brandon's going to do Gwenpool number zero. He was going to do Deadpool, but he said he did not enjoy it. And unlike us, he gets the luxury of not reviewing shit that he doesn't like. But yeah, he's going to go I, with. Gwenpool. I actually never even heard of Gwenpool until you talked about that top 10 list. Yeah. I'm actually intrigued a little bit to read it. Really? Are you? I might have a code for you, Eric. Excellent. What do you think of that? I might have a code for uh, Black Panther for Reggie. He's walking with the Panther. You're like LL Cool J over there, Reggie. Very but, much uh, like him. We're yeah. going to do that. How many times are we going to bring up LL tonight? I love the LL. I can't live without my radio. Uh, friggin', we're going to go to these things and then come back with the books. Hey, you guys use naughty language. My mom used to tell me if I use naughty words, she'd cut my tongue out. But that's why she had that accident, and she's no longer around. <laughs> How are we doing, Weird Science? Uh, Brandon here, coming at you with a Gorilla Review Marvel Minute for the week. Uh, issue chosen was Gwenpool number zero. Uh, we got writer Chris Hastings, uh, artist Danilo Beirut, uh, color artist Tamara Bonvillain, and our letterer is Travis Lanham. Uh, so Gwenpool Zero is essentially the bastard child um, due to the popularity of Spider-Gwen and Deadpool. Uh, so they kind of combine those two characters. Came up with Gwenpool, and now we have Gwenpool Zero. Um, we start off the issue uh, with two characters who aren't Gwenpool. We see uh, Black Cat, and we got Howard the Duck. Uh, we got Black Cat with Howard the Duck in a compromising position there in his office. Um, she's kind of telling him what's going on and, and essentially forcing him to do a job for her. Uh, she's telling him that, that something was stolen for her uh, at this rooftop meeting with the clandestines. Uh, she was basically buying a uh, you know weapon of mass destruction or something from them. Um, while somebody comes bursting through the door uh, and causing chaos. And that somebody happens to be uh, Gwenpool. She comes flying up a staircase on a dirt bike. Uh, She takes out a few bad guys uh, with said dirt bike, stabs one in the hand with a pen, grabs his gun, uh, takes out a few more with said gun. Um, Driving around this rooftop, she ends up picking up 
the virus Black Cat was trying to buy. And uh, like the crazy person she is, uh, once she has that virus, she just goes flying off the top of the roof on the dirt bike. Um, she mentions how she's very curious how this is going to end uh, on her behalf. And she goes falling into uh, what she calls a pillow truck. Uh, and we see is a truck full of ducks and chickens. Um, some of them are not going to make it to the next issue, I don't think. Um, so they'll be pillows right away. And we move on to the next scene, and, and we see Black Cat talking to Howard still. Um, she's mentioning, you know, that on top of all that, uh, one of her uh, inside men on the police department was also killed uh, by some teenage girl uh, who we assume to be Gwenpool. Um, and so she's really trying to solve this problem here. She's, she says she's hiring Howard because uh, this girl obviously has some inside information on her, um, so she's going to go outside her, her network there to, to get this problem solved. Uh, as she goes walking out of the office, we kind of get a, a whole view of, of uh, Howard's workspace there, and we see Gwen Poole hiding under the desk um, in Howard's office. Howard asks her what the hell she's doing here, um, and Gwen Poole mentions, you know, I was hiding from Black Cat. I figured she might come here and see you, uh, so so now that she's hired you, I'm here to kill you. Um, so so Howard flips out. He, he goes taken off out of the office. He's running away from Gwen Poole. Um, she kind of mentions, I don't see what the big deal is if I kill you. Um, you're not published very often. Um, and you'll come back eventually anyway, even if, if you are killed. Uh, and, and he mentions, I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Uh, he's like, do you think I'm a book? He's like, I'm not a book, you idiot. Um, so she's still chasing him. She's firing bullets at him. He's trying to talk to her and get some information out of her. Uh, what he does end up getting out of her uh, is he finds out she wears a costume uh, because she thinks if you don't wear a costume in this world, um, Bad things happen to you. So that's her sole reason for wearing a superhero costume. Um, so, so that's also kind of like our first hint of finding out that she's not usually from this world uh, and that she's gotten here somehow, um, possibly on, not on her own volition. So Howard's kind of like sneaking around, still talking to her. Um, he's trying to find out what she stole from Black Cat, and she mentions to him that it's uh, unstoppable humanity-destroying virus. And and he's like, well, what the hell did you do with it? Um, that, that's not really safe to be carrying around. And she says, oh, I thought it was kind of weird, so I just sold it to Hydra. And he says, well, what the hell did you do that for? Uh, and she mentions how, well, that's what the Avengers are for. They just take care of those things, right? I needed money. So basically, uh, Howard forces her to call the Avengers. Um, they get a answering machine to the Avengers, stating the Avengers are in space, leave a message. Um, so they decide to, to take care of this problem themselves and get this virus back. We flash forward, uh, and we see them kind of doing some, uh, some snooping on a Hydra base there uh, from another rooftop. Some spider, or uh, spider Gwen. Gwenpool, excuse me, takes Howard, uh, throws him off the building while holding on to his legs and asks him if he can fly. Uh, he mentions, no, no, I can't fly, you idiot. 
uh, and they kind of fall down onto this separate rooftop uh, onto some Hydra bad guys. Uh, she then picks up Howard and starts using him as a weapon uh, along with some knives uh, to take out the remaining bad guys on this rooftop. Uh, as we move along here, they sneak into this Hydra base. Uh, we see them getting a view of uh, a lady performing some experiments on um, kind of a Hydra thug. Um, he's trying to get the, give her to give them uh, the cure. She's like, no, I'm not done here yet. Uh, and that's when Gwenpool springs into action uh, to fight the, the bad doctor, um, Madam Hydra lady. Um, she actually calls her Madam Hydra and throws the bad guy off because she's like, well, th this kind of happens all the time. It's like we're both brunettes, we both work for Hydra, but, but I'm not Madam Hydra. Uh, and she's like, I'm not letting you out of here with that virus. So what Gwenpool does is she uh, jumps for this virus, uh, and to keep it from the bad guys, she ends up uh, drinking it. Uh, so so not Madam Hydra is flipping out here. She's trying to run out of the, the uh, lab because she's like, uh, that chick is highly contagious. Get me the hell away from her. Um, that's when Howard trips the bad guy, kind of gets a table on top of her. Uh, he's sitting on her, and he forces her to give up the cure. Um he he looks at Gwenpool, he's like, why the hell did you drink that virus? Uh, she's like, well, we, we have uh, mumps in my world, and I've gotten the shot for that, uh, so I'll be all right. And that's when Howard tells her, well, we have mumps here too, and uh, that's not mumps. So we see uh, her kind of get all lumpy and, and get the side effects of the virus uh, before Howard gives her the cure, uh, gives it to the other Hydra bad guy, uh, and we flash forward again um, to see them handing over this box that should be containing the virus to Black Cat. Uh, so Howard's giving this to Black Cat when we see uh, a clandestine pop back up in this graveyard where they meet, and the clandestine offers Black Cat uh, twice the amount of money she paid for the virus to give it back to him, stating that the world isn't ready for it. So Black Cat just trying to make a profit really out of uh, this whole situation. Uh, hands over the virus for the extra cash. She's like, uh, anytime you need me to hang on to something a few days for some money, just let me know. I'll do that for you. And she walks off with the cash. That's when we find out once the hood is taken off that the clandestine was really uh, Gwenpool this time. Uh, and that's when Howard kind of tells her, see, it's good to be a hero, and, and blah, blah, blah. She's like, but I lost all that money. Uh, and we see them kind of walking off into the sunset. Howard, as they're walking off, is trying to uh, get some information out of her and figure out where the hell she's from. Uh, she says, uh, a portal in the back of the wardrobe. He says, no, seriously, tell me. She's like, oh, I got here by a tornado. Uh, and he's like, no, really, tell me. And she's like, oh, I, I fell in a hole chasing a rabbit. And he's like, I really don't care anymore. Um, so that's how the issue ends. Um, as usual, I tell you guys to, to buy, to borrow, or to forget it altogether. Um, if you're looking for kind of a new comedy book, you're looking for a laugh, uh, my suggestion would be to give this a shot. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the art um, w was awesome uh, by, again, Danielo Beirut. Um, 
the character was was funny. All uh, the story throughout was hysterical, sight gags, jokes. Um, so, so this is something I'll be coming back to and and seeing if the next few issues are enjoyable as the first. Uh, I got something for you guys uh, here this week. If anyone's interested in a copy of Black Panther One, first come, first serve here. Uh, free Marvel digital code uh, goes out to whoever can claim it. Um, started off with F C M U as an umbrella one W nine E D five nine Z as in zebra. Again, that'd be a digital code for Black Panther One. Whoever gets that first, enjoy it. Um, that's it for me this week, guys. Uh, look for an article on Monday. It'll be on superhuman resources, uh trade I've been reading. Um, and we'll go back to uh, Jim and Eric here. Hey, guys. Did you ever play the game where you wait in Eric's closet until he goes to sleep and then you come out? It's so much fun, and I'm dying to play with Eric. All right, and we are back, Eric, and it's just me and you right now. Sure me is. Me and you. We'll have Reggie on later, uh, but yeah, right now it's me and you ready to fight it out. <sighs> fight it out, my man. We've already been fighting about these books, so, uh, you know, I don't know. What usually happens when we do this, and it's not even just a, a agree or disagree on if a book's good, bad, or indifferent. It's like nitpicking at little things. Like, we nitpick the stuff on the podcast it's just a continuation of shit that goes on <laughs> a regular deal where I, I'm telling you you're a uh, – it really uh, – I called you a fucking retard. I was so angry. Sure it, it, that, is, that is hateful words. Words are for helping, not for hurting, Eric. And you know what this part of the podcast is for? It's for the books. It's the meat and chess. And I would Chez. like to say tonight, I would like to say the meat will be a – hmm, ribs. It's weird. I You like ribs? Yeah. I love ribs. Would you like ribs with uh, cheese on them? Absolutely not. That sounds awful, but I don't think that it would be that bad. Just you know, be more need, messy, right? We just, we just need some ribs without barbecue sauce on it and a big bucket of like nacho cheese. You dip that That's in what, there. That, well, I, I was thinking of actually just like cheese whiz, but yeah, yeah. nacho cheese goes well as well. Uh, yeah, I've Who's never, cheese this? Nacho I've cheese? Never, <laughs> it's not your cheese. <laughs> uh, it just that doesn't sound good to me, but why wouldn't it? Is yeah. it more like, do you have anything? Fuck it, man. Let's get fat. Let's find yeah, out. If you have, do you have anything in your mind right now where there is a, a large mix of barbecue sauce and cheese? Not that I can think no, of the top not of my really. Head. I mean, I've, I've had like barbecue. Actually. That's, that's going to be a new potato chip flavor. Barbecue cheddar. Barbecue cheddar. The only thing that I can think of, and I love this burger, and I like to call it the Texas two-step. All right. I just made that up. But it's the burger, right? You have a burger. You yeah. have your bun. Standard, you know, you start standard. It's a burger, but yeah. then you have, and actually, I'm saying this, I don't know. Yeah, there'd be cheddar, but you also have my favorite thing, the onion rings, yeah, on there 
with the cheddar and then the barbecue sauce. And then the barbecue sauce over top. So that would be pretty good, right? So that goes well. Um, But yeah, I don't even think I have downstairs, I have cheddar and sour cream chips, and I also have barbecue. I might just add those together, (laughs) and it's a party. Just I just said, like ma- this imagine just getting a fucking like a half rack of ribs. I'm, I'm, honestly, yeah. this, this is what you're starting out with in my mind because we're f- big fatties. Yeah, you, you take that half rack or a quarter rack, okay, and yep. you just you just dip it in there and like yeah. give it a few good dips and like, shake it a little bit as you pull it out. You don't want to get nacho cheese in there. Just fucking cheese, grabbing yeah. a hold of that, and somehow your mouth at, is just covered. You're at a baseball game while you're doing this, and oh, you have the a, fuck a lobster big, rib, uh, bib on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you that you got that big bucket of cheese right between yeah. your lap. You know what else? You know what would actually? I don't like this, and I don't know about you as well. (laughs) I am too. I'm starving. Um, I don't know. It would disturb me seeing that cheese with the barbecue sauce mixed in. That freaks me out a little. bit. Yeah, I don't like that either. The thing that really gets me, like I could, there's a lot of things I can do. If I went to drink milk and there was like something just done, I'm done, and yet it could be just nothing. Like you put a little food cover in there. Done, done and especially now, red because then I, need I think ask, it's blood i need to ask you something though this bucket of cheese we're talking about yeah. i don't are you with me where you're pushing it as a large oh. popcorn container oh, no no i actually i'm just about that but no i'm picturing because you go to walmart right now yeah. and go down they have that one it is a huge tin it looks like a huge <laughs> soup can it's humongous <laughs> and i'm thinking of i sit down i got my fucking can opener open that bitch and i start dipping in and the the thing about it is i've already lost the lid or it didn't even have a lid so in my mind i've got to just finish it i can't <laughs> yeah, let it course. sit it's not going to go well i'm not throwing it away because i bought it so with this rib so what happens is you're you're thinking of the ribs now in this big yeah. container there's not enough rib to, to cheese ratio here. No, not at all. At one point, I'm just sticking my hand in, and I'm eating that fucking <laughs> cheese, and it's all over me. Uh, I people I are disgusted. Na- I, I didn't get enough napkins at the concession no, stand. Fuck the napkins. Now I, I actually, I'm just I actually go to the bathroom, take off my underwear, which I don't wear anyway, and yeah. bring it up. I'm using my underwear as a napkin. Now, oh. now. You just went to the bathroom. Why not use the paper or paper towels? No, no, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm using my t- I want to discuss people so much I'm because what you. happens then? And I'm, I'm still at a baseball game. Oh, yeah, of course. The ball Everybody's game. leaving. It, I just shift up. I got better seats now. I got, and you know I got what, Spike though? Lee seats now. There's, there's no fucking doors on those stalls either. No. no eh, fuck that. By that time, yeah. And also, you have to remember, I'm also in the bathroom with the ribs and the cheese. And at one point, I got to put the ribs down. I well, you put can't them leave them by themselves. No, people eat them. I'm going to put those <laughs> ribs on the fucking toilet. It's disgusting. It's so good. I now, I'm telling it. you, the way I picture it, I'm at the concession stand. Yeah, um, let me get uh, a couple of racks of ribs and a extra large cheese. <laughs> and then they just give me the bucket because you yeah. pour it yourself. You pump it into the uh, bucket that's yourself. That's good. The the problem is I don't know any baseball stadium that would be able to uh, rack of ribs. No, a couple and, racks. Um, a couple of racks of ribs and a fucking. You think can, you think beer is expensive? Holy cheese. shit! This I, is a hundred dollar. Yeah, really? I, well, and I know that these. Uh, I t- we said it before when we were talking about all these crazy burgers. Whenever I look in, I love seeing pictures of these things. Oh, yeah. Today I looked up. I was doing a. Uh, I think it was the Flash Rebirth solicit. Jerking off. I need that, well, and at one point in my Flash solicit. For the rebirth for uh, Joshua Williamson, I was making up a joke about how he signed exclusive, and that means this, that, and the other thing. I, I I ended up saying that he just has the oversized checks 
that he gets to cash, <laughs> which is the coolest ever. And he gets to uh, have uh, lunch with uh, Bob Harris, I think the guy's name. I just looked up a random name of fucking DC. But you get. Okay. But at one point, I was putting that he get. I wanted to see, like, what's the most expensive burger? And what's this and that? And I'm looking. I'm like, what the fuck are these things? This thing with a gold leaf in it? And uh, it's like, what the? But it ended up me sitting Is this there. why the flash list didn't come out very yeah, fast? It was, yeah, it didn't come out <laughs> fast because I ended up then just looking at pictures of burgers. And just like, oh, what's that? that would, that's, the, that's the Texas three-step because they put a jalapeno on there. And an and extra that, patty. You know what I don't like? I don't like pepper jack cheese there. No. You know what else I don't like? We'll talk about it in this the Jews. Yeah, well, that's that given. Oh. I don't like pancakes. And I, oh, yeah. I might hate pancakes as much as I hate s'mores. Uh, the other day, pancakes are delicious. The other day, uh, me and Logan went out uh, to get Tanya yogurt because she goes through about eighty yogurts a week. Weird. And uh, she, uh, Logan wanted uh, ice cream, and he picked up s'mores ice cream. Like, here we go. And I'm like, you know what? That a lot of times, good, a lot of times actually. like that, I can deal with different things. Like, you don't like something, but when it's that sort, oh, it was awful. I hated it. I, <laughs> okay. I hated every minute of it. Almost like this first comic, but the, I, I'll, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know why we're talking eating. We're shot out of a can. We're fucking but hungry. Yeah, this uh, book section is spoilerific, and if you want to go and read the full reviews, food. go to our website, which is, uh, what is it? WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Yeah. And yeah, usually there's times in those reviews we'll mention some food and you know, all this crazy shit. I had a lot of references this week. I was making myself chuckle. Nice. Uh, but we're going to start with the big book of the week. Eric, that is the continuation of the final days of Superman. And you gave me shit saying that Batman was bigger than Justice League the last time. Yeah, uh, well, I did that, and I really, in the emergency podcast that didn't record, boy, I went off on you there. <laughs> I was yelling and screaming. There's a lot of things. Uh, that That's what always – people might say, like, oh, you know, that sucks. Three and a half hours you recorded, and it, it didn't record. Where it screws me is now I think that that's on record. Oh, yeah. So I keep thinking, like, did I talk about it? And we'll talk about this for three weeks. Were we talking about it then? Dude, we, I'm telling you, when we would talk at work and then record. We yeah. have no idea what yeah, was what. screw us up. Luckily, I don't talk to your ass anymore because I hate your guts. My feelings. Action Comics number 52, written by Peter J. Tomasi. That's J for Jaguar. Sure Art is. by Dale Eaglesham. Mwah. Mwah, Dale Eaglesham. And also, before I even go on, I, I do want to mention one thing to people. We may seem very goofy right now. We recorded this way out of order. It's 3 a.m. So Fucking the, the goofiness that usually comes at the end is, is coming at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, ma Daily Ocean. I love you. Uh, Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Timoey Moray, and Rob Lee or Lee. You know what I don't trust? Guy who, whose name is Scott and he only spells it with one T. There, I have a couple of theirs. I have... Uh, it's one of the wills that has a weird one, but I, I actually have a couple where they always throw me off that way. And yeah, Scott Eaton with one T. Yeah, what what do you hide with that other T? <laughs> I, I think he used that T to get up to no good. He freaking bribed somebody with that one. Uh, he didn't earn enough go. T's growing up. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is right. Peter J. Tomasi continues his story, and while it has the same glaring problems, Eric, and I don't care what you say, that the last three issues have had. I love that we finally get the new 52 Superman face-to-face with his pre-Flashpoint counterpart. Unfortunately, Lee, it is over so quickly. 
that it ends up being anticlimactic, which only points out this issue's other flaws. I love Dale Eaglesham's art. I did. I loved it. I loved it I thought it, as well. it was great. Uh, besides Mikkel Yannon's first issue, I think this is the strongest issue of art. I loved his art, and while this may be the best issue since the second of the crossover, a circus and a tall midget comes to mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, me and you argued about this because I really was, I, I was upset. I really am waiting for something to happen where I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. I see what you're doing here. You've been fooling us now. I don't think so. And just as a basic concept of this issue, what I said that it continues is that it continues the connect the dots. We've got to get these people involved. But yet nothing really comes about from it. You did get Superman. New I'll even I'm just New Fifty Two <laughs> is Superman, okay? Yes, yes. The other one I'll say pre flashpoint. You got the solar Superman, whatever. Uh this is only to let everybody know that they know each oh, other. So many Supermen. Yeah, yeah. And uh from there you end up with the solar Superman who at this point and this is jumping ahead. Hey Jim, he's got a secret. But, yeah, yeah, he's got a secret. He's fucking Mr. Roboto, that guy, and I'm fucking angry. Secret, secret. Fucking secret, secret. I got a secret. He's like, hey, Lois, I got a secret. Fucking fuck you. Here's your secret. She should be really scared of this. She's going the secret on of this is when Roboto. I read it, I'm always angry. That's the fucking secret. But no, uh, the, it all led to that, but then when it happened, fucking, it just, it ended. And they, they zipped apart. Uh, let's start from yeah. the beginning, though. Let's start from the beginning. That's always the best place to start. And you get a scene that looked very familiar to the last issue. Yeah, it did. And it, it just, I was like, really? We got this. We also have, like, green eyes. Then he's got the green vein. It shit's all over. And by now, I don't even care about that. I really don't. He's dying. You have this. Yeah, he's dying. We get it. But, yeah, you get this thing, and you have them find, oh, I love to be in, the, you know, the arms of my lady. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Then he passes out. We've seen this before as yeah. well when Supergirl showed up. Where's Supergirl? Where is she? She's, she's uh, trying her powers this back is what the she problem. already has. This is, this is what I'm saying, though. Each issue is like, we're going to get you involved, but now we don't need you for now because we're going to go get that. And this happens in this one with that Chinese Superman because you can talk all you want. They're Great going 10, on. Great 10, man. Great 10. Great 10, but you, they – Act like they didn't didn't see it, and it doesn't make sense. But and it, honestly, I don't even, even know what we saw. Dude's fucking face was all like you know you shadowed out. They said it. Super. They all said it. They said it to her, Doctor Omen. What are you doing? That's that's another solar flare, Superman. Oh my god, he he zips off. She's like, the only way he's going to be good is if I let him go. <laughs> he goes <laughs> off, and in the meantime, they act like they they didn't see it because they're going. Superman passes out. They go into the uh, Batwing, and uh, yeah, Batman's in the story for that. He he's in it for his cool ride. Yeah. Two issues now. He was only in there <laughs> before because of his and he quote, needs some stealth to fly everybody. Mode. Yeah, and now he's only there to get them. Uh, while because that he passes unlike, out. In unlike there. Superman, who is not a, like you know, he's all about grabbing a hold of Batman and fucking you know humiliating yes, him, flying. He away. will not let Wonder Woman do this. Yeah, for him. he won't. And he's kind of I don't know. They kind of treat Wonder Woman like a second class citizen in this. And the point where at one point fucking Batman's like, "Listen to your woman." <laughs> like that seemed weird. But uh, they go back and you have uh, the one thing that ended last issue was the Solar Superman showing up with Lois. And even then, I went back to look and Lois was like, "Okay." Don't upset him. Don't do anything to upset him. She immediately starts yelling at him. And you said, I, I get it. I get that you're 
pushing the strong yeah. Lois. She is taking control of the situation. She, she's not smart, though, and Lois is smart. She, we've already seen her start at the end of the last issue. I think Don't she's get him upset. No, all she has to do is say, oh, yeah, you know what? I, he even says, do you think I'm Superman? Yeah, you know what? I do, but you know what? Superman really loves Argus. Let's head back there. There, buddy. Fly me over to Argus there, and they'll lock him up again. She doesn't do that. She's, she's trying she's to yelling. talk him down from her. No, and she's killing yelling. People. No, this is her... Tomasi talking through her to let us know that, first off, Wonder Woman knows what Superman is all about because she's going to become Superwoman. So oh, we got yeah, that. yeah, Lois Wayne. Yeah, and, uh, Lois, yeah. And uh, and also the fact that it, it's just them, like, it, it, to me, it's a very over-the-top, like, it's almost like Gotham is. This it, is it, Superman, it's Superman is. is. It's Superman is, and I. it's okay, but I didn't like I it. I like it just I, because I it, we got this psychotic thing that says it's Superman – and I, I like this idea of the Superman is where, like, look, yes. you say you're Superman, but Superman is this. You've got to yes. embody this. Here's if you're the wear problem, the though, is the one th- – there's only one thing that, that triggers him getting pissed. Oh, the Superman? People saying he's not Superman. <laughs> and that is him seeing another Superman, whatnot, and she's basically, like, telling him he's not. And she's, yeah, I can trust you, Lois. And the one thing, thinking about the other issue, the one thing that I do like is that – it's weird, though, because in my mind – this is almost like we said with uh, Bruce Wayne when uh, he died, when Batman died. Right. I don't know fully if they're telling me because in my mind I'm making up stuff. And this is where I was angry at you about this issue because <laughs> in my mind you were making up a lot. You were jumping to conclusions so much that you pulled a hamstring. Uh, but I said nice. I think that in my mind the solar flare went off and all of Superman's memories to that point are what he remembers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's um, – it, it's weird because up in this point, last issue, he yelled in square, or the issue before, actually. When Argus. Yeah, US's. Argus. He was yelling about, you don't love me, Wonder Woman, or whatever. It seemed off, and then he went to, to Lois, and I don't know. It's just I don't ever get a clear path of what's going on. Well, honestly, I'm telling you, at this point, the fact that we went to China because we had the, the same signature as the Solar Superman that they were looking for, I don't see how the Chinese thing that's going on created this one because I'm telling no, you, we're we're, but, ha- we're halfway around the world, yeah. and, and I think that I think that that is bullshit. I think that something got wrong in the thing. And yeah, we'll I, get don't, to I don't that know how it's connected. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think happened when we get to that. But in this point, what doesn't make sense to me as well is he's like, "Hey, I got a secret." <laughs> Secret, he's secret. Start, he's, he's Mr. Roboto. <laughs> uh, when did he get the secret? I don't know. Because in most of the time we've seen this, almost all the time that I can think of, it, it, he's accountable for. Like, at this point, he busted out of Argus. He went right to Lois. Yeah. That's how it ended, right there. Where does he have the secret? And that's, this ties into what I said about this solar flare, this memories, because he does seem to be fighting. Like, he goes into the freaking uh, Daily Planet. He knows the people. Hey, yeah. Johnny. Hey, whatever. New 52 Superman does not know about Clark White. No. He doesn't. Not at but all. But yet he has a secret. And he's going to do this. But then it kind of twists around because then he goes. And there, and it's awesome. I, I love I it. I loved it so Though, much. I don't love it as much as the regular Dan Jurgens book. A couple things seemed a little hey, hokey John to o. me. John O. That, I, it, it, I, I, I have it in my notes. So I'm like, when the fuck hard. did that happen? And the only thing that worries me is this is the book, right? What we see there. That's what Tomasi's doing in Rebirth. Yeah. This is the Superman book, and I didn't like it as much as what we get with Dan Jurgens, and it seemed really odd. Even I'm telling you, it threw me off even to the point where, 
Hey, John O, what are you doing like, there? I, I really like eating breakfast for dinner sometimes. Me too, John O. Yeah, yeah, me too, John O. I, I used to love breakfast for dinner. So Almost I. every every day's breakfast for dinner. I actually like breakfast or lunch at school as well. But yeah, he's like, hey, John O, what you got? You got that secret ingredients? <laughs> it seemed weird. I, that For some reason, I first off. I love seeing the fucking bearded, just like down to earth yeah, looking yeah. like Clark. The super well, I'll tell you. My kids are making this fucking shit, and they start putting the secret ingredients. The next secret ingredient is a knuckle sandwich because I want my shit the way I like it. It just seemed weird to me. Yeah, Clark's um, a better dad than you. <laughs> no, and even that, it, that, that actually is what threw me off because it almost seemed like, hey, hey, dad, you're such a dickhead. You never cook with us. It, it seemed weird. Like what they're doing, it almost seems to be a, uh, hey, look, they do this all the time because you're setting up that John and, uh, and Clark – they're great yeah. you know what i mean he's a great dad but yet you have the it, it just didn't jive with me it just seemed like you had to throw that in because it was like hey me and mom do that it, it just seemed weird but then uh solar superman shows up and at this point he how does he know that that is superman i don't know he, it doesn't make sense it, to me it, i'm saying i really hope like we argued about this so much but the way i went into this something's going on and yeah. i'm gonna let it go with the idea that it will be explained in the future. If it's not, the I'll thing, flip the fuck out. Yes. But right the only now, thing I can say this is, a is that it's weird because, like I said, this would lead you to think that the new 52 Superman would have known him, and that's the only way they'd do that. Uh, other than that, you can say that the essence of Superman's drawn to the other Superman. It but, could be. But Superman's always had this essence. Why wasn't he driven towards him? Why wasn't the new 52? John and Lois and Clark White, have been here forever yes they, they've been here like why wasn't he it just to me it's another one of those we have to get all these guys what, together what do so let's Who, do it he was pretty much just created what so no i'm superman. saying no i'm saying i'm saying actual new 52 superman why wasn't has he been drawn? in this universe with him for years yeah why wasn't he drawn towards him if the essence of superman is what's drawing him well, towards. I'm saying that we do not know what the hell. Well, we like, don't know what, but it, it, because of that, it makes no sense. Like, we call him Solar Superman, I, and they say it's, you know it's connected to the solar flare. None of that makes sense to me because there should be Solar Superman everywhere for all the times he fucking well, solar and flare. Well, we'll get to that, my friend, because yeah, you get this whole thing, and he's there. Uh, Clark will not admit that he's Superman. He's I not really like this exchange where they sit I, down and I Clark's trying to keep it. cool. Yeah, I didn't mind it, but um. To me, right away, there's no way, and you could say that it is the case, because even Lois says, oh my, she knows it's Superman. Oh, yeah. She knows that's Superman, but they, they kind of go, and, hey, hey, hey Flapjacks, I like the Flapjacks, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he would, because we've learned Superman really doesn't taste shit. <laughs> that's why he wanted to, it, it, I, it's hokey to me. What you don't so, understand, even with the powers, and you know, he can't taste it. Like, we always saw how Superman would solar flare, so he'd be able to taste everything like pure. Yeah. He yeah. finally got hungry, could taste everything right. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't understand I, that. And that's, that's such an extreme thing. It, it is. But you don't understand notes, that flapjacks are so delicious. And that really, even Superman can taste it. I don't perfectly. know if you as a kid, if my, and I told you I hate pancakes. I know. Some reason, if they call him flapjacks. <laughs> and treats I, you. I, I'm telling you, are you with me? Oh no! Like, I if, totally if somebody am. said to me, like, I hate, and the reason I hate, I like pancakes. Uh, so. The reason I hate pancakes is I go to town with this. They all get mush. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing. And it, it, to me, a uh, pancake why is fast. is a delivery system for butter and uh, fucking syrup. I don't like the pancake, but 
if I say pancakes are a two out of ten, you call them flapjacks. They might be a three point five. <laughs> <laughs> that seems exotic to me. Hooey, fucking blackjack. You say flapjacks and then you say fucking maple syrup. Oh, I'm I'm in. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's gonna do Jim, that. Jim. Canadian yeah. maple syrup. Yeah, can, oh my god, it's like I'm. Uh, it's a tour de force. I really just think of, we're really hungry right now, and that's all we're doing. I'm starving. <laughs> but uh, so they're going, and it's okay. But here's where it, it's just things happen in this whole story, even where um, shit just happens. It because does. It really seems to be that the thing that has driving him nuts is when they say he's not Superman. This does not happen here. He's saying, "Oh, my name's Clark too." You can tell me that shit's going wrong in his brain like it, it's not computing the, right. this guy or whatever but i i don't get that but then he just seems to attack john because then he says remember that secret i told you about lois i believe it's sitting right in front and it's john yeah but what no, what no clark this? no uh, no he's looking at john and that's where superman attacks and says stay away from my son you know, I'm saying he's though, looking he right said, at john i'm saying though he says i believe it's sitting right in front and clark is sitting right in front of uh, yeah but i'm telling superman. you you look he's looking at john yeah, the way it goes I, he's looking at lois and as the he talks thing to is oh uh, yeah he does say you then why does he why does superman attack him and tell him to stay away from his son it, that doesn't make sense to me there's no time where he has threatened John. No, no. It's just that we got this guy who just fucking blasted the shit out of him right there in front of yeah, his son. I just, I'm He's telling dangerous. You, it just, it Stay the fuck s- away from my it son. It doesn't make sense to me. He doesn't care about the other Lois. That's not his Lois. No, absolutely But not. no, it, it just... She's a bitch who had a And then he gives the, you know, how dare you say... I just... I thought that it went from point A to point H without nothing in between. Exactly. It did. But uh, I really like to exchange leading up to it because how it creepy okay. it was and how... Clark White is trying to keep cool. He's trying to defuse the situation, yeah. keep Solar Superman happy, and Solar Superman just fucking loses it. We don't know his state of mind and how these dual identities are actually working inside of his head, or even why he knows that Clark is Superman. Like, he is outraged the fact that, he, in my mind, that he knows, like, Clark. He knows that Clark White is Superman, and the fact yeah. that he won't say it to him, he has to fucking prove yeah, it's, it. Well, that's not even just the thing. He, ju- he starts having the split personality again and even says, though, both of us inside yeah. here don't completely agree. And it, it's just it doesn't play out with me as much. All that he has is, wait a second, we're both named Clark. That, that's what he says. My name's Clark, too, but it's Kent. I don't have a son. And it's like, oh, but part of me wanted to. And that's what yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It's all just to me. It's just a setup for him to get angry and for them to fight. It really. And then he does say, "I don't know. I I don't know. I was drawn to this place, but it seems weird the way it was spelled up that they got there. Like it wasn't like it would have been something if he was flying and just ended up yeah. there. But he really spelled it out the lowest. Look, hey, we're coming over here. I got a secret for you. Let's go. Flapjacks are just, delicious. That's the yeah, secret. Yeah, we all know yeah, that's really. Superman. It just, Come on. It, it, to me, this just leads back into that whole. Like I said, uh, uh, you know, this step leads to that step yeah. and then nothing. But you go and then this is where I really lost it, where you had uh, Superman, Lois, and uh, Batman flying in the Batwing. Wonder Woman. Talking. Or Wonder Woman. What did I keep saying Lois. You keep switching them back and forth. Yeah, and that's Wonder Woman. It's, yeah. it's the Trinity. But they're there. And like, hey, you know, we're going to go. Hey, Pacific Coast is coming up. We're going to go to the Batcave because that's where we can track things. And that's where Batman – and it's a hokey thing to me because I think it's just like a – 
hey, everybody likes these personal moments with Batman. And Batman, you know, he's really taken that, that Superman's dying, so he's being nice and whatever. And he says, Clark, I'm sorry. I don't know how I could be wrong about the trace to China. I was so sure. We wasted so much damn time. Time you don't, and then, you know, time you don't yeah. have. It, it, that's not true. It, that was not wrong. He didn't, it, he didn't, this isn't one of those like, hey, Clark, I'm sorry that wasn't the guy we were after. What I, he traced a legitimate solar flare energy that they were trying to trace to China. There was no wasted time. There I, was nothing. They went there. They're trying because, to stop a killer, though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Because it's matters. just, but, and it doesn't, because really, He's saying this to Clark, like, really, oh, we wasted so much time, time you don't have, what time that you're, like, if he dies, they're not going to go get the solar, it doesn't make sense to me. What time is wasted? They followed that the, he had instruments to trace this. That's where it went. There it is. And it's another one. If they think that this solar flare Superman in America is bad, this other guy probably is too. And where I really got mad when I was talking to you about this. You, you're chasing this killer. Yeah. Yes. You can't, first off, you can't trace him. The guy's down the street. He's <laughs> in the same city. You can't trace him, but you get a fucking thing from China. Get a ping. Yeah, they, yeah, you get a ping from China, though, and that's not racist, Eric, because there's a <laughs> lot of pings in China. But you, they head there. They see this. At one point in this whole exchange, all I needed Batman to say is like, hey, Clark, how many times you use this goddamn super flare? And whatever's happening, because this is bigger than one guy. We've now seen two. Yeah. What happened if there's more? Why is this happening? What is going on? And that would have been a perfect thing for Superman, because we even had it earlier where he's like, yeah, I might have used that super flare once or twice. <laughs> no, he could say, you know what? I'm really scared because I used this thing six times. 87 times. Yeah, I used it this many times. There may be 86. We, <laughs> we've got to do something. No, they say this. Now, okay, you're saying to me like, Okay, the 10, and they did. They spelled it out. You take care of this guy. Yeah. We're going to go back. But then Superman even makes fun of Batman and says, hey, it just proves even the world's greatest detective is human. Don't beat yourself up. Batman to me, <laughs> I'm, I'm projecting. I'm like, listen, wait a second. Let's stop. I put in that hover mode that Damn he used right. earlier. And I'd say, listen, I didn't fuck up. I, we were going after your goddamn solar flare. It was there. We got it there. We saw it. This was another... But I think at this point, in Batman, the way he's going prepares for everything, I think that he'd be very worried that there's more than two. Yeah. That this is a rampant thing, and we better do some shit. We better get the whole This is the beginning of the Superman apocalypse. This is... uh, Yeah, but no, they get it. And then that Superman really kicks me in the fucking groin then by saying, don't beat yourself up. At least we learned it started in Dr. Omen's lab. How do they get that? I don't know. I, I, I don't have that idea. It doesn't make idea. sense to me. And the only thing that I got from that, and really, to me, I would think to myself, like, okay, well, we have this. I wouldn't think that they are related from a lab in China. No, me either. You know what I'm saying? And also, I don't know. And this is stupid of me to think, but I might even think, well, I saw this guy first. He might be. I'm still going that it's solar flare. Yeah. I'm not. This is the energy. This is so hokey. I think that what was originally going to happen, I can't prove this. I don't know. It seemed like they were supposed to go to China and find maybe the remains of something that was going on and then die. You get nothing where they're saying 
It started there, but yet not one mention of like, oh, I hope. Uh, it, also, Batman could have said, well, you know what? It was a waste of our time. Hopefully the 10 take care of that other guy. Just anything. <laughs> but they are like completely like nothing happened. And then uh, they go and then Superman has like a flair there that, it, again, it, it didn't seem the same. I wish that at this point, a lot of this thing where you're going to tell me what you think is happening, I'm going to tell you what I wish happened, because at one point I really wish that Superman started being a split personality dickhead. And I'd say, oh my god, you know what's happening? You know, it's almost the same shit's happening, whatever. I would have liked to have seen that and them explain that the essence is leaving him, and I don't know. But they hit California, all of a sudden the fucking thing starts pinging. (laughs) You had to go all the way to California, yet this other thing. So to me, then I'd be like, whoa, you know what? We got a signal in Gotham or uh, Metropolis that pinged all the way from China. That's a fucking pretty powerful being in China. This motherfucker, you have to get right on top of him. You got to be in his fucking garage (laughs) and then you find him. There's a lot of things where you have Batman for no reason, where I think that this book should have Batman thinking a little more. Basically, all Batman is doing is flying them. He's 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 a a chauffeur. Chauffeur. And. Uh, you liked it. I didn't also like where all of a sudden in the sixth issue we're at, this is the sixth issue of the thing, all of a sudden they're bringing up stuff that I said in the first where the Lazarus pits. Yeah. This should have been resolved the minute that Superman went into the Batcave at the very beginning of the, the arc. And he's, hey, hey, we can go. Lazarus pits, we can try. And Superman, no, no, I'm done. I, I've, I've come to it. And then Superman's like, yeah, you know what? I, I even think, you know, a crazy Kryptonian coming out that's insane uh, because that's what does happen. Yeah, we can't deal with that anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just thrown in as an aside. And to me, it was almost like, hey, you forgot about those Lazarus pits. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have Wonder Woman. I, I heard this one guy, Jim Warner, talking about it. I better throw it in. Well, it's not even, it just seemed weird. Like, I'm telling you, the last issue. Somebody will come in, fucking Damien will show up and go, hey, what about that uh, fucking, what's it called? Chaos now, Shard. The, the, yeah, ca- yeah, he'll show up. Hey, what about the Chaos Shard? Yeah, we Kryptonian. use that. And then you have jo- Joker shows up. Yeah, what about the Dionysium? It's like everything is like, nah, now nah, we try that. Hey, hey, what about Advil? It just, it, it's, it's. Believe, like, 24 hour mineral yeah, Just everything in this issue just goes from one to the other. And then that's when you get the big thing. Lois shows up, the uh, pre Flashpoint Lois. She wants to know where. Clark there are too many doppelgangers in this guy. Yeah, they shit. show up. Um, in the meantime, there's Cl- and also in this whole thing, I'm like, "You're Superboy, you motherfucker! Start <laughs> using those powers. Do something. Show something." Instead, he's just there hiding, and it really came out weird to me because before, when him and Lois were about to die, it like came out there. He should already be knowing he yes. has the powers now, and I think he would have at least like flew away if they, he would have picked up the Lois. This, it's so pre flashpoint level. No, the new 52 oh, levels. God damn it. And flew her off. And she'd be like, oh my God, you, you have powers too, something like that. That would have been good. It would have been a good setup for what's coming up in Rebirth. Uh, but they don't do that. I would have liked coward. when, like, uh, pre flashpoint Clark went in to save his family, you know, like when. And um, accidentally grabbed the exactly. new 52. Oh, it's so funny. And I do. I think the best panel is when. Uh, Lois shows up and says, Jonathan Clark, oh, my God, no. And, and it goes into Superman's ear. Yeah. And he hears that. I really like that. Uh, but it, it then goes, and you have all this shit going on, and Clark just grabs his wife, son, and dog. Fuck Not off, that, y'all. Oh, and, and uh, I was just going to say, the cat is there. Yeah. And they just fly off. And so what you got into this was you wanted this meeting 
You don't. You see them in panel together once. They, I don't even know if it's in panel. I think it's two separate. No, they are. You are see they? them. You see okay. over shoulder. Okay. There he is, and he says, "I don't understand who are." And it, quite a long story, which we have no time. Blah, 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 off he goes. They look I don't like into it. one I, another's I, eyes, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I, it's very odd because of all that, and that leads. In the meantime, and it's funny to me too when I look at them; they don't exactly look alike. No, they don't. And <laughs> the, the other thing that I like: where's Solar Superman? He's just standing yep. there while this goes on. It's like a nice moment where he's standing to the side. At this point, I think he is going insane because they're there, both. There are they Superman have both the everywhere. outfits. Yeah, they're Superman, and that's to the point where. He's like, this is his worst nightmare. Yeah. I think he'd be gone. And you know, he's just sitting there. And yeah, he's sitting there enough for Lois to show up, Cloud, you know, all this. They come swoop him up. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Trinity. Solar Superman wants to be in the Justice yeah. League. And it just, again, you had all this stuff. And then it's like, we got to get to a. Uh, what we've had all these cliffhangers, and oh, that's what it'll be. He wants to be in the suit. He wants <laughs> to be a member of the Justice League, and it's just weird. Uh, it get it really all this issue was was for them to see each other. Yeah, nothing else really happens, and because of that, it really annoyed me. Well, like I said about the China stuff, when they don't mention it, this is very similar to me. I gotta get Supergirl. Oh my God, Supergirl! I haven't seen her much. She lost her power. Oh my God, you guys are hurting her. I'm gonna. Hey, by the way, Supergirl, Wonder Woman's here. I'll call you when I beat it. And she's just gone. She hasn't been hit the bricks. Yeah, it's (laughs) hit the skids, baby. (laughs) Get off my plane. (laughs) But uh, no, it just everything seems to be like cut and dry. A B C D. We're going. We have two more issues. Uh, I read you the solicit for the next issue that's coming up on Wednesday. It makes no sense. uh, Where I think in this whole thing we made jokes. The Super League. Final Days of Superman, I do think there was a change in the story, had whether been. this was like uh, something where they changed it so that some of this will lead into the rebirth issue itself, whatever. But yeah, something changed, which is a shame because we really like to and where I really take umbrage of this whole thing is if this was one of those stories where there were four different writers, I could say, oh, okay, this is one writer, yep. and we're getting things from issue to issue that while a lo- some of it's been full-out continuity snafus, but other has been – they're not like – I said them flying in a plane and not mentioning the Chinese Superman is uh, – it's odd to me. I can't say that it, it – you know, maybe they did – you could you jump to all these conclusions. You can say, well, it was a long trip. They talked about it already. <laughs> but the thing with me is that because he's not going to be in this issue – you're not going to talk about him, and that seems to go down the line. When you're with something in this issue, you're talking to them, you're talking about them. The minute that they're gone, like Supergirl, she's gone, gone. out of sight, out of mind. You go, baby. Now, we don't even know where she went. It's so odd, and it's really annoying me because I really did like it, but I love the art. Yes, I just I. thought the I thought the story, and I love the part. I did. We've all been waiting for these two Supermen, and then the, the added bonus of Solar Superman to meet each other. I just wish there would have been more. I, I wish you would have had more. You're going to get more, but I I don't even get that. I think that the way it's going, we have two issues. There's going to be an issue where there's all battles. Definitely the, the last issue. So you're not going to get that moment. I really wanted the you and I'm you got it a little. Because you got the solar Superman. I wanted Superman. New 52 Superman to be like, you know what? I always wanted a kid. You had that where they, I think that's where you were supposed to, you know, that's Superman, the essence yeah. of Superman. I think that would have been great. I would have loved that if there was three more. I would love to see Superman hanging out with little John. 
and or Jono. That'd be weird. And, but even that, no, I just I would have liked them to be there and like you'd have a thing where Batman's talking to pre-Flashpoint Superman to see what's going on. And in the meantime, they look out and Superman's throwing a ball with John in the backyard, and they're laughing and having fun. And even pre-flashpoint, for some Superman, reason like, that weirds me out. I don't. I, it doesn't to me because I because he's they're the same guy. I know. And and I think that then pre-flashpoint would to, from that point would even be like you know what I, I I love my family and I've done everything for them. I still don't understand how great it is to have them because there's me without it. And he looks pretty miserable. You know, shit's happening to him. I, I really would have liked something like that. Maybe we'll get something like that Maybe. coming up. We only have a couple issues. And then you start to think, like, what is this leading into? Is this going to be where he just loses his powers? and Because it is the final days of Superman. It's not the final days of Clark Kent. Yeah. So it, this could be that he just loses his powers. He goes away. I think he starts hitchhiking. <laughs> the, you hear the thing, and he goes off. But, yeah, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Um, I didn't. The others I'd given like a three nine whatever, so I did like it more. I did really like the art, but so many things in this just they are very lackluster to me, and I did not like it. I'm not the lowest. There are like three under a five. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, I did not have any real expectations. I didn't know what this issue was going in. I don't read solicitations or anything like that. I saw the cover. I'm sure and, the solicit doesn't even make sense. Probably not. But I'm saying I saw the cover. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a cool issue. Yeah. I go in. And I'm excited the whole way through just because I'm like, I'm on the train, like the trolley where Superman's going to meet Superman. Uh, let's do this. And even when we didn't get that and we got the solar Superman instead, I was still on that trolley. I'm like, this is cool. We're, we're pulling John White, I mean John White, Clark White yeah. into the rest of the world of what's going on. And I had a good time seeing them there. Yeah, but that's the weird thing about that with the pulling it in. He knows all this stuff. He's been keeping tabs oh, on everyone. Oh, no, he's everyone. been keeping tabs, but I'm saying the fact that they've come to his doorstep. Yeah, it's just weird, Look, though. That, you've been yeah. hanging out on the sidelines long enough. We're coming to your doorstep and making you come out now. Yeah. Actually, the solicit's pretty much on. It says, uh, <laughs> the final days of Superman continues as two Superman meet at last. Pre-New 52 Superman meets the current Kal-El, but Solar Superman wants to be the only man of steel left standing. And divided, they may fall as one Clark Kent must choose the safety of his family before either version of himself. And yeah, and, why is he going to pick Super Soldier? And I'm telling you, I love this depiction of the the normal Lois Lane, the New Fifty Two Lois Lane, in this like taking charge. She's trying to talk it's him okay. out. Okay, it's There's nothing that she can do because if she does anything, yeah, fucked up, it's, I thought runs, that it, I thought it went die. back from the thing. And again, that her in that it scenes and stuff like that, she's the Batman of that group because yeah. she really doesn't do anything. All she is is for Superman. Actually, I think all that is is for her to be like, holy shit, there's more Superman. That's yeah. also that I've she got knows. a new story. Now. Yeah, really. Yeah. <clears throat> Fucking no, stop the give, presses, baby. I, I had a really great time reading it. I love the art. And I give it an 8 out of 10. I tell you, you are full of shit. <laughs> Actually, with an 8 out of 10, I believe you'd be the highest out of like 11 or 13. I, there's a bunch. I think maybe I one guy gave it an 8.5. Okay. Uh, most people that have been reading it and actually have a fucking brain. Ooh. Give it less, but no, I I think that it just pointed out all the things. And again, I am going with what I've said. And also, I want to know info. Got nothing. You got no info. I, I don't know what what is causing the solar Superman. Here do I? It's a mystery, that. and in Wait. my mind, it's going to be explained. And if it's not, then I'll complain. But that's the thing is, I, we say this each issue, and now we are now two issues from the finale, and we've had six issues, six whole issues we've had 
and we've learned nothing. It really doesn't feel like six yeah, either. Six issues, and we've it feels learned, like this is the third issue yeah, in my we've mind. We've learned so. nothing since, and yeah, it feels like that because nothing has happened. You just tread water. This one actually has like a watershed moment. Yeah, it only lasts a second. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't have a lot of books this week, so yeah. we're gonna have a lot of you in a row. What's next? <laughs> Batman number 52, written by James Tynan with art by Riley Rossmo, Brian Level, Ivan Placencia, Jordan Boyd, and Steve Wands. We come to a close of Batman's time in the New 52 slash DCYOU with this issue, and after having Snyder's goodbye with Gotham in his last issue, this comes off really lackluster in comparison. It really doesn't seem to have any purpose except to try and bring you the feels we had in the last issue mm. and just getting us that number 52. Yeah. Batman takes on a villain named Crypsis here who has stolen his childhood notebook from a safety deposit box that he used as a way to get over his parents' deaths. The yeah. end. I put, um, this was so sappy. Uh, I'm sure. And this I, I is one of those. Hokey. Yeah, it is hooky. Uh, this is one of those where, in my mind, if you were fooled by this, if you'll get fooled by anything, that you can enjoy yourself and don't talk to me. Because it, it really was. It, to me, this was Didn't so... Didn't said to me about action earlier? <laughs> yeah, but this is where... I, well, luckily, both of us didn't really enjoy this one, so yeah. I'm, I'm on your team now. Uh, you have an awful villain that, uh, you know, there's no setup. He's only there. That's you want to the talk thing. about put, connect the dots? He is only there. I'm pretty sure he was created have, for yeah, this issue. Yeah, created for this issue. He was created only to go and get that fucking book. That's yeah. the only reason. There's no reason because once that is got, once that's done, he has a short circuit. He's done. He's gone. And it, it is so ridiculous. Uh, it starts off, and I like the beginning. I like uh, Leslie Tompkins, even though uh, she's usually like a doctor or a uh, like she helped uh, Jason Todd. Yeah, in uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, but I don't know. All of a sudden, she, and she has been like in other continuities. She's best friends with Bruce. She was best friends with his dad. She knows this thing, so it's nice. I think that's cool. But again, it's just to me, it's just thrown in there like wink, wink. And I said that before. This whole issue really seems to me where it, it, it to me this is something that seemed like a sixth grader wrote, where you write like, oh, we have to do the young authors club, and I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna write a, a story about how you should brush your teeth and, and eat vegetables, and the teacher's gonna love it. It really just seemed like Tynan was like, yeah, I'm gonna really get them with this because it's gonna make them yeah. feel, and I'm gonna be like this. I, but it, unfortunately, like you said in your thing, we just had that a hundred times the, better. That's the before. biggest problem I have with this issue because I'm reading it, and I'm like. It is so hard for me to keep this by itself and not do the comparison between yeah. last issue because we just got this whole to bring him the feels issue to send off Beth Snyder's run of Batman. And again, yeah. Here's the final yep. issue of this, the number 52 that we've been waiting yep. for, and it's just dopey and hokey. And it is dopey, and it is where if I'm going to write a story and I'm, I'm going to write a dopey, hokey story, it's going to involve the death of his parents. And you throw that in. Surprised weren't goddamn pearls in this. Yeah, really. And yeah, it's that. And I like the beginning. Like I said, she's like a. Leslie is like, listen, the, the way he's got to get out of it, he's – and Alfred's worried. Bruce like, looks oh, like a goddamn psychopath. And, and I don't like – and I'll even say that right away. I'm a big Riley Rossmo fan. I'm well. a big Riley Rossmo Batman fan. I did yeah. not like it at all. And um, they're there, and Alfred is worried. Oh, he stares out, and she just keeps telling him, listen, now, obviously, he called her either as a expert in child psychology – or a family friend that knows, like, he has gotten her here, or he's been already sent to her, it even yeah. seems. Like, they already have been talking. Alfred's yeah. asking, like, oh, we're doing this in our sessions, whatever. 
Alfred's a dick. He doesn't listen. He, oh, he should do that, and then fucks everything up. But that's beside the point for later. But yeah, he has this book, and it's going to be how he gets over it. And how to move on. She said she's gonna, he's going to have to figure it out himself. He's in a lot of pain. He needs to figure this out, uh, the way out himself. Alfred doesn't agree. He doesn't do that. But you go and you see well, that. He, he doesn't agree with it from the stuff he sees that Bruce is writing. Well, yeah, but that's the problem is that's not his deal. He shouldn't be involved. That is not what is going on. That would be like me going to a psychiatrist because I have problems with my dad uh, uh-huh. growing up. My dad didn't pay attention to me. Oh, my God. And they're working on this. And they're like, okay, Jim, you should do this. And then I go to work and I tell you about it. And you go, Get, you fucking pansy. Get a fucking set of balls. And now I have an issue with you. Now you fuck me up again. You're, you're not helping. This is not helping. And all it is is for a hokey moment. That's all it is. But, yeah, you see, and I loved it because they go to Japan where he's training. And it really reminded me of uh, when fucking young Jean-Claude was getting the shit kicked out of him. That's what it really did because he is losing. And that's like, give it up, round eye. No, let's do it again. <laughs> Aren't you sick of getting beat up? I loved it, but I'll yeah. I'll go to the Kumite. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, I will not be your punching bag. But yeah, you have <laughs> that, and you go, and I love it. I, I'm telling you, I think Tynan's right near me right now, because every time uh, something happens, uh. somehow the book falls out of a backpack, and there you have it. Yeah, or you have the lesson. Yeah, there it is. He's there like, hey, this will not work. This will not work. Oh, no, now I, this will not work. I cannot teach you. No, I will learn. I need to learn. <laughs> Why do you want this boy? Why is this so important? Pan over to book out of book bag. How to move on. <laughs> you, you, you see Disappear. that? You see what I did there? There, buddy. I... Hey, hey, hey. And it's like, really? You're going to force it that bad? Really? No. Not only that, he's going to do it again. Yeah. Oh, it keeps going. Because then it goes. And yeah, then they're, uh, they're in a. Though the way they have it, like how to move on. Disappear. I don't know. Yeah, I think I might be with Alfred now. But yeah, that's yeah, like that's what I'm saying. But uh, that's not even that's like then he's saying like these things well, aren't the second one. The disappear don't makes no pain? sense. The disappear makes no and all that is is to like oh that's why he does that. Really, he he disappears from Gordon Jim Gordon talking because that's how he gets over his parents. <laughs> I don't get it. And then you get this this villain who I think ate too much hubba bubba. And when Crypsis. my when my uh, when my you know, the parents always say, you could, you eat that bubble gum, it's going to stay. They hey, should have said this. You eat the bubble gum, it's going to come out your elbows. It's going to be fucking shoulder my pads. I, I don't gonna, know what's going on. You're going to start teleporting, huh. phasing through things, and be a terrible it's villain. crazy. So you have Crypsis. Uh, he's yelling. He wants a key. It's nothing. You really, to, to the point where I can say, listen, they don't really go into the villain because he means nothing. No. He, he can teleport short teleport. distances, and he can phase through I things. I told you at one point, I'm yelling at you, I'm like, why does he need the key? He seems to be able to teleport and then phase out of things with objects. He could teleport right into that, grab the book, phase the fuck out. There's no reason. Uh, I, I, I thought about Daniel. I thought about this for a while. He could stick his hand into the safety deposit box. Yeah. He cannot pull it back out while he's holding no, on to I, that No, I think book. what you do is you go into the hand, and then you just phase out. You don't have to pull it out. You just phase out. He phases through the floor with a security deposit box. I don't. I'm saying though. But, I'm looking uh, at it right now. He's got it in his hands. No, no, he doesn't phase. He teleports. Well, still, you could grab that. Whatever he's doing, he can phase. Grab. I guess you could. But then again, that doesn't make sense because what you could say. Oh, when he's phasing, he can't grab on anything. 
He does. He grabs onto the guy's no, no. heart. I'm he saying grabs though, this. He, I could I could phase through your chest, make my hand solid to grab your heart, and then squeeze it, and then I have to phase yeah, the rip back. But even that, it doesn't out. look like it gets solid. It looks like it's still phasing. You see it. You see him phasing through. It just doesn't make sense. At the one point, the thing that threw me off is he has that so that security box and is uh-huh. going through the floor with it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't is make he going sense. Through the floor? Cause I thought he just really teleported away. No, right there. He's going through the floor. It looks like <laughs> it looks like he's going down through the floor. And he's like, I got what I came for. And then it looks like his his uh, half his body is through the floor already. That's how no, it, that's, in my mind. It's just him teleporting. Yeah, away. No, it looks like he's going that it just it's stupid. It, it, the whole key and all this. We're nitpicking about this. It makes no it doesn't matter no, it does. because all this is is a setup. So that we can see that Bruce had his book there. Yeah, Crypsis thinks that this is Bruce Wayne's mm. secret diary that everybody, like all billionaires, lock away with all their dirty secrets. Mm. He's going to sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah, it doesn't even after- seem like. He, uh, yeah, it ends up being a debt, like a diary. But yeah. even so, he might open that and it might be a uh, thumb drive. It might be whatever Bank it is. Accounts and but yeah, this Cayman is something. Fucking- and even that was stupid. It, and he's all really like, Batman's was. like, all right, look, look what you stole, motherfucker. And he looks at it, what is this? Yeah. And then Batman gets the yeah. book back and we have yeah, a Yeah, in the meantime, Alfred. Alfred's like, why are, why are you, why did you care about that? Why, what's in this box? And yeah, I, we even forgot, he's in Canada. He's in a waterfall that looks like it's freezing. You're going to freeze yeah. to death. No, I no. won't. Book, <laughs> book coming out of backpack, backpack, how to move on. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? He, what? You fucking nonsense. And then, yeah, you said they have feel nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and these are pointing towards, like, Alfred being upset. When is Alfred grabbing this book, too? I don't think he would ever let it around that Alfred would read it. But, yeah, he's there. Uh, then you have the other one, like, make them hurt like I did. And that I like that one. But then he's also he's going to jump out of a plane above Yugoslavia with a wingsuit. And he's just holding that book in his hand. Yep. It <laughs> doesn't make sense. I, I don't know, man. Fucking, it, it all comes down to the number 52 in his yeah, book. Yeah, and, that, and again, wrote in. 52. They, they're yep, winking at you, it. and they're giving you the deal. And the 52 was that Alfred went and put... Uh, your parents will always yeah, be your proud. your parents will always be proud. And he did, Bruce didn't like it. Rip that out. As a child, yeah, said, you don't out, understand. You don't understand. At the end, and then it leads to at that. At some point after that, he took those pages and put yeah, them back put together them back like together. Doc Brown at the end of Back to the yes, Future. Yes, he did. And the whole thing was, hey, Alfred, listen, I, I had this book. I said that I wouldn't get it out until I did I everything. I completed yeah. it. And uh, you made it almost impossible. You son of you a bitch. You motherfucker. doesn't make sense to me. Because all this isn't make your parents proud. The way they're no. acting, that's what it is. Like, oh, do something that your parents would be. No, it's just remember that your parents will always and be proud of you. At, at the end of the issue, it seems that he became Batman to make his parents proud. But they, they will not be proud until he's done being Batman, which will be never, yeah, obviously. But in so this, Alfred writing this somehow in yeah, Bruce's fucked up mind has doomed it's him. It's funny, though, too, though, because to me... When I read, remember that your parents will always be proud of you, what Alfred was saying was, listen, your parents, you are everything to them. If you were a junkie right now, and they would love you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because all you have to do is remember that your parents will always, will always be proud. They're not saying do – he's not saying do something to be proud of. They're, he's oh, just saying, hey, Bruce. Batman's fucked up. Hey, Bruce, now. just remember they loved you and will always be proud of you. That's what he couldn't complete. It doesn't make yep. sense because that what in that number fifty two to me is they have unconditional love for you and will always be proud of you. Just remember that because you want to forget, you want to hurt, you want to do this. 
just remember that your parents will always be proud of whatever you do. And yet he's like, I couldn't live up to that. But live up to what? Remembering <laughs> that you had good parents? That's all it is. It yep. just This was Alfred putting something to like, please don't go over the edge. They loved you. You are doing 51 other things to beat the shit out of everyone. To get, they're not coming back, but always remember they love you and always will be proud. And he's like, no, I couldn't live up. It doesn't make sense to me. And it is so hokey and it's terrible to me. And then he's like, yeah, I'll never stop. Really? I really wanted to, like, uh, the last page for him to be swinging, like, I think that Gotham really is. And then just have some. <laughs> it, it is. It's this Gotham is, again, in a hokier way, in a uh, wink, wink, here I go. I'm going to make everybody feel it is a, this is what I hate about, like, an ending issue like this, where you have a whole run and even stuff, and even the stuff Tynan's done himself. Where now you're gonna go and try to make us feel something, uh, just for the sake of it. And I really do, in my mind, he wrote this and they put it out there and he really was waiting for the accolades to come pouring. Oh, yeah. Like this is his, like, I'm gonna show them and boy, but yeah, because, uh, and I don't know, Scott Snyder, everybody says he's a nice guy. Uh, I don't know. I think he's laughing. He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pull this shit." I, you know, I already beat you in this game, buddy. Gotham is way better. But yeah, you have, and in the reviews, I'm just looking because I I really weren't I was not checking out. You do have a perfect score, and again, this seems like like this should be like he thinks like this is my uh, silent issue, and this yeah. Is, yeah, all this stuff, and yeah, and but it goes down to a four, four, yeah. yeah, and you are the second worst, but yeah, there's a lot there, sixes and stuff like that. Um, though, I, eights. Yeah, though I think that if Snyder actually wrote it, I, I think those jack up too. Besides yours, <laughs> people would just go with it. But yeah, I thought it was hokey. But with Ry- I'm sorry, I like Riley Ross well, Ross Mozart. Yeah. I loved everything he did with fucking Constantine. But it was like I had a real issue with the way he does Batman. Yeah. At one point, Batman is urban yeah, surfing urban on top surfing. of the fucking Batmobile, just... like Teen Wolf. Yep. And I looked at this. I'm telling you, to me, it looks like the Adam West Batman in a revamped suit. And I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, I even, did not like what I got here for that. I, I remember when I was looking at that, like it just didn't even seem real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, his art, there's some artists that their art's great, uh, but I don't think it fits, and I don't think it fits very well here. I'm looking at it. It doesn't even look like the Batmobile's on the ground. It's yeah. fucking flying around. I gave this a 5.8 yeah, out of 10. I would have given it a 4. I really yeah. didn't like it. I, I thought that it was uh, so heavy-handed. Uh, the next issue is another Bat issue somewhat, and I didn't like it either. No, Red Hood, mm. Arsenal number 12, written by Scott Liddell with art by Joe Bennett, Bella Dar... Shit. Bellardino Bravo. Oh, Bravo. Bravo. Oh. Jose Villarubia and Dave Sharp. Mm. We got to start wrapping up Red Hood before Rebirth. And because of the, all of that and thing that I don't know what I'm reading anymore, because yeah. of that, things are going to be coming at us fast. Like Roy just being captured by the Iron Rule by the time this issue starts and his life being put in the hands of internet trolls who will vote if he lives or dies. Not to forget that the Joker's daughter here survived Red Hood's gunshot from the previous issue and has, in fact, been the leader of the Ryan Rule all along and has set everything up in motion just to kill Jason and uh, Roy this entire time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, we got this issue early, and I started See. reading it, and I was like, holy shit, Eric is going to love this. Because pre- I'm like, they are going to do that whole Jason t- it's so. And yet, after that, it just went down. Though I will want to point out, I was looking at the cover. I really like what Tyler Kirkham did because he did the cover. 
Do yeah. you see that he put his name on the backpack as if uh, Joker's daughter had stitched that in? No, uh, I didn't. It's really I cool. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that was cool, but it, it threw me off because I'm like, why is it, she got a backpack with Kirkham on it? But yeah, I really liked the idea that it was poking fun even at the oh, whole Jason Todd thing. I thought yeah, the one eight hundred number was hilarious. And I thought that that was like, <clears throat> holy crap! And uh, even at that point, I don't know why I couldn't remember what the hell we left with with the issue. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I also love again, it's a little hokey that 52 people have voted for him to live, but I yeah. like the fact. That nobody, they people hate him, and I don't know. I really I don't even think they hate him. I just think they want to see yeah, somebody I do die. Too. That's why I want them to find out all these people. You got, hey, die, man. Uh, yeah, you should be arrested. These people, not even just arrested, but somebody should go to their house and go, you are awful fucking people. That they're just yeah. like, eh, die. And it doesn't even to me. I didn't even get the idea that they thought it was a game. Like they, no. even the one guy even calls it out. Like this is more fun than Candy Crush. <laughs> uh, and why is Shaggy? involved here and if it's not shaggy it's that motherfucker from suicide squad you see it's remember that guy there is. it is the exact same that is shaggy scooby went to get a scooby snack dc can only draw a Holy moly. and then yeah and then i i do think it's like barbara gordon then i'm like well yeah. okay what's going on with her that's cool yeah. and i was very disappointed i really really hope that she shows up on the next issue to set an order she because has to she informs jason todd of what's going yeah. on with roy and he's like Look, I'll handle this myself, and just hangs up on her. Last we see a Barbara Gordon, I'm like, yeah. what? Why couldn't we so have a guy weird. In up? fact, I was reading. I'm going through it quick, and okay, and I'm getting like halfway through. I'm like, wait a second, where's Barbara? And that's yeah. looking for it. Though I did think it was funny because we had just brought it up lately that uh, they had that weird. Uh, romance, romance kind of thing in Batman, in Batman Eternal, Eternal. and it's st- a booty call, Babs. I'm flattered. I'm like, holy shit, we were just talking about this this week with that good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly. Uh, but yeah, it just, nothing seems to really happen except to me that everything that Scott Liddell did to get me to actually say, you know what, I like what he's doing with Joker's daughter. Yeah. He not only erased it, he, he buried it, and then it rose it from the dead. He buried it again because, boy, she is awful in this. She's not only just not the redemption story that we wanted, she's gone full out. This is her worst issue. She is, yeah, she's just killing everyone. And it's okay. Then the big, uh, the big thing there's that panel with the Joker when he's thinking back. And uh, to I'm me, actually, that was kind of hokey. There was no point. I'm telling yeah. you, I wish we could get away from this yeah. with Jason Todd. We have every goddamn arc. We have to have some mm-hmm. him remembering or somebody yeah. saying about the fact that he was killed by the Joker and have this over the top goddamn thing. It's an. I think it's completely enough to have this homage to the 900 number yeah. that killed Jason Todd. And, and, That's great. And even it's that, low key. It's tongue in cheek. It's hilarious. And you're not saying like a Batgirl with the killing joke. You're sa- because we've seen it so many times. We've seen it in this run so many times now and you, you, we get it. We know this. I've seen it in this run. Yeah. I've seen it in everything, everything that Jason everything. Todd guest stars in. And this is Somebody where, has to bring it up. And really, Fuck, even in Deathstroke, they said like, you yeah. know, Batman shows up in a hallucination. We got to go find the yeah, Joker. Okay. Find the Joker. All right. And uh, to me, it's one of those where a lot of people do yell like, oh, Jason Todd, even like uh, D-Run, he loves uh, Red yeah. Hood. And even he might be saying that until you don't get over this, we're, we're not getting any more progression. It always ends up with that. And yeah, he's like, you know, we've already seen this all. You know what? Maybe she is right. We both wear the same mask and whatever. It's nonsense. Honestly, though, this issue, more than anything, it's like, all right, we had a bunch of stuff happen in this series. Let's throw it all together and see what happens. Because we have Batgirl show up here, which is not, it's very strange for how she does. But even more strange to me is that 
Tara Battleworth, the government fixer, is here. She's hosting this internet show. She's been mm. kidnapped by the Iron Roll, and she's hosting this internet show that's yeah. going to kill Roy. Like all There's the- no reason for Tara Battleworth to be in this issue at no. all. No, and everything seems like like all of a sudden I'm like, what? What the fuck happened? Where this Iron Rule? They went. They they stepped up their game all of a sudden. And the but, thing is, they do nothing in this book. No. They, they're, they're only there, there the as background. a reason for this to have been going on, maybe? I, it's just so weird. And it really, it, there's not a lot to say about it well, because I really don't like it. I, I, I don't. There's not a lot to say. I'm telling you, we have the internet voting show. Tara Battleworth's there. Batgirl tells Jason. Jason now has to find Roy. Yeah, now, the yeah. thing is, I might be crazy. He goes back to Roy's garage fucking workshop. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find like a locator or some shit to see what he can do. I I think Roy might have built a mother box. You know what's funny? I, I'm looking at something that I have a different theory. Okay. I think he made a father box. Whatever, man. Do you know what the father box is? No. That's what Mr. Impossible made. Dr. Impossible made it. And he does say impossible in quotes. Does he? Yeah. And I was like, wait. I was like, well, I wonder what impossible would come up if I put DC impossible. And right. it came up Dr. Impossible. Dr. And impossible. I go down. And the big thing is that he uses the reverse of Mr. Miracle's mother box. He uses father box and hush tubes. Okay. And I was like, huh, that's weird that it goes in with what you were saying, and they can throw this well, weird thing. You, it's very odd because Jason's trying to find a locator, and we get right a slight ping. And I'm thinking, yeah. now, is this a locator pinging his location? But then he looks at this thing that's in a goddamn, like, a, a lead case for, like, it has, like, biohazard nuclear thing on it or whatever. Oh. And I'm like... Was that ping from a motherfucking And maybe box? the impossible is just the hope, but it's weird that that led me it, it, to... Oh, no, it is. It's, it's very, very odd. odd. It'd be weird because you, I you're like saying... That. But they're saying that like that would mean something. If they're like... If they if it is a father... Bo- they'd almost have to explain what that is. Like, yeah, uh, they like, would have to You'd have point. to have freaking Roy like, no, no, that's not a mother... Bo- hey, it might be a little hokey to have to explain it then as well. But yeah. it's kind of funny. But yeah, it goes in with that. And it and does seem like if Roy did build a mother box, he would call it a father box. And I, I'm looking at Dr. Impossible, and Dr. Impossible's big thing, he was a tech expert, a skate yeah. artist. He well, I'm saying, in this, Miracle, con- I'm uh, saying, this yeah. continuity now, Jimmy Olsen unearthed too is Dr. Impossible. Okay, yeah. So there you go. And uh, yeah, it's weird too that maybe that is it. it it's funny. And yeah, no, I think it's something like that. And you think they're just going to boom tube the fuck out? Or? I, I don't know. That's the thing. I, it's so weird to me. That I had this thought, and I'm like, I, I really want to see where it goes. Send them the apocalypse or something crazy. That'd be all. Be that'd be awesome. Up. That'd be really but, fucked up. And it, the story ends with freaking uh, Red Hood coming on a monitor saying, "Look, I'll give you five seconds to uh, surrender, or I'm coming in." And that's where it goes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. I yeah. want to know right now what the fuck yeah, Roy built, what Jason I will, found. I will tell you one thing, though. We say about an issue where it like, goes, and it was pretty quick. And when it ended, actually, I was shocked that it was ended. I was like, <laughs> wait a second, wait, what? I thought we were going to get more. Uh, but yeah, even but everything with uh, Joker's Daughter to me was just over-the-top nonsense. And all of a sudden, like you get the, I don't this grand plan. I just think go, you get this it's, grand plan that doesn't make any sense. No, it's thrown in there out of uh. nowhere just to make the Iron Rule make yeah, sense in this yeah. whole fucking arc that we have with the Joker's daughter. But the thing is, it doesn't make sense because it's thrown together all willy-nilly. And to me, throughout the whole thing, I always liked the idea that the Joker's daughter was always somebody who talked big. Like yeah. At one point, she was like she was going to blow up a bus, but it ended up that they were dummies in it. You know what I mean? She was like all the thing, but she didn't want to take that extra step. Here, straight up killer. Straight up killer, and you go from like, oh, there's going to be a redemption. I think it was more like, hey, here's your redemption, well, we even had that and we're going to show that there's no – like this is a way for Scott Liddell 
to get rid of Joker's daughter when this leaves, because I, I really do hope that rebirth ends her. And in well, the so meantime, you're getting just, like, there is no redemption. She's done. She's a straight up killer in this. But like, if you go back a couple issues where she's talking to Lilith Clay, who's not a fucking therapist, yeah. but for some reason is acting yeah, as one. Because yeah. Just like, almost like uh, Leslie Tompkins is kind yeah. of skirting the issues between what her degree is. But, yeah, seriously. But no, yeah. um, she, we we had her talking to Lilith Clay about this, mm-hmm. how she's never actually killed anybody, it seems. Like, we don't know if it's all lies or not, but I, I think, she's a straight-up killer. she lies all the because in the ones where you had that one shot, uh, I was even going to put that in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, oh, remember when so we had bad. that one shot? Well, we had the Villains Month, which was awful, that you yeah. reviewed. Then I did the retelling of it in that one shot. Yeah. And then they even had that Lois Lane one shot, these one shots, and then they just disappeared. Uh, they were very odd, but in that, it did seem like, like you say, we really like that thing, like, my parents love me, and it's yeah. like they're cowering in the, the fucking corner, but at, at points, she'd be like, and then I killed them all, but you find out she really didn't, she's just playing. She, Here she killed she a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, it's over now. She's dead, and she just, all of a sudden, she looks, the the mask itself is odd. Uh, oh, but that's yeah, the thing. I thing. love the art, yeah, but the goddamn yeah. eyebrows and Joker's daughter middle. It's not even just the eyebrows to me. Muppet. Like all of a sudden, it she does not so seem much. like a young girl. She yeah. seems like an older lady now with this man. You could say the mask does it, but yeah, it's just it's weird. And they really, when you go back to Jason, thinking back to the Joker, they really stress those goddamn eyebrows. Sure do too. But yeah, what did you give this? Six point five out of ten. It's not a good book by any means. I just had a fun time reading it and then trying to figure out what the hell Roy built, and I can't yeah. wait for the next yeah. issue. So it, it, it jumped up the end. score for me. And I gave it a 5 out of yeah. 10. And I, I, it's just it's weird because this is one of those books that it seems like sometimes we're the only ones who like it. You yeah, like so. it more than me usually. Um, but, yeah, when stuff goes wrong and, and does stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, I guess everybody's right because this was not good storytelling. It kind of, uh, you know, some things happen, but they didn't make sense, and then they just went in place. The things you really wanted to see never happened. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but I'm going to warn Sven, Eric. Sven is now going to be warned because we're going to go off to TV time. And then after TV time, we'll come back with the other books. We have Green Lantern Corps and what else in that next? Earth 2. Earth 2. And I believe even the tri- uh, Legends of Tomorrow. But uh, uh, why I'm saying that is after your TV time, I'm going to throw in some of the other uh, rant and raves. So look for those, and then we'll be back with more books. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'll try not to, Nancy, but the show's going on so long. But shut up! My shows are on. Alright, for this week, we gotta take a look at The Flash, Arrow, DC's Legend Tomorrow, all that good stuff. And I'm sorry if I'm acting too cool for school, it's just who I am. Things happen. Alright, let's check out Flash, Season 2, Episode 21, The Runaway Dinosaur. Your brainwaves send the necessary data to pinpoint whatever corner of the universe Barry is stuck in. Joe? I'm not Joe. Please let me go back. Get him out, damn it. You can get him out, can you? I can't. You're not going back. In this episode, Barry is stuck in the Speed Force and it will not let him out until he gets over his mother's death, which is kind of weird, but it leads to some very touching moments, which I really appreciate. The biggest problem I have with this episode, Kevin Smith directed, that's not the problem, I like Kevin Smith enough back in the day, it's the fact that he grabbed his buddy Jason Mewes, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, 
and threw in this really dopey scene. It did not need to be there. I can understand if you have a buddy who loves a show, you want to bring him in, throw him in somewhere. Don't give him a talking line where he has to fucking act all dopey and silly at a big belly burger. I don't know why, man. I tell you, I, I love Jay, Jay and Silent Bob back in the 90s. Uh, it just bothered me, the scene. I'm like, God damn it. But no, the rest of the episode, I really dug. Uh, it was very heartfelt from beginning to end, and I, I found myself tearing up a bit. But uh, <laughs> we got Cisco trying to reach Barry over in the Speed Force using five powers. And Barry has to, you know, stay there because if he goes back before he does what the Speed Force wants, he won't get his powers back. And I was upset at fucking Barry because Cisco was yelling out to him. <clears throat> and Barry just kind of turns and then walks away. I'm like, I, I don't know how it works. I'm like, Barry, just say, I'll be back. Look. Just let me go for now. I got some shit I got to do. Just something. Because they think that they can't reach Barry. And the whole thing is like, oh, we got to try again. And blah, blah, It's It was a throwaway thing that could have happened. Didn't need to. I don't know. But Barry ultimately gets his speed force powers back. We see that freaking uh, Jesse Gia and uh, Wally West have woken up from their speed force comments. Whatever you want to call it when they're hit with the speed force. So like, all right. It's all going to work out. It's going to be fucking awesome. Next, we're going to start fighting some Zoom because Barry is back and hopefully, hopefully better than ever. Next up, we got Arrow Season 4, Episode 21, Monument Point. Dark plans to burn the world in a nuclear fire. How much time do we have? Under 21 hours. It's the end of the world as I understand it. We lost one. It's in the air. There's not enough time to get everyone out. This season of Arrow has been very strange to me with the Damien Dark and Hive and the magic things going on. It hasn't really grabbed me the way other seasons have. Well, actually, pretty much only season two really grabbed me. This is a weird show to me. I don't know why. I love Green Arrow, but this season has been very odd. This, this episode is no exception. We have our heroes trying to take down Damien Dark, but he's gone underground because Hive has stolen some launch codes and is gonna attack the United States and with a shit ton of uh, nuclear missiles. Yeah, that's, that's going on. And surprisingly, our show becomes about getting Felicity's father back to try to hack the code so they can stop it, which they do, except for one. One nuclear missile gets away, and I was shocked as shit when it actually crash landed and killed thousands and thousands of people. They got they were able to move it out of its main target location, but still killed thousands and thousands of people. And that's where Damien Dark gathers his power from, the dead. So we have two episodes left, and now Damien Dark is more powerful than he's ever been. And I was just shocked. I'm like, holy shit. There's no way in my mind starting that episode out that you would let a nuclear missile land, crash, explode, anything. That is just the craziest goddamn thing I could think of. And, you know, Thea spent her time in a fucking under-the-dome situation, and it's kind of boring. But besides that, it's a weird-ass episode. Fucking nuclear bombs. Let's move on. Next up, we have DC's Legends of Tomorrow, episode 15, Destiny. They've been controlling us. They showed me your death. 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 I think it's about time we seized our destinies back. Strap in. 
DC's Legends of Tomorrow. All new next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. In this episode of DC's Legends Tomorrow, we have our team coming together to take out the Oculus Rift that the Time Masters have so that allows them to manipulate time. They not only see time from past, present, future, they're able to manipulate it with this device. And this is apparently what they've been doing with our heroes all along. Yeah, our heroes are a bunch of suck puppets getting placed around time by the will of the Time Masters to achieve their goal of getting Vandal Savage in place to stop the Thanagarians in a hundred years or so in the future from where they are, like from 2166. And that's crazy to me. I'm like, you're just gonna throw out the Thanagarians and you know what? I like it, I'm done. Name drop all you want. I'm actually a little pissed off though about the time frame because that means we will not get Thanagarians for another 150 years. No, two, what's it? 250 years in the timeline. So we're just kind of, we know that we're going to be stuck on Earth without any Thanagarians showing up. So that's kind of disappointing. But yeah, no fate but what we make. That's what the whole thing in my mind is what we're going for because our heroes have been fucked over. They eventually get away. Ray Palmer is told that he's going to die by Rip. I was like, this is a fucked up thing. So they gotta so we gotta go back. We gotta go back and destroy the Oculus Rift because the only way that the Time Masters can't manipulate the timeline. But is this what they want us to do? Whatever we do is is what they want us to do. It's, it was a very odd episode. Really dug it though. This whole idea of free will. Are we being manipulated? Or are we not? So yeah, we have we had a death in this episode when going to destroy the Oculus Rift. There's a failsafe. The Adam realized, you know what, this is this is how I die. Well, Rip tells him, Adam, you know what, you gotta get out of here. This is how I saw you die. So, but he's like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna stick around, I'm gonna be a hero. If it means saving the, the world, I'll do it. And then, fucking heat wave comes out. Nope, no you're not. Knocks him out, I'm gonna take this one. Goes down to my goddamn heat wave. More than anybody in the series has evolved. I love what he, he does throughout this goddamn series, but Look, he's like, I'm gonna take this boy here. Rip, get get Adam out of here. I got it, don't worry, fuck off. And then when Captain Cold hears about what Mick did, he's like, fuck him. He goes in, knocks out Mick, and he's like, look, I'm gonna take this bullet. And I wanna know how Sarah Lance carried fucking Mick out, but she did, and Captain Cold died. And I was really shocked. I'm like, you motherfuckers. You just killed my favorite Flash villain in the show. So how am I going to do now? Captain Cold is dead. And he, not only that, he died saving history, time, what have you. It was an awesome episode. I loved all the character stuff in here. And I'm telling you, I love, I'm telling you, a fucking heat wave. I thought was so stupid when they introduced him in the Flash. It's because he's a big dumb idiot. I'm going to burn some stuff. <laughs> His character has evolved so much, it's crazy, and I love him. I love Captain Cold, too, even with his over-the-top performance, but... Boy's gone now. Goddamn. I can't wait to see where we go in the future, because... Now the Oculus Rift is over, the Time Masters can't help Vandal Savage. So I want to see what he does now that he does not have time manipulation technology. Alright. That's it for this segment. Everybody, keep watching TV, because having a life is overrated. Hello, Weird Science, uh, DCComicsPodcast.com. This is Michael calling in again. Um, 
talking a bit slower because I realized my last rant and rave got a little bit lost in the translation with the uh, because I speak uh, kind of quickly. Um, hello, Eric. Hello, Jim. Hello, Reggie. Hello, Chris from Earth One, Chris from Earth Two, and Christoph from Earth X. And of course, hello, Mother. Um, this is my good, bad, and ugly for the uh, DC New 52 and DCU. Hopefully I'm not too late to call in for this. Um, being a comics fan since uh, when I was a kid in the 70s, uh, it's a lot easier to find the bad about the New 52 and, and DCU in, in my case. But um, also my my list will be very uh, Batman-centric because I'm a huge Batman fan. So I will start off with my good, um, uh, three favorite good comics, I would say, about the New 52. Uh, Justice League, I really enjoyed a lot of, I've read uh, quite a few of those. Uh, Justice League, just a really good job with Jeff Johns at the helm. Uh, Earth 2, because I really love the JSA characters and that Got, I got used to the reimagining, and that was before the world's end and the Earth 2 society. I'm not real fan of, but Earth 2 was really good back when uh, I believe uh, Taylor, Tom Taylor was in charge of it, if I'm remembering that correctly. And Batman, before the finale of the death of, death of the family, I was a real big fan of the Batman series by Scott Snyder after he forgot how to finish series starting with death of the uh, finished storylines beginning with death of the family finale I uh, became less of a fan so my bad um, back free issue thirty five uh, very very dark very she's supposed to be a fun character a light character and it was really the fact that. All of a sudden, Barbara Gordon's back, so you've gotten rid of Oracle, that whole reboot. Not a big fan of Batgirl. I did like the Batgirl after the uh, after the reboot where they, you know, the, the Batgirlization of Batgirl. Um, everything on Batman that Snyder did since the finale of that, the, the storylines, the whole new origin and uh, what was it called? End game and uh, I can't remember what the, what the origin, the new origin story was, and the whole Gordon in the big Batman suit thing, and of course my number one or, or worst thing about the new Fifty Two, I bought every issue of Batman and Robin Eternal. I didn't buy the first one. I thought, oh, the second one they'll do a better job, and boy. I bought every issue, all 26, and it never got any better. Glad that's over. Um, then my ugly. Um, I mentioned Barbara Gordon, no longer Oracle. That's that's my first one. Just the whole fact that they got rid of you know everything in the character. Just yeah, we'll make her Batgirl. Get rid of Oracle. Get rid of all that history. Um, the number two ugly thing is just everything is so. Every comic book, they tried to make them all the same. It's like we designed all the costumes and everyone everyone went to extraneous lines or us where all the costumes have these lines all over them and everyone looks the same. They're all grimacing and gritty and no one's happy and there's no humor and grr, 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 which is okay for some titles but not 
everyone. Um, and then number three, and this goes along with it, that new five-year continuity they tried to cram everything into, and it just, it was just, that that the the loss of continuity the loss the loss of the loss of history the that all the stuff they said they lost they lost and so yeah that's basically my ugly about the new fifty two so hopefully with rebirth they will um hopefully they'll actually you know hit the hit the reset button on a lot of this and uh correct some of the mistakes I'm always hopeful they will do that but anyway that is my good bad and ugly for um the DC New 52 and DCU, and uh, I'll, I'll keep listening. Love the podcast. Thank you very much. Hit it. Poppy is just awful. Yeah. And the one day, I don't know, the, that was the one day he's fucking arguing with me about the fucking Chinese Superman. And the whole time I'm like ready to type, don't you have a fucking review to do? You yeah. haven't done the goddamn thing. It's three days ago. And you're That's arguing with me about get up till Tuesday. Kane and Kong. I know. It's nonsense. Fucking nonsense. Manship sent me three emails. When's Eric putting that Earth 2 review up? He oh, really, he really, like, he reads a book and has to know what we think about it. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. He didn't tell me we're going to do it. I said, I really like the art, and I like the idea that shit's got, at least they have a way they're fucking getting the planet somewhere. I don't know. How do I say I was going to give this? Maybe I have a seven. I think that's what I put, seven. I have a six. You know what? I didn't even have anything. I think I'd give it a seven. I, I like... Uh, I don't know. It seems weird with the the uh, fucking Amazonian. Like that seems like all of a sudden, like they're like, okay, well, we're gonna be. I don't know. It seemed weird that part, but I don't know. And uh, I love the art, except for uh, Alan Scott's hair. Yeah, what's up with that crazy that hair? Crazy. He looks like a fucking surfer. All right. Fucking Bodie there with the goddamn yeah. green mask on. Yeah. Fucking nonsense. <clears throat> Then we're back. We then are back. We heard some uh, ranting and raves. Everybody's loving life. Ranting and, and raving. Ranting and raving. Ranting and a raving. Fussing and a fighting. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go Fussing on right now. Feuding. I'd like to say that this is the green part of the podcast, but that doesn't make sense. Not at all. <laughs> but we are starting with what, Eric? Green Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion, number five, written by Tom Taylor with art by Scott McDaniel, Artie and Syef, Cliff Richards, Jonathan Glapian, Mark Irwin, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. It's time to take out the trash, and that goes for Guy Gardner as well as the fact that I actually have to take out the trash. We've got our, you. Is it time to take out the trash? Is it's, it? it is something fierce. That's why you need kids. We've got our hands. We got a handful of lanterns. All the fuck up. We've got our. Okay, no, it makes sense. For some reason, I looked at. It, I'm like, what the hell it did I write? Makes sense when, when you first looked at. It. We've got our handful of lanterns all on the fuck up the giant's trolley, but they'll <laughs> have to get through the rest of the brainwashed lanterns to get to the blackest nights. 
it's good. It's a good thing that Zilvrex. I can never say her name right. Yeah, yeah. Zilvrex gets Mogo's mind clear and gets him to blast these bastards back to Cthulhu forms, getting all their heroes, yeah. getting all their heroes back together to kick a little ass for the final issue. I don't know what the fuck I was I going for. Keep it this. going, baby. That was it for that. You know what I damn. say? This is a Guy Gardner issue, so I was already in. It's a total like Guy Gardner it. issue. Yeah, I like it. I liked it. Uh, though I hate Kilowog, I think Kilowog should die. He's getting on my nerves. That oh, I love funny. Kilowog. In this I, I just don't like him. Um, is but jerk yeah, off pig face? Yeah. I, I like how it starts. You get the whole thing where his dad's beating him up and his mother. Oh, why do you keep taking the beating? It's, it's a weird thing. Like, so it doesn't me, go for you, mama. Yeah, and, and even that, like, to me, it's like, mom. Yeah, why are you asking me that? I know, like, why don't get you out of help here. me? Yeah, why don't we get the fuck? Call the police. I know he is a police officer. I, I, the whole it. thing, though, I love this flashback where he's just egging his dad on the key. Yeah, I love him. it. So, so his dad doesn't go after the rest of the family. But the thing is, we never see his brother or sister here. Mike, it really weirded me out that, like, they are dead. Guy seemed like an only child in this issue. Yeah, he did. And um, I don't know. Was this something that always happened? Was his dad always like this? Cause his really, dad's an asshole. That's why he doesn't get along with his dad. But I always thought that the asshole was just like you're nothing you're the worst of us you did this and that I, it, uh, is, I've like never this known, stepped it up a notch i've never known guy's dad to be a fucking you know child beater yeah. i wouldn't put it past him though is what i'm saying like this did not shock me when i saw it i'm like yeah i could see that yeah uh, it just like i said the mom she's like why why don't you stop you know why what then why do you do it uh, how about this, Mom? Uh, don't worry about why I egg him on. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe they can. He knows that. But I do really like it. I like the idea that you get that, you know, that's why Guy's Guy. He always is a, like you think he's always being an asshole. But, in fact, it, it's got a purpose. And it, it does tie him well in this exact yes, issue that's great. where it happens. Um, I, I do have a couple issues with this. This whole issue, but I do like right away where Guy even says, give me back my fucking ring because I want my pants and my well, goddamn my dignity. Yeah. And we can't. I love my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do like that. Uh, but there's one thing that uh, that drove me nuts the whole time is because, yeah, he kind of got the beat, the shit kicked out. You know, he's got the demon kicked out of my whatever. But I don't like that the main villains who I always forget, the, the Blackest, Blackest Nights, Nights, I don't like that they have no way of knowing – who is being controlled? It, that doesn't come off well with me, uh, because you have guy, and now he's going to trick them. Oh, they still think I'm controlled yeah. by them and whatever. I, I to me that it, it seems weird. It seems hokey to have this whole thing where they are this powerful and they're doing this and that, but yet everything that's going on, they really don't know that they're still controlling this person or not. I really, it, it's a weird thing. To, but it really threw me off. Really? Because guy, yeah, because Guy just is like, boop, 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 boop. Oh, no, hey, I, guys. I was fully okay with it. Yeah, I, I, he's like, hey, guys, you know, hey, they're coming, and they're going to do this. Because yeah. I'm, I'm me, saying Guy Gardner spent a lot of time with RS and Dismas, and uh, pretty much, like, they know, look, we put the whammy on this boy. He's coming back. He's going yeah, go to come make us something. To me, this is a constant whammy in yeah. my head. Where whenever you're near them, because yeah, even guy says, "Boy, I'd ba- I don't even bake, but I'd bake a cake for her." Hey. <laughs> and to oh. me, it's like one of those once you're in their aura again, yeah. you'd be controlled. It does seem like that. Like he goes there, he's so. I think it's a once and done deal. It's weird to have that and not be able to tell who is being controlled. These people are, are like, this is their whole deal. Yeah, honestly, but yet, their whole deal could be who's ever not sucking my dick. I'm not controlling. I, I just I'm saying like it would be it's just seemed weird that he, that's how it was resolved 
We're kind of just walking in and pretending <laughs> and going like, oh, okay. And even like the others, like there's never a point where somebody's like, he, he's not acting right. And they're just like, oh, ba-doo, ba-doo. hey, John, I'm going to head in there. You know, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go get me a sandwich. Uh, and it, it almost it, – it reminds me of a thing that I hate, but it makes more sense than this. It's when, like, even in a Shaun of the Dead where right. they just go out and pretend they're zombies. <laughs> like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it doesn't. That made me laugh. It does make me laugh, but it always is like that. And uh, But, yeah, I it, it just – I don't know. It did bother me that he could just say, oh, they're bad – I, I'm not controlled anymore. I got an idea. I'm just going to go in and blow this thing up because they think I'm controlled. It's such a a weird, like, uh, simple yeah, thing to end simple. all of this stuff. And, yeah, I, but I did like it. I like that guy I'm with the ball. Hey, talking about simple, I think I'm simple. Check this shit out. When the freaking our handful of lanterns, our heroes of this book's like, look, we got to go out there. There's ten lanterns out there. There's only five of us. We only need to, like, convert one back to us. I'm like... They're going to get John Stewart. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't yeah. know what it is. Of course, they're fucking like sitting there with Mogo. And I'm like, they, yeah. got, they fucking cleared Mogo's mind. So now he can see Ars and Dismas for what they really are. And he blasts them back to the they goddamn Stone Age. the shit out of them. But even, even the part where uh, at one point these guys are so thing and it's just basically Kellogg. Listen, we got to talk. Just let's talk. Uh, no. And it's so weird, too, because Iolanda, because we had that brief thing last issue where she we saw a backstory with her. She yeah. finally gets to Mogo. Hey, guys, what are you doing? I'm going to stop you from warring with each other because something's not right. Iolanda, all right. It's just so weird to have Iolanda show up and actually really do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I love this like issue, okay? I, I actually liked it. Um, and though at the end, I still don't know what the fuck's going on or what's going to happen, but I love Guy, and I really do like that. And oh, I you like can really it. tell in this that Tom Taylor's favorite lantern is Guy Gardner. Yeah, and I, I also like where, yeah, uh, the uh, Asterisk and what's the other? Dismas. Dismas. They, they're just awful. And Guy's like, God damn it, I wanted to bake for that. It was such a great ending. So angry. That, that line. It's I, so cool. I love how angry Guy Gardner yeah. was that they fucking made him a suck puppet. Yep, and I like even there you have John and he's like, Holy shit, what the fuck? But yeah, at the point the big lines then it seems it's like uh they're like, Hey, it's all right. There's no reason to hide this is uh Asterisk and Dismas, and the let us feast on the remains of this universe before the next one begins. Yeah. And there's the key. Something, you know, the next one, this dies, the next one begins. They're going to piggyback on that, uh, but I don't know how that leads to anything. Well, the uh, next universe is their own. It oh, is, yeah. but yeah. it's going to be beginning. This is the big bang. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Saying, so they would have definitely, what is this, a long con? They're going to have to wait all that time for their time to come around. Like, something's going to happen, then they're going to be able to do whatever, whether it is uh, Chrono shows up again, and he could change fucking time. Uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Or Cro- yeah, Chrono shows up? Yeah, yeah, that's it, it might be. He shows up, they get the thing. Has Relic can, on ice? Yeah, Relic's know. there. I don't know, and Relic's there. And Relic has the power where he can do this, that, and the other thing, and boop a doop a doop rebirth. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, now, I, I, know, I think though, that right? somehow they're going to grab on and go with them as this new universe. Becomes. I don't know what it is about this issue, which I don't tell you. I, I love this issue. I had a great time reading it. For some reason, it really made me think, though, do you think that the thing that put the lanterns in this universe will ever be revealed or resolved? Um, if anything, I think they're going to spell. I don't know. Is it something that they'll say that uh, Dismas and all? Lazarus, what they were doing led that to. Su- I don't know. I really don't. They have no connection to the emotional yeah, spectrum, know, and why just weird. Green Lantern? It's just very it's weird. It's weird though, too, because they even seem like uh, what's it called? 
entities a little the way they were. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really – I would hope that something would be explained. I, 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 honestly, I'm, I, there's no reason it shouldn't be, but for yeah. some reason – you're this afraid that they're just going to go and say, they're going to sweep like, it under the rug. Like they're it's going to be back. one of those we're going to be. God. We're supposed to be so happy that they're yeah. back that it's all Hal. He did it. Yeah, they're going to say that the fucking gauntlet will fucking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you. I, I, reason, do you think I at one point worrying. they're ever going to say when John saw fucking uh, Hal through the, the fucking source wall and then it closed up? Tell you, first time that they come back to the universe and Hal's there, John better deck him. He better deck him. He better one one punch too. Do it. Yeah, one punch. No, but in a perfect world, Ethan Van Sciver would do all the lantern art in my mind. I like the art. I like the art in this. Yeah, I did too. I I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was good. It was uh, big and epic like it should be, and I like Guy. Uh, And I'm I'm sorry. I love the freaking book the most because up until this point, it really seemed like all our lanterns were cardboard cutouts. And you could say, oh, yeah, they've been mind-controlled. That makes sense, maybe. Here we finally have some real emotion, and they're yeah. doing shit with it. Yeah, and like I said, we don't know how it's going to end, but at least no. we see something. Like I, when they said, "Hey, we're going to get all this shit, and then get to this new universe," I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." Like you said, that is their universe; they want to get back. And then once at least they're in that part, they just have to figure out to get into their own time. time travel. Where the and guardians? A lot, yeah, really. They're, they're, they're there's something, and you might even have that. Where the guy, it'd be so funny if they're like, okay, and they bring back the guardians because yeah, of this, because it's starting from. Uh, it'd be so funny if they're like, okay, we just gotta wait. How long? A billion years. Yeah. and they just sit there and wait, and somehow the rings keep them alive. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I hope uh, you would hope to God that they explained something. I, I hope that. so. I, for some reason, I just was very fearful after reading this. Like they're never going to talk yeah, about it ever. Yeah, they but no. Um, the flashback guy, I actually don't know if I actually said this on on air or not because I told you beforehand, but we had the, the flashback with Guy Gardner here, which is yeah. awesome. It fucking leads into where he's I loved it. He's annoying to the point yeah. where he'll have everyone focus on him to beat the yeah. shit out of him. It ties back. He did that with his dad. That's why It's also one of those where I don't think that he's like, this is what I did with my dad. That's just him. It's he him. He's going to take the beating for everyone else so that everybody else Everybody he loves, exactly. And the I loved it. Is, I thought that was great. While reading this, though, it felt weird to have this flashback out of nowhere since we've never had one in the series yet. In Lost Army, we kept having those flashbacks yeah, of John Thornton John and the Breeze, and, and it didn't mean anything. It didn't no, seem and that, like... that's weird, and the John ones really didn't. It was just the John ones only just stressed about uh, you know, how no nervous he was with it, and also being a leader and yeah. doing the right thing. And it was more of like setting a mood, but it never really went with this. I don't mind that we didn't this... see it up to now only because it was one of those where we saw flashbacks of other characters. What's her name? We saw Iolanda. So, yeah. Iolanda. So it kind of led into that. It, and it, it's it really just feels like issue. a Guy Gardner story to me. And I'm like, we yeah. should have had flashbacks of Guy Gardner leading up to this. Yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, but yeah, you got that. It would have been nice at one point to show where um, Guy went along with other people and it went bad. You know, yeah. and that would be, that would have tied into how he was mind controlled then. And he that's why he's so pissed. But no, I liked it. I really liked how it tied into what he did. Shows you Guy Gardner. It fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah it's Guy a Gardner. Fun issue. Yeah, it's great. Also, I really liked the fact, it, it's so funny that I like this, but I like the fact that when Guy is in a book and you can draw him at a very big distance. At the one point he's coming, I think it's when Mogul or whatever, but because of his vest deal, <laughs> you always can tell it's him. So the oh, guy yeah. was like, yeah, Guy, here he comes. I was all excited. But I love Guy, so I, I give this a little bonus. But what Yeah, I gave this it? a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I have an 8, and I really did like it. Um, though I am very scared as well. 
And it's weird, too, because I would say that the next book you're going to talk about does pretty much the exact same thing that that, that book did, but I didn't like it as much. No. But I still did like it more than I have. Earth to Society, number 12, written by Dan Abner, with art by Ivan Coelho, David Calderon, and Travis Lanham. The war on Earth 2 continues to brew, and like we've seen from every other issue of Dan Abnett's run, we can't focus solely on that. Yeah, these stories will eventually connect, but we skip around with the World Army getting ready to attack people, Batman getting our man on the hero trolley, Hawkgirl working with Fury and Aquawoman, and Green Lantern saying fuck all of this and turning his ring into a power generator for the entire world, but giving up his powers in the process. Too bad that... Th- <laughs> Too bad that this seems to be exactly what Ultra Humanite wanted. That's right, uh-huh. Ultra Humanite showed up out of nowhere. And you know what? It's weird to me. Because right off the bat, I want to think to myself, Ultra Humanite's there. This is his master plan. Because the only person he couldn't control was the Green Lantern. So we had to come up with a chess plan to make him give up his powers. How come nobody ever mentioned about a gigantic albino ape on one of those escape spaceships? Yeah, one of that. Also, Where did he get there? Also, it's, it's funny because this would be like me sitting here in my house. And I'm like, huh. And you go and you're like, I'm going to go get a sandwich. And you go to make a sandwich and there's no bread, so you make an omelet. And I'm like, there's my plan. Like, this plan really doesn't seem like it was what he put into play. You know what I mean? The plan, basically, the plan was put into play because they're on a dead planet. There's no other. This is an ultra-humanite who got there and did something. The the shit's gone wrong. If this plan, quote-unquote plan, didn't come about, they're all dying. They're going to die. But I like that. I know that you had a little bit of a problem with the whole thing. I like that Alan Scott did that because at least to me... No, I like that too. It's enough for me to say, okay, now they have a planet. Now they're going to do this. I'm like, fine. I'm in. Fuck that. And then I thought also, they ever spell out why can... Alan Scott can just fly around, right? He could go into space. Why wasn't he finding another places? Why did he even stay there? Why didn't he go and find another planet for him or find some help? Or well, he's tied I, to the green. Yeah, I, I thought that too, but it's just weird. Ain't I no thought green that in maybe space. he could. Yeah, but wasn't he still Green Lantern when they were in the spaceships flying there? Well, he he wasn't in the spaceship. He uh, was on yeah. uh, he was on Convergence. Yeah, he was. Uh, it just seemed weird. He was in Convergence, right? I believe. I think so. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that and I did like I liked I love the art. I really did, and the first page reminded me of Star Blazers, the yeah. cartoon. I'm like, yeah, Captain this is awesome. Steel fucking coming yeah, at you. Yeah, it's awesome, and I, I love the spaceships and all that. I loved it. And uh, though, oh yeah, I was thinking, yeah, no, no, yeah, just yeah. the spaceships. spaceships. I'm like, that yeah, is awesome, and and that is the now there you have a space opera. Like this is what I this is Star Wars now. We're not talking about fucking <laughs> you know resources and stuff. But then we go to it. And I think that the one problem that Dan Abnett, when he jumped on this to, to try to resurrect it or save it, there's so many stories going on, and, and you, you don't you, need that many. Incor- I like the fact that he wanted to incorporate all of these characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the just way too he much. went about it's it, too it is much. too much. I'm telling you, we start out with Captain Steel. He's giving a rousing speech to Power Girl, Flash, and Huntress mm-hmm. to get them to see that the, what the World Army is doing is necessary. And eventually, Power Girl and all of them, they get on the trolley. Like, yeah. you know what? We're gonna we're gonna do what you say. We're not gonna kill folks though. We're yeah, not gonna yeah. cross no, that we're line. We're not gonna do that. And he even says that's your problem. You don't. But no, they're not gonna do that. But Green, yeah, I'm telling you, the Green Lantern has a heart to heart with Val Zod, where they just bash Batman. It seems like. And it's I, I, and basically, yeah. If Ultra Humanite, he better go thank Val because Val seriously. is the one who's like, listen, you know what? Uh, 
you if you're going to be a god, be a god, but be a god that realizes that shit around here you can do more and whatever. You know, don't be a god that people fear I and think, stuff like that. And I, I really think like it. Humanoid just takes credit for everything. Can I think he did. It's he's like just this. there, and he's like, he's, "Yep." He's, he's sitting at home. He turns on the TV. It's eight o'clock. All right, the A team's on. I all right. I'm glad I did this. <laughs> he's there. He's like, "Wait, what? What?" Uh, he bum bum Oh, what's that? The fucking Golden State won the. Th- oh, yep, my plan is I working. Love it when a plan it's comes like together. everything. He's like, "Oh, this team's winning." Yep, there we go. I oh, like it. He, the whole season, he's an Eagles fan until they don't make the playoffs. Then he's like, "I knew they would fail." <laughs> it, it's just nonsense with him. Uh, but up until that, I liked it. But yeah, I think there's too many stories going on. And uh, we get the Batman in Gotham where he's having like you know, which we've to get... loved. We've loved the Batman stuff. This, I'm actually this is the problem I have. I have the biggest problem with this because Batman is getting our man to join them. You know, you yeah. need to be a hero. Check this out. I got all this synthesized miracle. It's yours. Just join the right side for once. Do yeah. the right thing. Yeah, do the right and thing. And I have a big problem with this because here, take this thing. Batman is a drug dealer. Miracle is very addictive. Yeah. And yeah. Look, he's gonna keep that he's gonna keep our man in his pocket by saying, Look, I have the thing you yeah, need. Yeah, it's almost yeah, he's like, Hey, you know what? The first sample's free, baby. Exactly. Yeah, gonna, yeah, it, I, for some reason it really bothered I me. I like I like our man being with them. And so do they, I. I they love they our did man. A, they did a predator handshake then sure where they fucking did. did it, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. When I see that, I'm like, Holy shit, if it bleeds, we could kill it. Let's go. I ain't but, got yeah, time to bleed. All of this stuff, though, it does. It, I, I can't even say it wraps up with. Because I, think, I, did, I think we're going to get up, to it. I ended up liking it. But the whole thing with, like, you had this whole setup with the Atlanteans and the Emma. And yet, to me, that really seems like it fell fucking flat I'm on the face. I'm telling you, the whole thing we dealt with that is Hawk Girl saying, hey, check this out, guys. Um, yeah. y'all, y'all might be able to do this. Everybody's going to think you're crazy. <laughs> I still kind of think you're crazy, but I think it, I can talk to everybody. Too. I'm going to be your spokesperson. It, it's what happened in Swamp Thing this week yeah. as well, uh, but that went wrong for fucking uh, Matt Cable. But yeah, it, it is like, a, hey, uh, you know what? What you're doing is right, but yeah, you, you need me. Yeah, I need buff. to do this. I think she just flies off and leaves. But I, Honestly, that's what I would do. Yeah, I'd get the fuck out I'd of there. I'd warn the fuck out of everybody. And I think that if I was any of them, I'm like, yeah, you might be right, but you're going to take an envoy of, of our greatest warriors with you because <laughs> yeah, I don't trust your ass. But no, um, and yeah, she still might go and say, fuck them, go there. Um, But I I did, I liked it. I actually did like it because finally, even even Ultra Humanite throws, that really does throw a wrench in it. But up until then, I'm like, boy, things are happening here. I can see where they're going with this because all I want till rebirth is for them to go, hey, the planet's fine. Let's get to some good shit. And then yeah. they can really start doing it. I, who knows what the green, you know, because I, I want Alan Scott involved. I don't think that's the end. He's going to have to take the ring back to fight Ultra Humanite, I'm sure. Uh, I didn't get the idea that he couldn't take the ring back. Did you? No. Yeah, it's weird. Ultra Humanite's like, check and mate. No, I don't think so. They're <laughs> fucking Ultra Humanite. I don't know what and you're talking And then it's going to be Ultra Humanite's plan that he takes the ring back. Except, yeah. Yeah. It'd be so funny, too. Like you said, he's like, he, he has an announcement like, hey, Earth two people. You got your new leader, Ultra Human. I was like, hey, uh, I saw that guy. Isn't that that? But like, all of a sudden, they realized that there was this fucking crazy ass guy on one of the ships. It, it is weird. This gorilla albino. It, like, where you really, where it really gets thrown off. With spikes. It really gets thrown off that they ended up on a planet that was dead and made yeah. for this. If they would have ended up on a planet, like to me, Ultra Humanite right here, that last panel. You shift that to Batman Beyond. Like, okay, 
Ultra Hornet was there. He was in the the back of the scenes. I'm good with it. Here, it's so weird that he just shows up. Ah, they they pan out, and he's in an insane asylum. He, he's not even ultra human. <laughs> he's nothing. But now well, that Hulk that Hulk girl bit though, where she wants to be the spokesperson, all that even we have that. It falls apart because then they find out the war is going to break yeah. out. There's no time I like for too. They're like our advanced sens- sensors uh, show that there. What what sensors are That's the some advanced beep, 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 sensors? War, war. Uh, it's very they, odd how they spell it out. It's very quick. These advanced sensors tell us the nature of yeah, man. That's what it does. It's like, ooh, those people are pissed. There might be a war. Uh, but I I do we, the one thing that always throws me off in this book, and I was hoping this issue didn't have it, and it did, Eric, and it had it in spades, baby. Is the hokey fucking uh, uh, I put what did I put the mumbo uh, not mumbo jimbo the mumbo jumbo <laughs> lines like they always have like the yeah even just I mean I know the world army the stuff like this but they throw in so many terms that are like pseudo technical terms <laughs> to make it seem like a, a tech space thing I'm like really I, I've had enough of these and in the beginning it like goes on and on they keep saying this like. You know, section 13 of the protocol 22, let's go. And you get them like, okay, let's get off with this. Let's get to where we want. We want these heroes. And I don't even, I don't know about you, but are these the heroes that you are, are from, not familiar with? Are you good with them going forward if this is the Earth 2 that we're going to get? We're going to get a justice society here. We're going to do this. Are these the heroes that you want? Do you want Captain Steel? Do you no. want? Do you want? Uh, you know, Sandman. Do you, are these? No. Yeah, that's what. That's my biggest issue with this whole series. Is even if it saves this going into rebirth, I don't like this this whole team. And I really hope that rebirth, like all this is nonsense, which will piss us off. But rebirth happens where you have Telos, you have whatever happens. Shit gets thrown around. All of a sudden, the fucking Green Lantern Corps—they never disappeared. You—you you have Earth Two back to where it started. She, people are getting out of the shower. You have an autistic kid looking <laughs> at a fucking snow globe. I don't care. You have fucking uh, Newhart waking up in his old yeah. show. Everything you can think of. So good. They may have that. That could happen with some of this stuff. Uh, I don't think it will because these books are leading into that, but some of it might. Like they could I don't know, can they make it so that some of the multi like this whole thing, the convergence stuff reverts, you, you know, they can get a little, you know, not sexy. I almost said they would get sexy with it. <laughs> they get cute with it. Like, oh, this explains this and that's why that I just don't know because Hopefully. because Earth 2 comes about and there we have uh Captain Steel and fucking I like Valzad. There he is. He doesn't want to be anything. He doesn't want no, to and be I think it's he's gonna be forced into it. Um but yeah, and then you have Alan Scott, he's probably gonna be forced back too. I re- the thing is though, that was the best part of the book to me was Alan Scott came down, gave up his ring, created a fucking uh, construct generator yeah. to power yeah. all the fucking world. And because I've been so upset, because I loved Alan Scott when they first introduced him, when they first started Earth 2. Since World's End, he has been a goddamn emotionless yeah, robot. Yeah, yes. and, but I like that, and, that that's what Valzad called him out on and said, yeah. I do like that. The one thing I don't like, where we I had said earlier, like, oh man, we, we have enjoyed the Batman thing, and you pointed out the drug dealer thing. It's also that we, we were getting that hint of the Dick Grayson funny Batman. Like the, the uh, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, one point. Uh, not anymore. You you would not be able to tell whatever this – it's very dark and and whatever. Now he's a drug dealer. Like you said, I didn't even think of that. It is Oh, it bothered me so much. Poor Hour Man. Do you remember how fucking Thomas Wayne acted on the Miracle when he was Batman? Yeah, that's going to be fucking Hour Man now. Yeah, it's fucked up. But uh, 
I did like the art a lot. I really did. I know. I like the uh, art a lot too. Um, Alan Scott's hair is crazy, but uh, it, he it looks is like so Bodie in a mask. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Break. He's going to head off. That's it. Ends actually with him on the surfboard heading out to the tsunami to to catch that last wave. And fucking yeah, Keanu's yelling, and then he shoots in the air. <laughs> but really, with like a lot of books, so I kind of checked out of this one yeah. a bit. I don't care no. about it anymore. I'm waiting for Rebirth. Yeah, I just, I, why I'm watching, I, I do want to see what team and all that. And it just seems like this book will be the, like, hey, we got, we got the resources. Let's go, baby. Yeah. And it's just the same thing. It just, I don't know. But I did like the art enough to give this a pretty good score. Uh, we'll, we'll, you haven't reviewed it yet on the site. No, I think I'm going to give it a six uh, out of I 10. Think, it might even go lower. Uh, actually, I'm like know. a seven. Only because yeah. we're getting a little more of like the fun space opera type thing that I wanted. Uh, I will not go over a six over uh, out of ten for this. Ooh, so you are a nasty fella. <laughs> and I'm looking at my notes then, and we're gonna go next with Reggie to talk to uh, him about Legends of Tomorrow that you guys did. All right, in the next book, I am going to bail. I'm gonna pull an Eric. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna smoke a little. I don't right. smoke. I guess I don't know what I'm gonna smoke. Pull mute, mute your mic because I don't hear you coughing the whole time. Be, oh my god, I would cough so much, and that like people would think I'm actually smoking pot, and I'm in, in <laughs> fact chewing yeah. tobacco. I won't even be smoking anything. And I, I chewed tobacco once, swallowed it, and fucking vomited so bad. And when the vomit came out, it was very much uh, a couple weeks ago. I woke up. I think I told you, Ridge. I woke up and I had uh, really bad acid reflux, and then I got sick to my yeah. stomach and I threw up. Pure acid. It was the worst. It was the wow. worst. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the shit stories. But yeah, we, uh, we're going to move on. This is a book that you guys double team, and it is mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow. It still makes me laugh that they threw that <laughs> thing on it. And uh, take it away, guys. Who's going to start? Actually, this is the the problem with all the everything with this book on our site because you do each of you do two stories in it. And it's a it's a clusterfuck. So what? Are you, who's going to do the blurb? What are we going to do? Oh, I'm saying I'll do I'll do the blurb for my books, but okay. like Legend Tomorrow number but three. But I'm saying you're going to start <laughs> off. You want to start off with uh, Firestorm because that seems to be the one that everybody thinks is the big part of it. That it's the those first the, book. Those so, yeah. the first okay, one. We, yeah. we should have probably talked about this. Uh, you know, <laughs> off the mic and off the mic, we're talking about uh, Calvin and Hobbes and how Reggie has a sticker that Calvin is pissing on me. And I yes. said, I said the the weird thing is, is in that sticker, I'm laying with my mouth open, accepting that and giving him five dollars in the process. Jim yep. likes it. It's it's a he likes it. It's a, it's a well, very big, some coffee. In it's it. a very big bumper sticker because then it shows me taking Calvin out to dinner and then getting arrested because he's it's like a whole seven. progression. It is. It's it one is. of those. It's like when the people have the families, like the uh, different people in the families and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, on the window. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just all me getting arrested in numerous ways. But yeah, go on, guys. I am. I'm Legends actually, of tomorrow. I'm my mic. Legends Tomorrow number three, Firestorm, written by Jerry Conway with art by Eduardo Pensica, Rob Hunter, Andrew Dollhouse, and Corey Breen. Firestorm, you know, I don't have anything written up for this, I don't think. Oh, good. Firestorm. I didn't mute my mic, by the way. I'm going to chime in because that's all Firestorm spends this issue pretty much fighting major force while having team-building exercises with Professor Stein as his new co-pilot now that Jason and Jesus are no longer in the picture. And Multiplex is doing stuff. I did have a write-up. Oh, I just didn't good. realize that was what it was. I actually, that was your write-up. That's pitiful. I thought you were golf okay. the cup. Boy, that was terrible. I'll mute my mic now. 
He writes like he talks. Oh, sure does. Yeah. No, this this issue, it's a big-ass fight scene. So if you've missed Firestorm getting down and dirty, because it's been a while since we see him do pretty much anything except for being captured in the truth, this might be for you, because it's him fighting Major Force and Professor Stein and Ronnie trying to learn to work together. Yeah. That's about it. You get Image-wise, there, there are some great shots in this in this. Book, oh I yeah, think. the book always looks great to me. Like, I love the style yeah. of uh, freaking Edward Penseca gives to Firestorm, and I'm, I've never really been a fan of Major Force. I like his black and white look here, and I think he looks badass. And the other bit of information we have for this is Multiplex has kidnapped a nuclear physicist and a bunch of nuclear parts because he wants to. I'm telling you, this this part pretty much lost me because they started go, talking the fancy big words like quantum realms and the shit they're going to do, and the whole point seems to be. To allow Multiplex's duplicates to have their own personality, to be separate people than himself. And I don't see the, the point to this. Why would you want that? I don't know. Maybe have, you could have like a, a reunion or something, or you could... Uh, uh, if I have a doppelganger or anything, I am killing it instantly, because it's it's thinking on its own. I can't have that, because I know myself. Well, like you say, you first, yeah. you first tattoo two on its cheek. That's always been a stab. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You want a little different. It's like the stranger. You know, when you're at, alone at night, you get you know you want something different. Uh, that's all I got. I, I have nothing My to say My doppelganger's going to jerk me off? Yeah, exactly. But you want him to have a little different technique, or else why have him do well, it? The clone Eric no, to jerk you off. I just nice. wonder where that... He's going to kill me. I, I need to kill him. I wonder why they don't. They get rid of all this tech that they're using to fight. Just go get that girl that keeps giving people dr- drinks. And everybody will be in a coma, and the book will be over. Hey, do you think that'll Actually, ever be resolved, that girl? It, it better be. But I'm telling you, that is what this issue sorely missed, because we left the last issue of this with Jason in the hospital. We don't exactly know what's wrong with him. His, the Firestorm Matrix might be fucked up. I think he's just being poisoned over and over again. And uh, It really seemed freaking, to push that way too much. But yeah, you know. I know. It, it seems like a red herring, but I'm going to go with it just because I want it to be this really stupid little thing for some funny, reason. Yeah. And Professor Stein steals his power and gives it to himself. Yeah. Yeah, it That's was a, all I like, want to He's involved as well. He got her to get the drink given to him because <laughs> he's a fucking pompous ass who wants to be in the Matrix. I don't know. Well, it is all about how Professor Stein can't trust anybody here. So he's like, I can't trust some kid with a fucking Firestorm Matrix. I can't get rid of both of them. I'm going for the smart black kid. He's gonna have he's gonna have places to go later in life. Ronnie's gonna blow his <laughs> knee out. Nothing. So I gotta keep him around. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he uh, plus he flip flops. He's gonna change teams. The last game doesn't even make sense. Fucking it makes no. There were two things about this firestorm that annoyed me, and one of them I texted you about right right when I read it, Eric. And oh that's, yeah. Uh, at one point, firestorm comes on the scene and says, uh, "As the man said, can't we all just get along?" And it's like the man. You mean Rodney King, the guy that was beaten by the LAPD, I and then just, I they got off and it caused the fucking LA yeah, riots. I, like I, what the I hell's actually almost spit like, my coffee out. <laughs> it's like, what a weird quote! Like as the man said, you know, the final solution is to exterminate the Jews. You know I was that just man that say, said it's that. Like, yeah, and like the man said, <laughs> this slavery thing is pretty neat. Like no, no, yeah. no, <laughs> you can't and say no. that. To That's me, this actually seems like Jerry Conway is out of touch because there's no way in my mind that a teenage kid is going to quote Rodney King or even know who Rodney Absolutely. King is. Especially nowadays. Yeah, and, That's yeah, what I'm saying. And really, yeah, if he did know and whatever, I think that he would be a smart fellow who would know how to quote that. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, like those, was like those guys ago. said, the towers are coming down. Like, whoa, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? Where are you going hey, with you this? you know, those guys. Yeah. So that, 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 that I found a little a little irksome, but what really like killed me. the man said, don't trust Whitey. There you go. Well, actually, you should. 
that's, that is a gracious. piece of advice. Yes. But, uh, but really annoyed me more than anything was the way, you know, it, I don't mind the story going back and forth in time that happens all the time in comics, it happens all the time in literature, but he kept changing the time to the local time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it was always like, you know, at 3 o'clock Central and then 8 o'clock Mountain, you know, I don't, you know, what do you want me to break out a calculator and figure you, you out what I, Actually, Eric just confused me when he said, don't trust Whitey. I thought we were reading Green Arrow all of a sudden. I, I didn't know what was going on. But yeah, really, you don't need to get confused with local time. I get confused I, enough. like two hours ago, three hours from now, you know, like, you know, ten minutes from now, whatever it is. I don't know. It was like Jerry Conway just sitting with the editor. This is going to be a funny joke. We'll keep switching it and talking about it. I'm like, no. I think he's obsessed. That was the weirdest compulsive. goddamn thing. He's got a thing with time that he can't, he can't shake it. He's, I, don't, I, I did read this part. I didn't read all the stories in this issue. I did read this one, and like Eric, it was a big fight, and I was confused at points. When they were saying stuff, I thought, and it, when I read something like this, because I don't have a huge Firestorm background, you throw some crazy shit in, I think that it means a lot that I just don't know, and I tune out, like everything. Like when I parent, I don't know what I'm doing, so I tune them out. <laughs> Get out Children of here, talk. Right, yeah, you're like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, would you give this one a six out of ten? And honestly, there's not a lot going on in this. I might have boosted the score to this just because I'm a fanboy a bit, and I like seeing Firestorm being, you know, relevant again, yeah. doing stuff, just being a goddamn hero because we have not had him in so long doing anything. Well, and, and again, visually, it's really good. Yeah, you know, oh, like the colors some, are there great. are some panels I can think of right now that I, I, they stick out as being really well done. No. Like I, I, we only had like since we do the split up with four books for our review, we only have one picture to put up for each of our, the stories. And I'm like, what fucking picture am I going to put up for Firestorm? Because there's so many awesome ones. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you yes, did a good yes. job. I, I like, the, I like the, the colors are really good too. I, I do like yeah, it's awesome. the colors. Uh, the next one though is the Reggie, right? Metamorpho. Yeah, how's that doing? How's that metamorpho treating you? It's doing very well. All right. Uh, well, not really. It's okay. <laughs> metamorpho, written by Aaron Lepresti, art by Aaron Lepresti, Jonathan Glapion, and Chris Sotomayor. After strolling through the portal opened by sending the orb of Ra back up through an ancient gumball machine, Metamorpho and Sapphire find themselves in a desolate, an unknown land, caught in the middle of a mighty battle. After breaking the, up the fight with his freaky ways, the lighter-skinned and therefore intellectually and emotionally superior inhabitants of this place take Metamorpho and Sapphire. It's always Whitey. Back <laughs> to the camp. Don't trust Whitey. No. Where it's revealed that there are other orbs or something, so of course Metamorpho has to go get them because why else would its information have been revealed? Also, Kanjar Ro and his team of dick faces arrive to this strange world, and they're going to cause a ruckus any second now. I swear. Yes. <laughs> that's about it. I don't. I don't really understand. Like, obviously, Kanjaro, he's after this orb, uh, but he hasn't done anything. It's a, he's always showing up late to the party. It, you know, it really seems a lot like the Oblivion Stones going on in Superman, Lois, and Clark right now. How they yeah. like spend all this time with them? Like, we got to find them Oblivion Stones. You know, it, 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 we're it still finding them Oblivion Stones. Just in general, that Infinity Man and the Forever People, where they were just doing nothing, going around, they yeah. were waiting for the shit to happen the whole time. And, yeah, I, and these orbs are like a MacGuffin. It's just like they don't, you know, like what's... I don't understand what the big deal is about them. They open portals, they heal something. It's really, really unclear. Uh, it's kind of weird also, Metamorpho, I, I was kind of into the story of him getting free of, uh, uh, you know, the guy that had captured him, whose name I can't remember now, Sapphire's dad. Stag. And... Uh, that's right, Simon Stagg, and he's going to get back at him. And then now he's in 
you know, whatever, another world. Yeah. So now what? We don't know. So it's it's there's nothing really wrong with it. Visually, still very good. Although there were times Metamorpho was essentially just kind of a big chunky plastic man instead of. <laughs> Turning into different elements, but Honestly, uh, he's like he's like Swamp Thing and Plastic Man combined. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he is sort of he can like reform shit, you know, and like uh, turn his hand into a dildo or whatever. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good power to have. Yes, that's pretty good. This was probably the lamest uh, issue yet of uh, the series. I gave it a six out of ten. I, I'm looking through it. I, I do like the art. I like the panel layouts. I, it's interesting looking, but yeah, I, I'm not that interested in general. I said the colors really kick ass in no, this book I, I, and. Yeah. I, I think the art's been the strongest thing going on for it. But come down here, I, it was so weird just jumping in with all these characters without any background given. Like, oh, okay, Rex Mason, he's already Metamorpho. I'm like, what? No. I, I yeah. was lost immediately. Like, I know Metamorpho, but I'm like, this is a weird thing to start out with. People don't know who the hell he is. I, you know what else? I just want to say in this book in general, you're you're going. I'm paging through it. I have it digitally here. And why can't they have a cover page? before each story i really wish they did it's so annoying yeah just have what you would have had as the cover they they had to have at some point been trying to get a cover or or at least a credit open it with the title yeah have a credit yeah open it with the credits and and be like i'm going and i'm I'm jumping from and yes there's an art change but you know we've had that a bit but i'm going from metamorpho to the next story which is sugar and spike what the fuck is happening and then i realized that sugar and spike and i'm like what the fuck is happening i just keep saying that this but yeah the next one is sugar and spike Sugar and Spike, written by Keith Giffen, art by Belquis Everly, and uh, colors by Ivan Placencia. Wonder Woman hires Sugar and Spike to convince a stalker to drop a marriage claim against her. Turns out the stalker is a green werewolf and hangs out with three other green werewolves with plans to blackmail celebrities. That sounds sounds, good. That happens every day. Uh, Really? This is like yanked from the headlines. I saw this on TMZ on Friday. Really? It's pretty much the it's pretty much the green werewolf mo as far as that I understand. Really it. <laughs> Usually the green werewolves are not up to good. It never is good. But you know, here we go. I'm looking at it. I again, I even like the art of uh, Sugar and Spike since it mm-hmm. started. I don't mind it. But they, you still are you done with your blurb? I we kind of interrupted. Oh yeah, my last sentence was, "What a nice looking piece of garbage." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does look. Uh, I really, and I, I have virtually nothing more to add no. to the story. I wouldn't mind. Uh, uh, who's some, the artist on it? There's some seeds of dialogue that are okay, but they're not really anything. There's nothing really funny happens. No. Uh, it was kind of blue. I, I wouldn't mind this nice. uh, this art on, say, like a Constantine or something like that as a villain. Uh, something like that. That would be really perfect. Like it. Uh, but yeah, this story is nonsense. It really is. And this is the one where you're like, really, you were going to have this as a regular book. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, so, so do you want to talk about it all, Reggie, or? I don't have much more to say about it. Uh, trying to think of other things to say, and I'm, I'm drawing a total blank. You know, Sugar was a bigger bitch than usual because it was her birthday. I think. Yeah. It's really <laughs> unclear since they really they really don't explain Jake Ryan show anything up at the about end. her motivations or anyone's motivations for doing anything. Uh, Wonder Woman being you know stalked and with a married name is ludicrous. Like she's yeah. fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like what you know what are they, they going to make her pay alimony? Yeah, really. What's like going uh, what is Sugar and Spike going to do that she can't just rip their fucking head off? I know. Like, what? What, what is the story? Well, Jake Ryan shows have, up at the end. I, I see it now. They're there. They're gonna fucking eat some cake. There you go. I have a. I Jake have Ryan a is not a good yeah. guy. Yeah, Jake Ryan I have, is. I have yeah. a feeling that the Green Werewolves was like a uh, 
call back to some Silver Age thing that I didn't know. Yeah. But I didn't know it. So and it, you know it means what? Nothing. I'm not, uh, well, it means nothing I'm to not most blowing people. smoke up your ass, but if you don't know it, there's no fucking way I know it. There's no <laughs> yeah, way I'm a green werewolf. I'd be the one to know this kind of the stupid shit. So anyway, I gave it... What's that? I was going to say I gave it a 3.5 out of yeah, 10. The Green Werewolves actually remind me a little bit of Beast Boy. <laughs> like, what's, what's Beast Boy Honestly, doing? I thought, I thought that was the cover at first. I'm like, what the hell is Beast Boy doing yeah, in this? Yeah, it looks a, a little of like Beast Boys. Boy. Uh, but yeah, uh, the last one is Eric with Metal Men. Metal Men. You were waiting by... for this one, Eric. God, I was waiting for this one. Yeah. Metal Men written by Len Wein with art by Yodere, Sinar, Trevor Scott, Dean White, and Steve Wands. The Metal Men take on a hacked red tornado in this issue. And really, it's a lot like Firestorm, with the exception that the Metal Men bats aren't as cool as our nuclear mans. <clears throat> Pardon me. Our heroes eventually defeat Red Tornado by forming into a bell jar around him, but they are then surrounded by the army. Hmm. That's right, folks. Sure. They defeat Red Tornado by forming into a bell jar around him. <laughs> Was that Red Tornado? That they were red tornado. Is there a uh, that ride we were talking Why? about the whippersnapper there that I see in this one that they're going? They around? have a roller coaster. I'm telling you, that is the biggest problem. I love the metal men. I love their personalities, just fucking yelling yeah, at each love- other, having a good time. Their battles are garbage because all they do is like in this. There's a uh, roller coaster. And the track gets run out, so they have to turn into the track so they freaking get the people to safety. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I cannot get away from it. They form together into a gigantic bell jar around Red Tornado. And I don't exactly understand how it works. Because the point of doing this was to make it so there was no air. They sucked the air out of it then, so he could not have wind powers. But then he's unconscious inside the bell jar. Nameless no longer has control of him. Like, he's not suffocating. He's a goddamn robot. He's a robot. And it looks ridiculous. (laughs) I don't understand how this robot is passed out inside this fucking bell jar. It's Red Weird. Tornado, Eric. Red and Tornado. Connected. And I was actually severed, he says. And that, at one that's point. all it is, is Red Tornado versus the Metal Men, and without really cool like action scenes because of the limitations that the Metal Men have with their goofy transformations. But I do love the Metal Men, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. I, um, what's it? The biggest thing I was pissed about is that we had Robot Man show up in the last issue. He does not come to fight here. I'm like, why, why can't we get Robot Man fighting? He, uh,. It seems, though, that we're going to have this progression with each story from this one, like actually last one into this one, where Dr. Magnus is going to be collecting these robot people in the DC universe, and I think eventually we'll have an all-out robot battle with Nameless to take him down, because we got Robot Man, we got Red Tornado, we got the Metal Man. I'm like, holy shit, they're going to have an awesome team going on at the end of this book. But right now, it's just like, all right, they did some battle, we had the, you know, uh, Fucking Robot Man had one of Chief's fucking flying saucer machines that the Robot Man, uh, Metal Men rode in on. It was okay, but not a lot to it. But the art is fantastic in this, and I, I love. I, I do colors. like the art. Uh, the other thing, like all these seem, except Sugar and Spike, which you get those one and dones. But yeah, this is the number three issue. It's the middle issue, and it seems like everyone is going down this road of this is a big battle. This yeah. is this happening, and then we'll go. But you're saying about the Metal Men, not a lot of time. This is not a 10-issue mini. This no. is a 6-issue. Yeah. They better All of these better start going. Like Firestorm, I do think, is the best of the bunch. But even right. that, it, we have three issues left. We already have a lot of questions, and we want to know the answers. And I just I don't know how these are ending up and, and whatnot. It just doesn't seem like any of them are telling any story that needed to be Six told. Six-issue info dump. That's what yeah, we're waiting for. That's what it's going to be. And yeah, you'll get, like Eric's saying with Metal Men, you'll get this lead-up, lead-up. You'll have the fifth issue. Somehow the fifth issue will still be filler. I don't know yeah. how. And then 
boom, that number six issue will be everything thrown at you with crazy terminology and whatnot. Oh, and another thing that the government, they wanted to decommission the metal man because all the problems with Nameless, because Nameless is causing havoc all over the country because he wants the metal man for himself. So they're going to, they went to decommission them. Dr. Magnus, you know, got him to escape last issue. Mm -hmm. And here we find out that they have a prototype response meter that, Dr. Magnus worked on originally. So it looks like the government is going to try to create their own metal men, and you know they're going to just be evil then because yeah. they was going to hack them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I've so all, before, actually. I, I'm just saying, all out robot battle at the yeah. end. I can't wait for issue six. Yeah, it'll be issue six. Well, that's it'll be just that. And at the end, they'll be like walking away, and then fucking Mercury will yell, Hey, by the way, I'm the only metal that's liquid yeah. at room temperature. Liquid and then they'll go, Yeah. And then they'll all jump. I, Flash jump. I, I am really reading this. I'm telling you, I like the Metal Men. There's not a lot going on, but the idea to me of the Metal Men teamed up with Red Tornado and Robot Man, Tornado. whoever else they might throw in, it just sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Well, what did you give that one? I gave it a 6 out of 10. The art is amazing. Yeah. This is not a great issue. And like Firestorm, it might have even just been boosted up because of how much I've wanted a goddamn yeah, Metal Men. Yeah, do that. And even so, it's this large, you know, anthology-type book conglomeration of these yeah. things you kind of do it, it doesn't have to fit anything for you you know what i mean you yeah. want to have your characters and it just i i don't like it at all i am a not fucking in, bell jar though yeah, i'm telling you this Ridiculous. is where i don't have to read or review it I, i'm supposed to read it for the podcast but even then i start reading i'm like i this is not for me so yeah that, well, i told that, you I, you know I, my problem was this was the first one i read on wednesday and it kind of like bummed me out and i was like i yeah. shouldn't have read that first i really it's too many comics hey, like, now you're a veteran right now because me and eric have that fucking we've learned that lesson yeah. hard where even yeah. when you're it doesn't even have to be wednesday just whenever you do you want to finish with something good sometimes you don't have that option no but, you do uh, not yeah uh what, what what did you guys give it as total it's a 5.5 out of 10 total yeah that's not great but yeah uh we're gonna um. move on from that and we're going to go into the weird comics history where Reggie what oh, Chris man. talking about. What are you and Chris talking about? Uh, we're talking about how DC Comics started the Silver Age, part one. Part one. Nice. I, I laugh, part yeah, one. Of, of many. Part one. <laughs> of, it's going to be part one of six. I, I don't know. <laughs> then you'll have the info dump. But yeah, and yep, then we'll be. Six one's going to be everything. Yep, then we'll be back from that into all of Reggie's books, which Reggie had a lot, including Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys, Constantine, and some others. But yeah, we'll be back in a minute. and welcome back to Weird Comics History. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we like to bring you some weird comics history every week on WeirdScienceGCComics.com podcast. This week we have a, I think this is going to be our first multi-parter, isn't it, Chris? I think so, yeah. I just don't know how many parts it's going to go. Yeah, we can't guarantee, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping it's two, but, you know, the way we, we tend to carry on, this could end up being weeks and weeks of learning about the same thing. But it's, it's, no a very, promises. <laughs> it's an interesting topic, and it is very DC-centric because it's something uh, not a lot of people are aware of, and that is how the Silver Age began. It was actually a DC comic that kicked it off. That comic was Showcase was... Number 4, cover dated October 1956, uh, written by Robert Kaniger and John Broom, and drawn by Carmen Infantino, edited by Julius Schwartz. 
And uh, this introduced the new Barry Allen Flash the World. That's the red suited one with the suit that collapses into a ring and uh, pops out. That was what really kicked it off years before uh, Fantastic Four ever hit the scene was this little tiny comic, uh, an anthology comic called Showcase. But then my question to you, Chris, is who is the Flash? Well, it depends on who we're talking about, because uh, as you mentioned, this is the Barry Allen Flash, mm-hmm. where uh, about, uh, about 15, 16 years earlier, uh, there was a different Flash, and that was uh, Jay Garrick, who first appeared in Flash Comics number one in uh, January 1940. Uh, he was created by Gardner Fox and Harry Lampert. And uh, Fox, uh, he also created uh, Hawkman, who we all know. That's right. And, and we don't know if that's the same Hawkman or not, do we? <laughs> There's really no way to know, you know? <laughs> I, I, I believe that th- that Hawkman was the... Uh, I don't know, actually. I, gotta, yeah, we, I, we gotta, I started thinking about it. I just remember the wings looked like shit. Yeah, we've got to cut him in half and count the rings because I, I don't know which one he is. Um, then uh, God and the Fox, he also created the JSA uh, in the Golden Age, the JLA uh, yep. years later, and uh, also the concept of the multiverse, which is, I'm sure will be a uh, piece all in uh, all in and of itself. There, for sure, that's right. The Flash of Two Worlds. That's uh, that's yes. kicked it all off. But that, that's for another day, everybody. <laughs> Almost, uh, almost definitely. Yeah. Um, now, uh, most people are used to the red costume, you know, the Barry Allen one you just said shrinks into the ring. Sure. Um, this one is a little different. Mm. Uh, it kind of, it kind of looks like a like a sweatsuit with a lightning bolt on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a college student, Jay Garrick. He uh, he bumps into some beakers and test tubes, and uh, these beakers and test tubes happen to be filled with uh, Arizona water or, or hard water. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yes. That's he you, passes over out over there. You just call it water. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we we just don't call it too loud. We don't want it to notice us. Um, he passes out and inhales these the fumes, which I'm unfamiliar with, and uh, <laughs> finds that he has super speed when he wakes up. Um, oh, being God. the humble fellow that he is, he immediately shows off to everybody <laughs> and uh, uses his super speed to win a uh, college football game. Right, right in full view of a whole crowd. Yes, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing obscuring his. Everyone knows it's Jay Garrick. They're like, how? This is this is this is normal stuff, though. Apparently, in uh, the world of the golden age. Yeah, lucky for him though. They all have very short memories, and uh, they they don't know how to draw correlations no. between him and the uh, new superhero on the block. Two super speeders. What the you know? <laughs> yeah, one in a costume, one without, and neither of them wore a mask. So uh, he uh, did wear a helmet though, uh, which was a, a goofy looking helmet that was a riff on uh, Mercury. Yeah. And the uh, Flash, you know, the, the Barry Allen one, he has a little lightning bolt in a circle on his chest. Uh, this guy has a lightning bolt going up from the crotch of his costume. Well, you know. <laughs> and that's every the time, ladies. I think maybe. And, uh, you know, I, I first was introduced to him, uh, you know, as part of the Justice Society during their reintroduction in the early 90s. And it always just looked like his pants were up around his nipples. Yeah. Because of that lightning bolt, it just skewed the perspective of it and made it look like he was riding real high. That's how they wore him in those days. Pull your pants up, son. You know, you got to have some pride. Put your chest you out. You know, pick your pants up over here. You know, just just a word about the hard water. The reason I think the hard water gave him super... Because you haven't experienced any super speed out in Arizona, have you? No, I think I've gotten slower. Not that you're aware of. Uh is that there was an article in Scientific American right around that time, maybe the 36, 37, about how some runners and athletes were injecting themselves with mineral water. 
in, no in order to get a boost of vitamins, you know, or something, or get a boost of zinc. And uh, my my, I'm betting Gardner Fox read that and not really understanding the science behind it, extrapolated that. <laughs> well, if you if you you know huffed mineral water all night, then you'd be super speed. So. It stands to reason. That's my guess. Uh, there, you know, there was another character on the same time. That I, I kind of we're going to pair these guys up later on for obvious reasons, but they still kind of stay paired up in my mind because they look very similar and uh, they debuted almost exactly the same time. That was Green Lantern. He uh, debuted in All American Comics number sixteen, cover dated July nineteen forty. Created Howard by Jordan is from nineteen forty. Oh no, I'm sorry. That was that would be Alan <laughs> Alan Scott. Oh, uh, yes, him. A totally different fella who was just riding a train one day. I can't remember what, what his occupation was offhand. I think he was a construction worker. Was he just a construction worker or maybe an engineer? That's what he was. Maybe, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, that's right. He was an engineer. He was created by Bill Finger and Martin Nodell. Bill Finger, of course, is currently and finally getting co creator credit on Batman. Uh, yes. Pretty well respected character. There is also the Bill Finger Award given to comic creators posthumously for. You know, if you forgot to give them props in life, they can get an award in death, and that's great for them. Absolutely. Another stupid origin and even stupider costume. <laughs> Not even green, but it's one of my favorites. So he, he was rescued from a train explosion by a magic green lantern who announced to him, Three times shall I flame green, first to bring death, second to bring life, and third to bring power. And the, the lantern goes on to tell this mildly racist story uh, about being part of some Chinese, um, a Chinese wizard had it. It was some yeah. metal that was fashioned to a Chinese lantern, and uh, the first time I can't remember how it brought life. Maybe it healed somebody. The second time, a villainous guy used it to, or he killed the wizard, and then the, the lantern killed him. And then over the years, it got fashioned into a railroad lantern and wound up saving uh, Alan Scott's life. So in a sense, it brought life again. <laughs> but it also bestowed power. Why not? A sort of magic. This is, you know, my, the point. My the point I'm trying to make here is that uh, the origin is essentially magic happened. There's no, you know, there's no alien came no, down from yeah, here. no deep thinking. Yeah, yeah it wasn't uh, a, a mathematical equation or any kind of uh, serum that he took. Magic occurred. Suddenly, now he's got the Green Lantern. And uh, back then, the ring's weakness was wood rather than the color yellow, which made the Sportsmaster actually a very difficult villain. Yes, he, he, he was able to bring it. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned uh, bringing death um, in the speech there. They uh, in a 1990s issue of Green Lantern, they went deeper into that, and they that's when the wood impurity was was put on, into the ring. What when he brought death? When, yeah, when when the when like the interloper came in, killed the wizard or whoever, and uh, took the ring himself. That's when they put the impure, the wood impurity into it. I see. I seem to recall that they did fold uh, Alan Scott more into the Green Lantern mythos. I guess in the nineties, but yeah, into the core. Yeah, I'm not totally. Like, he's. It's still. It's still an offshoot. He's not. You know. He doesn't answer to the Guardians, but obviously it's of the same bent or something. I don't really. I don't really recall the details, and uh, mm. I'm not going to uh, try to. So. <laughs> Uh, he also had an incredible costume that uh, really has to be seen to be believed. This high-collar, ridiculous cape over a really blousy pirate shirt. He kind of was a part pirate, part Dracula look that always spoke to me. Also very blousy pants, tucked yeah. into some boots, you know. Definitely, if he, had a, if he had a cutlass, it would look right on. 
And uh, this story was actually connected with the Aladdin legend, you know, the genie that gives out three wishes. It was sort of a, a riff on that, and in fact, Alan Scott's name was supposed to be Alan Ladd, uh, to sound like Aladdin, but at that same time there was a movie, and I was stupid not to look up what the name of the movie was, but one of the main characters was Alan Ladd. Was it Arabian Nights? There it was. Now you got it. Hey. There it is. Uh, so uh, they decided not to go that way, which I guess is neither here nor there, since I think most people wouldn't even catch the uh, the illusion. Yeah, the illusion. But this is this is what Bill Finger apparently had in mind. So uh, both these characters were published by All American Comics. This was a comics company owned by Max Gaines, who actually is really the father of the comic book. So he owned both of them. Uh, and he actually teamed up with National Periodicals, which was DC Comics in the in the uh, late 30s and uh, into the 40s. And later on, he got rid of his company, decided he didn't want to do superheroes. He wanted to do Bible stories and classic illustrated type comics. I'm not sure if they were the actual classics illustrated, uh, but he changed the name of his company to Educational Educational, Comics. Educational, yeah. EC Comics. EC Comics, which sounds familiar to you. That's because Max Gaines was the father of Bill Gaines, who would run EC Comics later, which became Entertaining Comics, and that led to The Haunt of Fear and, you know, all these other comics, and eventually onto Mad. But that's a story for a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> well, uh, what happened to these heroes? Why did they go away? And how how is it how is it they were off the scene to be replaced in the first place by uh, Barry and Hal? Um, the, the popularity of superheroes was waning after World War II. Um, and, uh, th- you know, there's a, a lot of reasons for that. Uh, maybe, you know, the real-life real, real life urgency of war might have, uh, you know, bred the same as in the, into the comics. Yeah. And uh, the superheroes, you know, they were bright and colorful. And they back in the day, it always seemed like they were very generational. Like, they, they only counted on, on their... They're following for like what, what was it three to five years, and then you were at a comic. I think it was three years. It was, it was something it, I mean, like the that, right? Yeah, eight to eleven. They thought that. Yeah. Get so it's like I think they thought that maybe this would be like a single generation thing because, you know, as as the kids were growing a little bit older, they'd be going, you know, they'd be going into war. Sure. They'd be joining the military, going into war, um, and as such, uh, DC uh, they they shifted. To uh, cater more to the war, western, sci-fi, romance, crime, and horror crowds rather than superheroes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a funny story. And, that, uh, and cheesecake. Let's not forget about the uh, sexy lady drawings. Oh, this is also true. <laughs> that was all within within the genres you're talking about. Were sexy lady drawings? Those are the ones you need to you need to ask the store owner. This <laughs> Those are behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you just don't want to buy them secondhand. And. Uh, all American Comics was a was a title that uh, DC had, and they changed that to All American Western. And uh, Roy Thomas, uh, the comic creator, you know, big big guy in Marvel sure. and DC, he uh, told an anecdote that his first subscription was the last issue of All American Comics. <laughs> so the next month, he got All American Western and didn't know what to make of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> we also had uh, Star Spangled Comics became Star Spangled War Stories. And uh, more fun comics. Uh, they kept the name, but they dropped heroes. They just they focused on uh, on humor from yeah. that point on. Funny animals, stuff like that, and uh, yeah. g- gags and jokes, which which actually were always a staple of Golden Age comics. Uh, would often have these little gag inserts, and this was like a comic just full of them. Just that, uh, yeah. So yeah, they, it was a real big transition at the time. The country was changing. The morals were mores were changing. I think that uh, 
things are getting a lot less loose, you know, and, and wild. But also another huge thing happened. Yeah, the uh, Kef, Kef Favre hearings, I've, if I've, I'm saying that right. I'm sure I'm not. I've always I've always said Kefauver, but that might be my, my New York. Uh, Kefauver. Kefauver, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're all verklempt with the Kefauver. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that was a Senate, Senate subcommittee hearing uh, into juvenile delinquency. These uh, were televised over three days in 1954, uh, two days in April and one day in June. Mm -hmm. And one of the fellows who was put on uh, the stand was uh, the boogeyman of of comic books, uh, Frederick Wortham, who uh, we will be, I'm sure we'll be talking about him in a much deeper detail uh, later on. Absolutely. Um, but his book, uh, as as folks know, is Seduction of the Innocent. That uh, goes for quite a quite a clip of money online if you if you can find a copy. Yeah, uh, but it, you know, it basically goes into blasting comics for uh, corrupting the morals of today's youth. The, the broader investigation of juvenile delinquency that that the whole kafaver was uh, about. Uh, they 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 brought comics into that. Yeah, uh, I I, but, I wanted to make that clear that this wasn't it wasn't a, a comics witch hunt. Yeah, it wasn't just comics, it, it but comics just, were part of it. Definitely. And they, and they were a big part of it, but it was also about gangs and uh, home lives, you know, and, and, and how the dynamic of American home life was changing. But that's a story for someone else's podcast entirely, because it's not even about <laughs> yes. comics. No, if they, if they want to talk about the, the moral values of the 50s, that's, that's, that's a different show. <laughs> Um, this uh, ultimately uh, results in the, the Comics Code Authority, that little stamp that's, uh, mm-hmm. that comes and goes and, <laughs> and comes again on the uh, covers of books. And uh, also the uh, Comics Magazines Association of America Incorporated, uh, they, it more or less neutered comics. It, uh, it, it, put a, it really reined in what they could do. Big uh, time, yeah. It made it so everything had to everything had to pass muster with the with the authority before uh, before going out. Especially that first incarnation of the code. If you ever if you ever get into reading how it changed over the years, the first one was obviously the most strict, and it was very very strict. It was, yeah, it was like, ludicrous. I mean, it was like you know, no werewolves. You couldn't have the word weird in the title of your comic. It was just like arbitrary rules that really seemed aimed towards getting one certain publisher pushed out of the industry. But that again is for another time. Well, for another time. Yeah, they, I, I, something that was interesting that I read uh, just a couple days ago was that if it was a good character, they couldn't speak with any sort of accent. <laughs> yeah. So, so like you couldn't have a police officer, like even even you know the old Irish stereotype, they couldn't have a police officer with an accent because it would make someone in, in authority look weak. That, well, yeah, they'd be un-American and therefore, <laughs> therefore bad. Bad. During this, a DC claimed that they had their own internal code. Uh, this was 1954. They said that they implemented one in 1948, which may have made things worse because if they still weren't happy with it, then yeah. that would uh, really say how much you know the government thought of that code. Yeah, and, and you know Disney had its own code also. There were you know there were children's comics at the time, hmm. uh, so so there were codes. I think Harvey had its own code for its kids' comics, but they also I put think out, so. they also put out some of the biggest horror comics of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. So they couldn't be they couldn't keep their hands totally clean. So so the idea of imposing a uh, morality code on comics was not brand new, but this was going to be industry wide. Yeah, this was the whole all the way across. This is it, it kind of makes you think of the uh, was it the ESRB ratings that were put on video games in yeah. the uh, mid nineties. It's just a way of a way of governing themselves so it 
they don't they don't lose complete yeah. control or even movie or even movie ratings are the exact Absolutely. same thing i mean for the same reason and i bet they took the cue from comics they were like fuck it <laughs> you know they work for them you know we're getting sure. we're getting yeah, blasted the, by moms yeah as long as the government can't impose what they want if they can govern themselves that's probably the lesser of two evils right? probably during the uh, as i was reading the transcription of the uh, kafava and uh the, the DC was they almost got away with that internal code, but at some point they found out that DC was in bed with a uh, a quote unquote bad comics publisher. Can't find a whole lot of in- information on what that publisher is, and even during the transcriptions, they said that they they weren't going to go deep into it. You so, know, I, I, if anyone out there is listening to this and they, and they know what this is about, please write in and uh, tell us more about it. I'm really interested to know. I mean, was it like a you know, men's magazine publisher, or what are they found to be making Tijuana Bibles on the third shift at the printer? You know, something like this. Uh, yeah, just something strange. It's it, it it stinks. Yeah, there's something in there. <laughs> that brings us almost to the point where uh, Julius Schwartz is going to reveal the Flash, but we're going to save that for the next episode. So that that pretty much wraps up this part. Of our discussion about the uh, advent of the Silver Age without actually entering the Silver Age next week. We will talk about showcase number four. Um, But if you have any questions or comments or corrections or you want to tell us what that bad publisher was that DC was in bed with, please write to us, uh, care of this podcast at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Reggie Reggie. And I'm at Ace Comics. And of course, do not forget to read uh, Chris's excellent blog. Chris is on infiniteearth.blogspot.com. You just wrapped up your 100 days of reviewing. I did. Uh, I did did, uh, Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man as my big 100th, and uh, it took a better part of a day to put together. (laughs) uh, It it was truly phenomenal. Uh, As you know, I read that one. Uh, (laughs) I didn't read that comic, but you really brought out the best... Uh, aspects of that comic and really brought it I home. I appreciate that. Uh, you also had a JLA week recently, I think. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was inadvertent, but yeah, it wound up that uh, <laughs> I did JLA almost every day for a week. Yeah, was, you uh, did the uh, Extreme Justice. You did JLA Europe. You did uh, another one too. So you, yeah. you, you got to check it. Have you kept up with every day since the? I have. Yeah, I'm at a hundred and four days now. So, this is it. so you, what you do? You're looking at a man that's about to snap people. So for that reason alone, I'm getting there. <laughs> Just you should be looking at that blog every day. One day you're going to see it. It's just going to be you know all all play all work and no play makes Chris a dull boy. Boy, and you know that he uh, has lost the plot. So just just to be on hand for that, it's worth checking out. So uh, anyway, uh, for weird comics history, my name is Reggie, and I'm Chris, and uh, we hope you have a weird week historically. <laughs> Thank you. And we're back. We are back. We are back like, I don't know who, tag team. Tag team back yeah. again, baby. Whoop, there, Whoop, there it, it is. is. <laughs> but yeah, we just came out of the uh, weird comics history. Reggie, you're still with us because you had a lot of bucks this week. And we're going to start with Harley Quinn, right? Yep, Harley Quinn and her gang of Harleys. Is this book still going on? Isn't this over? It's... No, it's got. It's only number two. I know. It just seems because Harley, of it in there. It seems like this is like issue eight hundred. 
Well, you you, know, you read the original uh, story oh. back in Harley Quinn yes, main I book, did. but oh, this this is the mini series. Oh, the mini. Harley oh. Quinn and her gang of Harleys, number two, written by Frank Thierry and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Morissette and Hi-Fi. Yes. With Harley Quinn still trussed up and angry, Harley Sin sends an assassin to each of the gang of Harley's members' homes to murder one of their family. Seeing that the gang is all convening at Bolly Quinn's parents' restaurant downtown, Sin changes her mind and instead sends an RPG into the restaurant to commit mass murder. Sometimes the best way to manage people effectively is to remain flexible and receptive to changes in the workflow. <laughs> when Harley Sid's motivational speaking tour comes to your town, be sure not to miss it. Yeah, don't miss it. I, this, uh, this, I'll tell you. I, what did you give it? I, even before we go on, we can. I, I, actually, gave, I actually gave it a high yeah, score. This is I'm not a, a bad issue. It really isn't. No, it's not horrible. My, my, my philosophy with Harley Quinn is that you're either in or you're out. Yeah. And if you're in and and you and you like the characters and you like the setting, then this was a, a pretty damn good Harley Quinn issue. Uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. But at the same time, half of the issue is spent doing one thing that's wiped away for the very end. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, it, if you happen to walk walk over, you know, if Eric or little little Eric Shea even went to pick up this hey. issue, he might be like, "Hey, hey, hey! What the fuck was the point of that? You yeah. know, I went through a whole issue." <laughs> I, you know, I like the part where a woman fires a rocket into a restaurant, oh. but then what the hell, what, what was the rest of this uh, shit? Yeah, I don't that... know if, Little Eric Shea picked this up. I don't know if he would have gotten very far after the ball gag. No, I, I thought that Carlos that's Smell. what Eric, Eric Quinn yeah. would have liked. He, boy, and this has ball I, gags in it. And uh... The thing is, I'm looking at it right now because I did not read this issue. So, uh, sorry, but uh, it's just for some reason, this is very sexy to me. And no, I, here's I'm not the thing, the it's not even just sexy. I think that what I thought reading it, because because Frank Thierry's on it as well, this is not just uh, Palmiotti. Yeah. Uh, and you would guess that, that this is from the mind of Jimmy Palmiotti. Like, I'm <laughs> thinking Frank Thierry is writing this with, you know, yeah. uh, continuity issues where Palmiotti's like, and this is what we would do and whatnot. Uh, it is a little more intense and it's got a couple of things. I mean, it starts off with a guy basically saying, I don't care what the fuck you guys want to look at. I'm about to rape this bitch. And he is yeah, going right, to rape yeah. Harley. And there's a gag. And it is a little bit more, you know, over the top that way. It's a little, a little, it's a little less, darker. Yeah, than it's a little darker and not as jokey to me. Uh, most of the jokes I thought in this issue were mainly visual. Like, not writing jokes. They were visual. You had crazy Frankie Goes to Hollywood shirt later, which made me laugh. <laughs> Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was but, funny. Uh, just in general, though, to me, because I had been reading Harley and that gang of Harleys and going in, and you you do read and review Harley. You do all the Harley books. You're the Harley man. I do. Uh, it's I starting to get a little now. too much for me that they are really blending in together. And I've just, I think I've gone to the limit that I want with Harley. And I'm really not that interested anymore in most of these Harleys. I, know, I yeah, don't know about it's, you. Uh, like I say, like like I said before, you're either in or yeah. you're out. If you're out, there's nothing here for you at all. Yeah. It's not like except for except for some kick-ass art and cheese. Yeah, the cake. art's really good. I, uh, this looks really good. I even I even yeah. get to the point I'm where I think that I didn't read yeah, it. I think the RPG chick she might even enter the gang of Harleys at the end for some reason. I just she looks like she'd fit in. Get her in. She's pretty sexy. But yeah, yeah uh, they're all they're all wearing their fake out their fake. Yeah, ass. yeah. That's she wants to him to her. get the the things, and that led to what happened. I I said to you, uh, I'm reading it. They she's oh get your outfits on. You see, she's she's basically Harley Sin. I'm talking about making her yeah. own gang of Harleys. It, it's obvious yep. she has this gang. They are a little over the top. They're a little more dark, like you said. But everybody keep big Tony. I recognize her. I re- and I'm like this is weird because I do too. And I went back and I did pull up. 
uh, Harley Quinn number 16, and uh, Harley Sim was definitely the, she tried to get in the gang of Harleys. It was the issue where they were interviewing everyone to go get into the gang, and she was just insane. She said uh, she stabbed her mother, stepmother, and went to prison and found God, and now she's doing this, and uh, they didn't want her. Yeah. And now that's all this issue. That's all this whole thing is going to go down to is she was a jilted gang of Harley member that she didn't get in the team, so she's making her own team. And I wish I didn't know that because it actually and, yeah. it, it, it made it less for me. Yeah, and she's that's it. She there's the gang of Harleys, and she's having the syndicate. The syndicate. Right, that's, that was her name. Yeah, I, well, I, I called them all. I called them all her sinions. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's who, that's, that's cool what too. they be. And I really like Harvey Quinn. He's that, but this Ooh. is so over the top. Yes, he's a gay guy. So they they're gonna attack him. There's a bunch of fucking pieces of shit, and they just they don't give up. And I actually, in my mind, I think Harvey wants to beat the shit out of him so much. I think he slows down his step a little because he doesn't get far Maybe. away from him. But I always liked him. I like the whole thing and. It was weird, though. It always has been over the top, but I don't know. I can't say it's handled great, but in this, it's so weird because those guys are just yelling at him. And, yeah, their, their big thing is what are the, the Circus de Gay is in town, I guess. The Circus de So Gay, yeah, yeah that yeah, was the, that yeah, was the huge that's, joke. That's, yeah, that's not very clever. The Circus no. de So Gay. And then, yeah. Usually those like, aren't very clever, but, you know, his, his reaction, I, I, I like it at the end uh, that an old lady tries to yeah. – uh, you know, says stop picking on him, and they actually fucking push yeah, her to the ground. Yeah, they start like, beating amazing. her up. Like, it's it's like, so weird. It's like this is how badly they want to gay bash. Is like, no fucking. I'm telling you, really. Up. You had me at the gay bashing that they were horrible. Like it, next, they're gonna punch yeah. a, a baby and fucking kick a yeah. dog. But yeah, they're already they're awful people. Good. They're fucking terrible. And yeah, they ask him if they're village people, and even way he says, "Yeah, I haven't heard that before." And really, in this day and age, I don't think he has that much. I really don't. I don't think so, that many people are bringing up the village people anymore. No. Um, but yeah, no. they're going, "Hey, your boyfriend." These people, they don't give up, and he does not get very far from them. Uh, but yeah, they start beating up an old lady, and then he goes to town. I like that he beats the shit on, helps her yeah. across the street. Though I think he's getting a little I too like touchy. I think she get upset. And yeah, yeah, she likes the shorts. <laughs> His hot pants. And I, I said to you, what, it did remind me of when I was a kid. Uh, my grandmother really liked Liberace. And I used to think to myself, like, I've heard my grandmother. She's a gay basher. She's a homophobe. She loves Liberace. And I think that all old people, especially our age, like our grandmothers, it was like a don't tell, don't ask policy. As long as I don't know that you're I'm right in with you. And like you said, Liberace loved his mom. So they went with it. And I think this old lady, she has no idea. She just likes this guy. You know, she's on the arm of a strapping young lad in yeah, hot pants. Yeah, and then he goes Ooh, I to. got me a nice man. And he goes to like the gay bar, and there is a guy who does definitely look like he is the biker from the village people. And you have <laughs> a, another guy or a lady, maybe? I guess that's a guy. Um, yeah. With a Frankie Goes to Hollywood shirt. That made me laugh. Frankie Goes to yeah. Hollywood. There's a lot of uh, references in this that I don't think anybody's getting. <laughs> I, really don't. I think you have to be an old fart to really yeah. get out some of these. But, you know, they, uh, there was a one uh, laugh out loud moment for me with the uh, assassin that goes to Harley to Harlem to get Harlem Quinn. Yeah. And uh, he gets called off. So he's, he's pissed off. He wants to kill some people. So there's like a, a crowd of people just kind of like hanging out near him. And he's like, what, are you guys going to mug me or something? And they're all like, no, no, we're just, you know, loitering and want to know if you need any help. And he says, no, I'm going to cut you up. So (laughs) Harlem Quinn knocks him out. So they decide they have to, like, 
get rid of his body. No, he's not. He's not dead. They just have to get rid of him. I, I looking at it here. It looks like he's pulling a shit of night vanilla ice on him. Yeah, yeah. When, hanging him over. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So they they hang him yeah. over the train trestle and try to get him on an outbound train out of the you know out of the city. He falls off. <laughs> and then a train going the other way smashes him, yeah, and like kills I, him. I just thought it was so funny. Like all these guys' reactions, like they're really trying to do. <laughs> they're not. They're not trying to commit a murder. They're trying to do the right thing, and and uh, it just doesn't work. It works out in a very Harley way. Harlem yeah. Quinn, of course, doesn't give a shit at all. She's just kind of like, I'll meet. I'll meet you at the Indian restaurant. So that was a moment. I was like, that was genuinely a funny time. Yeah. I, in general, I I don't know what. Is there a lot to talk about? They they all gather, like you said, and then they get shot with an RPG. In the meantime, it's a long speech at the Harley end with Harley Sin, Sin is, just going on and on and on with Harley. Harley Sin looks like you know giving Harley a, a fucking lap dance. And yeah, I'm telling you, she spent this entire issue like on her lap, showing she, her tits and She MS. is a huge fan of Harley, and that's what it's led to because she felt jilted and she's upset. And yeah, and we'll find that out soon. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't wait for Bruce Campbell to fucking jilt me. Then I'm going to become some kind of Bruce Campbell, right. Campbell doppelganger right. and kidnap him. But yeah, I, I love the art. Like I said, I love the, I'm, I just, Bryce I'm telling you, if I sound bored, it's because of this, yeah, this book, I've seen it before, you know, everything before. And the big joke before that I really love. And I mentioned it the last time we talked about this book was when she had that bunch of all those, those quintuplets or whatever, and they were all like 12. Yeah. And then they yeah. found out that was pretty funny. Uh, but this is just, it, it's just going on and on. And yet I'm not really that interested in the other Harleys together, like as a team. Yes, I do. Like, like you said, the thing with Harlem Quinn, that's funny. But my favorite team, Harley, I don't really care. My favorite Harley isn't even here, Hanukkah Quinn. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't know, I, actually, I don't know where my, she is. Yeah, going into this, I always like uh, Bolly Quinn. Is yeah. that what her name is, or I'm being yeah. very yes. racist? Yeah. yeah, I always liked her. I liked how it was set up with her, and it continues a little when her, they go and see her mom, and she thinks she's on the pole. Get off the pole, daughter! But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to make up anything. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, they keep, they keep calling her a stripper. Yeah. There, yeah. Also, was, there also was kind of a, a creepy scene for me where uh, Harley Queens goes out to check on her parents and finds they're okay, and she leaves. And the assassin has been inside the house, hiding behind the couch the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It, remind, it reminded me of When a Stranger Calls, which yeah, is actually, you know, it reminded me my of that, trigger movie. Yeah, it reminded me of that voice that the guy calling in saying he's in Eric's closet. Oh, God. That's what it reminded me of. I traced yeah. the call. It's coming from inside the house. I, I traced the call. It's yeah. coming from my phone right here. Eric, uh, Eric would jump right out the fucking window. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you say that, too, because that was almost my intro for the TV time this week. Really? Yeah. I love that. Which one of the 80 movies they do that in? No, uh, fuck. Uh, it's one of Stranger Calls. Okay. Uh, well, we. what did you get? You said you gave it an 8. I, I, I would actually... I, I might even go as high as a 7 just because of the art. I'm saying I don't really enjoy it. It actually is boring me, so I'm going to go down to a 6, and most of that is the art. The art is really good. It always is. They they get... Even with Palmiani not legitimately, you know, and Amanda Connor not fully on the book... Harley as a uh, unit here in the uh, DC, yeah, they get some pretty good talent. They get for some of the best art, artists. Yeah. I yeah, find there's never been an issue where you're like, "Holy shit, what the hell happened?" It's always good. You uh, know, as as just a comic, I might say it's a six also. But like I say, if you're on the Harley train, yeah, yeah, it is something. Serving up more of that Harley riding. stuff for you, you know. Mm, there like it is it, that Valentine's Day Suicide Squad special that sold gangbusters and yeah. everything she does. Harley itself. always sells great. Yeah, it does. Uh, the next book you're going to talk about, uh, Reggie, I don't know. I, I was just going to use it as the segue of doesn't sell great. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. Uh, but I like it. It's okay. Go on. Which one? Constantine, It is right? Constantine, yeah. 
Constantine the Hellblazer, number 12, written by Ming Doyle and James Tinian IV. Art by Eric Donovan and, and Kelly Fitzpatrick. John Constantine is through trying to find a place that makes pizza as good as New York City. Right. So he returns and asks Neron to return the souls of his boyfriend's two young daughters. Neron refuses, and through a legal magical loophole he can exploit, thanks to his new pal Blythe, forces John not to intervene in the demonic takeover of New York. This seems to handicap John from doing anything until he catches on an idea that will involve his frenemies, Zatanna, Deadman, and Swamp Thing. And we'll find out what that is in the next and last issue. Yes. Uh, I this, said this really earlier... Up, I, I thought this would be the last issue because it's number 12. I actually yeah. thought it would be two. And I said just as we went into that that I, I like Constantine in general. This issue I didn't really like that much. And yeah, it seemed like it was just getting us to a point where they're going to have a huge ending with all these characters. And I really, again, I got bored reading this, and it really was a slow read for me. And you had, you know, you had Papa Midnight there and stuff. This has been spinning its wheels for yeah. three issues, and this is its third issue. Like, obviously, I see why they wanted to get it. When I thought about it, I was like, oh, if they want to get it to unlucky magical 13, you know, yeah. very yeah, yeah, very demonic number 13. But yes. to do that, they had they had basically did nothing. Well, for even that you could add. That's you, funny. I didn't even put that together. And you could 13. even have a, an idea where a lot of these as well, where somebody had like a, a big story they wanted to tell. They couldn't. So they had to dial it back. And then you don't have this. Uh, who knows what went on with getting into rebirth. And this is one of those that help laser will continue. So you got to reset stuff and you got to do all that. But yeah, 13 is pretty funny. But yeah, yeah they, they're, sure. it's going to But really, though, Constantine, there's no resetting anyway, unless some crazy shit. You know what I mean? He's always a dick. Yeah. He's always going to be. And he's just going to if he isn't walking away in issue 13 after everybody's been fucked over and he's just like, <laughs> hello, love. And he's smoking. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, I'm a black hole. All right. And that, that'll be it. And the end. But yeah, uh, he really the character is not. It, it never he never evolves. It, he's just him. Everybody knows he's a piece of shit. And the, but they the end up having is, to about, deal with him. About this issue, I actually really liked it because, like you said, everybody knows he's an yeah, asshole. They all know he's and an I, asshole. Now. I, I love the fact when Papa Midnight he's brought back and he's working for Blythe. He's like, you guys don't understand. I know Constantine. Like other people are underhanded, he's underfooted. Yeah. He'll find and, a loophole fact, somewhere, and yeah. he's only out for himself, so he'll never and you're, stop. You're saying that, and that that is my second favorite part when he's like, "You, sh- we should have killed him. We had the chance, yeah. and you let him I go." And, that part and the, so yeah, much. you may think he's a fucking moron, but yeah, shit happens with him, and he's. You know, uh, I will tell you, I hated the art. I didn't like it one bit, though. I, I like the first like three pages, and then yeah. shit went wrong. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, characters looked just... weird as fuck. Yeah, I don't know what her head looked like. Yeah. She was from the nineties. Yeah, even then, like yeah. all of a sudden, then Constantine himself. I don't. He didn't look like in the one panel. It looks like he's about two inches tall for some reason to me, and shit goes wrong. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about when he's with what's his name, who's taller. Life. I'm just yeah. saying, just him in general, and everything got really distorted. I don't know. It seemed like uh, he they were trying to get Raleigh Rossimo's, you know, look. Style, and yeah. shit got – they took a wrong turn no, at Albuquerque because something went wrong. Just, uh, until, just because you shade the nose with a lot of lines does not make yeah, Riley Rossmo's yeah. style. And <laughs> even like then you get to the part where uh, – and it was just one artist, right? There was a couple colorists I think, right? Because uh, I think I went back and looked because when he sees the kids in hell, yeah. all of a sudden he becomes like extra cartoony. And it's so yeah. weird. Like shit just happens – 
in this with the art that just goes back and forth. I just I don't understand. And uh, yeah, the art I, it really threw me off. And then in the meantime, there was a lot of just talking, getting though, like Eric said, Puppet Midnight. That that was great, and that I really so did like that. And it was great because you're like, he's right, you son of a bitch, you should. <laughs> and then at the end, even when you had Zatanna. Uh, Dead Man and Swamp Thing, they even know. They're like, God damn it, we're going to get fucked over. And I really like yep. that too. Uh, but yeah, all the middle part, though, there were some parts of just like, I don't know, you had to get rid of And it really does seem like that the they might save the kids, but they had to ruin that relationship because it's over. And he, that guy's not going to be in the Hellblazer. So you have to get him to be pissed off to leave. And I it just... Now- who can fill me in here? Because I read last issue, so we could talk about it here. But I don't remember Oliver's kids getting sent to hell. Yeah, that was like the that, big thing when he went back, right? That they that they was didn't... no, that was like two oh, it was yeah, oh, okay. Okay. I missed it. Then. At, okay, at the end, sure. at the end of the one before they went to hell, yeah, uh, where he went to hell with Papa Midnight. Uh, uh, Oliver wants to do something, and he, so he sets up his kids with a babysitter. And the babysitter is a demon. Yeah, it's a demon. So okay, right there, he, they now. got taken away. So he, so he was hammering on John Constancy's door two issues ago, and then there was like another issue of nonsense. He was in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that was, uh, maybe that was the Fairyland issue. Fairy yeah, that was yeah. Fairyland. And I, yeah. I do like at, at a point somewhat. We still don't know. I still think that lady's dead, but Dead Man does bring it up. Where he's got the he headache. He does bring it up, yeah. He doesn't and really. He pissed off yeah, he's it. pissed off, but it, it never really spells out that that lady lived. <laughs> I think she died. I don't know what happened there. But yeah, even there, I'm looking at the art even there, and Constantine just looks crazy. It just doesn't look right. And... I, I don't know. I I had a lot of fun with this issue just reading because it was just Constantine being cut. Hell, he even said fuck it at one point, went to the bar and tried to pick up a chick and then realized, wait, I got an idea. And then it goes back to the story. He stopped. He said fuck it. And yeah, actually, I don't bar. even think at one point yeah, he was I, doing I like anything that with that broad. I think he just went to drink and she was on him and he was like, no, I, I don't have to, you know, I'll just fuck you. I, over. I think, you know, I think he was he was flirting, though, you know, and yeah. he's seen where it goes. But well, then he that's what he got his idea. He's like, yeah. oh, you got lucky tonight. I got to go do something. <laughs> Yeah. Again, so, uh, to me, after reading all these, it's the same issue over and over again to me. Just a couple little different things. I really, I don't really. I, I was bored. Uh, I've read this issue five times now in this in this series, and we're at issue twelve because that's <laughs> basically it is. Like I said, there's no real. He just fucks everybody over, and they're trying to tie everything in at the end here. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I'm not that into it. See, now he's getting fucked over, but I, I agree. It is sort of spinning its wheels. We are coming now to the conclusion. So they did a big setup of like, obviously John Conti is going to have to pull some kind of magic switcheroo involving Satana, dead man and yeah. swamp. Thing you don't want kids up. left in hell. So they're gonna, I, I'm really they're... interested in the loophole he found too, though. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, I'm interested to find out like what it, how what he's going to do. I couldn't think of it offhand, but then again, I don't really, I never studied magic law. Yeah, me, I, that's I'm not really sure what 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 it could be. But I, I don't I'm even know that it'll make sure sense to, once he tells us. I mean, I'll tell you, if this issue was drawn by Riley Rosmo, I think I believe that he uh, will die. How about that? I think they're going to kill right. him. He's going to come back because he, the last thing he says before the idea is he sucks everything until there's nothing left and they have absolutely no sense of worth or value themselves or anyone else. And then he's like, no value. And he leaves. So it's that there's the key. But I, I, I don't know. It's not that he died. Oh, I, I don't think he's going to be one of the souls that gets collected and do something from the inside. Yeah, I don't know. He's saying that the, uh, something with no value. That's what his wife was says. talking about how some souls are va- valueless compared to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. He, because 
they keep going on like really he doesn't really have a soul not that that but he has no conscience he doesn't care so he'll get sucked in but yet he won't be part of that because he really doesn't have it that's it's something like that Maybe he's going to set up an offshore soul tax shelter so that awesome. years Actually, that he, he doesn't have any souls and they gonna, have no value. He's going to put on, let me clear my throat. And when he goes to dance, that guy has no soul. He can't dance. <laughs> it's over. Because anybody who hears that, even the 900 number, the Ed Lover dance, you got to dance. And if you can't, you got no soul. You're out. You got no soul at all, yeah. See, that's what Nine. happens. So uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10, which I thought was a pretty respectable score. Uh Frankly, even thinking about it now, I probably would go down a little bit lower. But I put went as low as I did because the art was not great. Yeah, it was I, okay. But I, it was the not art really re- killed it for me. I would have given it a it, 6 or 6.5. Now, yeah. I want to know something. The biggest problem I had with this book is Constantine walks into Papa Midnight's bar. And the first thing he does is exercise that demon. Then we find out that he does not have the power to do that because of this fucking demonic law. So I don't understand what's going on with that. He didn't have the power until Blythe invoked it. Like like he he could do it until she she said she was. Oh yeah, because that would that actually was the deal. Yeah, because that was like, hey, you fucked me. Now you don't have the power. Okay, for some reason I thought by saying it. Okay, she invoked it. Exactly. It was like that that made it all nice and legal for whatever reason. That that's my understanding of it. Because he Fair enough. You know, he had the powers and he was he was making shit happen. Go, I got that. the power. It just really bothered me because I'm like, oh, it's cool. You exercise the demon. They're like, Oh, you don't have the power to do that. I'm like, wait a minute, we just saw that. Yeah. But no, if you, if that's how it goes, I'm I'm all on board. I would give this a seven out of ten. I had fun reading it. And sure. I, the next one I had fun enough. This was another one that actually it's the end. Uh Gotham Academy. Yeah. And I I didn't know that. I didn't know end. it was ending. And you, you couldn't really tell with this kind of story uh, the way it's been going. It was okay. But, yeah, you tell us about it, Reggie. You, you read and reviewed it. Yeah. Gotham Academy number 18, written by Brendan Fletcher, Steve Orlando, not Natasha Alterici, Faith Aaron Hicks. Art by Adam Archer, Sandra Hope, Moritat, Serge LaPointe, Minkyu Jung, or Young, Natasha Alterici, and Faith Aaron Hicks. The yearbook story arc ends with a cool story about how teenage man-bat Tristan Gray got into the clutches of sinister Professor Milo and a couple of other yarns until Maps gets her scrapbook back from Damien with a little note he's scribbled inside. Ooh, Damien likes Maps. Damien likes Maps. (laughs) Damien's got a girlfriend. Damien's going to rape her. He's going to rape her hard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, Oh, what happened? What happened there? That's not what you do. We were having some childlike oh, fun. Oh, he's going to give her a roofie, and then she's going to pass out, and it's going uh, yeah. to give her a pudding no, pop. So. Roofie, and then he's going to pull down his No, no. Now, that, I, Damien wouldn't do that. So, the, the, you know, this book has been an anthology for the last five issues, yeah. or, the, you know, for four issues in this one. I really have no complaints about it. It's had its ups, had its good, really good points. It hasn't had any really really bad stories some of them you know just not as good as others mm-hmm. and yeah, the stupid interstitial story one. this one might be the worst one the middle one by yeah. steve orlando, steve orlando. It really it's, looks not, like... it's not that it's awful and I, like i said i i bash steve orlando <coughs> but really of all of these it really you did not need that that was nothing it was thrown in it there goes on it... for like two pages it goes on for too long you know what i mean it's just like it kind of it's cool what happens which is that just so Eric isn't left in the dark or the listeners aren't left in the dark. Uh, they have a silversmithing shop class that shows how fucking rich this prep school is. <laughs> really, really. Fucking silversmithing, you know, like what happened to auto shop? Yeah, really. So the, the, I made the, a lamp the, once. 
I met an ashtray. Nice. I, you know, the, I could, the trunk, the, I pulled the trunk, the light wouldn't go on. I had yeah, to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the professor who's just a total asshole, whose name is, I, I love this about this book, Professor Silversmith. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, of course. They, they make it's it so the easy to remember everybody. It's the DCU. <laughs> I know. You know, you don't but, want uh, Johnny Raper to, to be your babysitter. <laughs> Johnny Rape, rape the Kids. Tonight, hey, Mr. Rape the Kids, can you come over and babysit young Eric Shea? <laughs> yeah, come on. Ooh, come yes. on over here. So ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so so he wants everyone to bring in a uh, their most precious possession so he can plate it it's in silver. Me laugh. It's, it's making me laugh right when you say it because he says this and they go so nuts. St- they go nuts like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to them in this school. And, and, and if it's not oh precious, God. I you'll fail. And it's yeah. like, how do you know what's yeah, precious? Yeah, that's what but I anyway. thought. I'm like, really? Grab so, so, but the something. idea end of it Matt steals the silver plating material because she wants to make a super monster killing knife, yeah. and that, that was it. You know, well, I can understand that. It, yeah. it, it went on, which is exactly what you would have done. And she ends up making a super. It looks sort of like a Klingon knife. Yeah, it does. Nice. Uh, also, in the yeah. meantime, you find out that Mister Silversmith had made his nice cat into a silver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. And yeah. also, I love the fact this silver is he blind? Guys, because guy's got a problem. The guy, she bounce. What is she bouncing? Is that is she has that ball like a silver ball? She bounces it down the the thing and is right next to him. How wonderful! How shiny! Doesn't see her run in. It's so ridiculous. Literally, like right next to her. Right next to her. And then the guy comes in like uh, Charlie Brown. He's got his head down, fucking going on. It's so ridiculous. You have the Charlie Brown music playing. And then he basically (laughs) is like, hey, somebody stole my silver shit. Class is over. And then, yeah. That's it. Over. That story's over. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, the one thing I really have enjoyed about this whole yearbook anthology thing is. It has been where I would go, and I'd always have an issue where I'm like, holy shit, that person's art's awesome. I don't really know that person before or they did that. This was a little less to me. I didn't really like the art in general in this issue. Um, yeah. It, overall, it just it seemed weird to me at, at points even. And the last story, I think it was, uh, the art I thought was awful. <laughs> it really was. And I love maps. And that's where almost all of my love or hate for any issue of this goes with maps. And she looked awful. At one point, she looked like she, she had looked bad. I, I agree. She looked terrible. Yeah. And it's just, I was like, really? And I know that her it, hair it, looked wrong. Yeah. But it wasn't really, it wasn't like, this isn't set up to look the same throughout. So I understand that. But yeah, she looks, it actually looks like a, like Bob's Burgers or something's going on here. I mean, you know, some of these, some of these, uh, in the issue, some of these stories have had a lot more interpretive art, yeah. and I can accept that. You know, no, like, some of it I really that. like. Like some of them, like holy crap, I really like the way they do that. Uh, but yeah, some of it though, and that story in, the, in this case, nothing. the interstitial art actually was the best. Yeah, but one was, thing about this awesome. book I mentioned in my blurb is that for fan, longtime fans of Gotham Academy, there's sort of a prequel to one of the early stories when uh, the gang meets Tristan Gray, yeah, the Tristan. Uh, Mad Bad of Gotham Academy. Yep. And he, so, was the, he was you, the uh, sexy guy. that He was mysterious. I, <laughs> I was liked the, him, too. He was the Twilight. Yeah, yeah, he, was. he was. He was, yeah. He mm-hmm. was Robert Pattinson. I like that. So the, this gives you a little background yeah. story on that. But, even, but you know, that, that story was probably the best one. It was only four pages. Yeah, it was. It like, wasn't but, very but, long. But and the, I really the liked the... Smith thing took forever. Yeah, I love the art in that part, too. But, yeah, the wraparound story art was awesome, I thought. And I really did like... like Even the one with the art I don't like, that was uh, Faith Aaron Hicks did the whole thing. Like, it does have a yeah. very... Uh, 
I know it's not a manga. It's kind of a manga, but like an independent type deal. And really, basically, she rides around the golf cart. That's it. That's the whole story. Yeah. She rides around the golf cart with a bat with a bat on it. And uh, but I do like. I always did like when Damien when Damien showed up. I was really excited about the book. That's when I was still reviewing it, I believe. And they made the big thing. I think that was when it returned from Convergence. Where I got said, really excited because about I think it, it was right before Convergence where Bruce oh, right, right. took Damien and he's like. Yeah, we're going to get you in here. And I'm like, that is awesome. That makes so much sense. You'll have Damien. And then he was in for one issue and left. I think he got expelled, right? Yeah. And uh, I did, but I liked Damien and uh, Maps to get more awesome. And so I did like that story. And it does set up. I get, I'm guessing that that's the one shot, right? With him and uh, her with this present. And he's got that. And I don't know. It says Gotham Academy returns in August with a special mystery one shot. I'm, I'm guessing that it has to. Oh, maybe. With him. I don't know. Uh, it's weird, That'd be too. Cool. It's weird that they don't at least... I know it's not their deal, but the Lumberjanes crossover, I would have thought that they might have had one of these stories lead into that. You know, have a or thing where... The- you know, or at yeah, the more, end, more set. About it. but I would have liked it. All they had to do was at yeah, one point, yeah, or something. something like that. <laughs> or one of the little stories was just them deciding what they were going to do for the summer. And the one thing, you know, they're, Hey, I think I'll go to camp. And like, almost like a say by the bell, one person goes, everybody goes, Everyone they're all go. there. It doesn't matter what the fuck they can go to Hawaii. Mr. Belding's there. They're all there. <laughs> and I would, li- I would have liked to have seen at least one story leading into that because i'm excited for that i i'm i am and, and ernie sabella will be there like two out of three times yes. also just, just yes, like say by the bell yes uh what did you give it reggie <laughs> uh i gave it a 8.5 out of 10 i uh, thought it was a nice uh, wrap up and this will make a nice trade collection i yeah. think for people that want to have a little gotham academy on their shelf this could be the one i'd probably give it a 7.5 so. Uh, like I said, the the Silversmith story was a little lame for me, and also that one with the the bat cart uh, was a little off. But I liked it in general. I always did. I, I'm when this book came out, uh, Eric will tell you I couldn't shut up about it. I loved it, and I I still yeah. like it. But I, I it lost a little of its charm for oh, me. Oh, Ernie kinda... Sabella. <laughs> okay, you see who that is now, right? right? Yeah, I could not place it. Said no. it bothered me. Yes. And now, and now that you see him, you're like, well, he's been in fucking everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, yes, Reggie, with your obscure references. I'll look it is up. Is that the you... guy who ran the Max? Who is Ernie Sabella? Oh, the Max. Yes. But uh, the next book you have, uh, I tried. I have not. I have not been uh, keeping up fully with it. And it, it's, it, this is definitely, your books seem to be, especially today, seem to be the ones where if you're in, you're in. If you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you like Starfire, oh, yeah. you're probably in. But, boy, I, I struggled with it. Uh, Sorry, all the books well, I mean, you had today that were the ones that Jim and I could not be in anymore and just bailed. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And uh, But I have I have more fortitude. I mean, realistically, who the fuck would pick up Starfire number 12 as no, their first issue? nobody would. If, if you do that and you come away and say, I was confused. Well, you're, you're a dumbass no. because yeah. you literally... Boy. Came in. That's like coming that's at like the end of a movie. That's like half of the movie. reviews that we read. I'm telling you, it know, has nothing to do I'm with saying. this. I'm reading Eric this review. This guy does fucking the middle issue of the fucking League of Superheroes, whatever the fucking final it's days, like of, last Superman, days of Superman. Yeah. And complains. Yeah, I, I haven't been reading. The anything, guy complains but... because he doesn't know what's going on, and it's not his continuity of Batman Superman. And like Eric pointed out, <laughs> your continuity of Batman Superman has been gone since before June. You've yeah, all, it's been the truth this whole time. What fucking kind of, 
I don't know why I'm going on about it. I'm getting angry. It pissed people... us off when we're talking about it. Oh, we're, my so God. We're, all, we're all on the same page with that, yes. that concern. So, uh, yes. exactly, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you've been enjoying Starfire, then you will enjoy this issue. Yeah. And here's the blurb. Starfire <laughs> number 12, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Art by Elsa Charretier, I believe is how it's pronounced. And the colors by High Five. Charretier, I found out she's French today. Starfire is about to fuck off the Teen Titans Rebirth, but before she does, <laughs> she has to tie up any loose ends. Since she owns, uh, since all she owns is a Las Vegas showgirl outfit and a pink space caterpillar, it involves not a lot more than just saying goodbye. But before she says goodbye, Corey's got one more gift to leave us: the gift of joyful humility. That and a half dozen boob and butt shots, graciously provided by the talented Elsa Charretier. Hooray! Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's really what happened uh the loose ends that got tied up soul and his uh coast guard partner decide they're gonna become an item so starfire is out of the picture stella is uh you know has mixed feelings but she's glad starfire is gonna leave <laughs> uh that's really basically it oh that soul and stella's um grandmother has a problem they're gonna move her into the pool house so Corey can't stay there it was just all these different things basically saying Get the fuck Goodbye, out of here. Starfire, get the See fuck ya. out of Key Get West. the fuck We're out. The, the Titans are calling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, love her to show up in the Titans. And, and the, uh, like for the first three issues of Titans, she's there wondering where the fucking dolphins are or something. That, that, that's <laughs> all we see. Those dolphins. Yeah, she, got, she got fired from her job because she was away for two weeks. Superman comes by. He's like, yeah, maybe you better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so uh, that was really all the whole issue was. She does swim with the dolphins and, and free one from the... Uh, dolphin pen, whatever it is, the, the tank, I guess. The, fake, the, the uh, dolphin the fake mill. World. They have the dolphin mill yeah. going on. <laughs> like a puppy mill. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it always produces that, those that, ang- that was... angry dolphins come from those dolphin mills, I hear. There's mongoloid dolphins. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that scene constituted the action of the book, was her flying a dolphin and then swimming with them. Uh, you know, there are worse things in the world, but again, it was, I thought well, it was very satisfying. Action. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what those dolphins do. Yeah, really. Yes, I do. I think that aren't dolf- dolphins. That's a fetish. Aren't dolphins one of the few things that that, that fuck face to face? I heard at one point they look at each other while they're fucking. And fuck, I don't even do that. Breathe your last breath, like Tony the Tiger. No, I, I actually heard that at one point. It might be just a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that it sounds scary. I don't yeah, want to hear about I don't it. No, they, they, they like looking dolphin, at each other. They just... fall in love. They are in love. There. In love. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> give us an eight out of ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, the art, the art, see Elsa Chartier is uh, definitely heir to the Darwin Cook style. Yeah, really. It, it, if you don't know what I mean, you got to check it out. It's it's just great. I love it, and I I'd love to see her do one offs on almost any book, but she could also do well on another book of this stripe. Uh, another Palmiati Connor production. Yeah, oh, she, she could do something if if Batgirl has a similar look. I again, would honestly, really I wouldn't mind seeing her in Birds. Birds, you say? I would love okay. to see her not not on a run, but I'd love to see this this kind of style on an issue of Green Lanterns. Really? I don't know yeah. why. But I, I actually I think it'd it be it pretty like, cool really with like Green Arrow. That, yeah. Actually, if uh, like a one shot of Green Arrow, like something. anybody, like let's see what it looks like. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the art a lot, and yeah, she, she needs to do a run of covers. Yeah, she that would be good too if she did That'd some variant good. covers. Whatever, I'm sure they're going to grab her up to do some stuff because she is really good. And then all, and all of a sudden, like this is one of those things where she just showed up. 
And yeah. I have three people who email me about her already. And that's, uh, you know, we, I don't see that a lot. People aren't, you know, fucking asking me shit. But the people who listen to the podcast and go to the site, they all point it out. Manship, I'm telling you, he is going to go. Where is she from? She from Italy? France. Oh, France. Yeah, he's going France. off to France. He's going to get those French fries. And then he's going to get French dressing, French yeah. bread. Toast. And then they're going to speak the language of love, the international language of love. Vicky <laughs> <laughs> uh, and her are going to speak the international yeah, language. Yeah, they're going to go, Vicky. The language of love. Ricky. Oh, my God. That, sorry I blew up. Sorry your mom blew up. This is like your, your daddy's moonshine, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he loves it. Sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. That's the best. But, yeah, uh, I... I did read it, so I will give it a score, but I would say about a seven. Uh, it just, like you said, it, the international language, the, the international language of love. Yes. You? He's so upset. I, I'm telling. I watched that the other day. My oh, favorite, Bruce, my favorite Bruce. scene now has become just when he uh, he decides to go on the date, and she yeah. shows up. And she's like, "Yeah," and the, my favorite part is like, eh, "And you leave a tip at." I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. She's doing with the calculator. <laughs> it makes me yeah. laugh so much. Uh, yes, there. But yeah, uh, Eric, did you read this at all? You just paged no, through? No, I did not. I just paged through. Mm. It's funny because Reggie was mentioning names. I'm like, yeah, I remember those from fucking issue one. And it seems like they're doing the same goddamn shit. They really but, are. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long, it's been a long thing, you know, but after last issue, which was total nonsense, I, I did enjoy this. It had some nice, Touching moments, Starfire said some touching things, and that was it. Yeah. Was anybody touching Starfire? Uh, Dolphin no. and was looking her right in the eye. Like although although Starfire do. did ask, Starfire did ask Soul, like, are you going to be monogamous? Like, you know, can we still fuck? And he was like, yeah, yes. I'm going to be monogamous. She yeah. was like, all right, oh, that's fine. Oh. Man, that's a lie. He was winking. He's like, he wink, like, wink, yeah. baby. I was, Let me show you my monogamy behind the pool house. Yeah, Let really. me talk her into it. We'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to move on to Digital Spotlight now. Suck. I was going. Yeah. I wanted to get this for a cheap price. You know what I want to buy? I want to buy the Peach Pit. Is that a, is that up for sale? The Peach Pit. Probably not. Well, uh, considering it was a uh, studio set, probably not. No, I think <laughs> they still have the Peach Pit. I, 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 there was a lot of craziness going on at the Peach Pit. A lot of rallies. A lot of fucking. And I, maybe even clan rallies. I don't know. The Peach Pit was a weird place. Uh, I weren't they? From, they were from Minnesota, right? That was the whole story. They moved from Minnesota. Yeah. To the 90210, I don't know. I didn't like the parents at all. Did you like the parents? I hated the dad. Uh, Brandon and, and fucking, what, what was uh, yeah, Shannon so, Doherty's? They, they all were assholes. I mean, I don't what, was Shannon why what, like what was Shannon Doherty's name in that? It was, uh, Brenda. Brenda. Brenda, Brenda. Brandon and Brenda. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. I loved it. I'm going to start my 90210 podcast. You know what I'm going to call it? The Peach what? Pit. That'd be great. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to start. It's the 90210 podcast. It's going to be called Brandon's Thing. I, I want to make up the worst possible name like these people. The guy, hey, I'm going to start a Superman podcast. I'm going to call it. I don't even know. I can't even make up shit. 
and obviously I'm, I'm doing Argo we are City. recording <laughs> yeah so uh, it's so these people get so clever with these names that nobody can find them they like fucking... I told I, I I can't remember what it was I was talking to you when we were doing the Superman Lois and Clark how Superman had a place he went before they had the Fortress of Solitude and the continuity, mm-hmm. and he had a different name for it. That's what you would call yeah, it. Yeah, you would call it that, or you would call yeah, you, I don't, what, you, you come up with the weirdest things instead of calling it the Superman Podcast. <laughs> it kind of makes it easy there. The 90210 Podcast. The yeah, last podcast of Krypton. I'm just going to call my new Ooh. podcast Zip Code. It's called every, they'll flock to it. They'll know that it's about uh, that, right? The zip code that changes everything. <laughs> What's that movie? I always say that the murder at sixteen hundred. <laughs> the address that the changes address everything. that changes everything. You know, Wesley <laughs> Snipes is in town with a few days to kill. You know, I watched that last year, and up until that point, for some reason, my entire life since that came out, I thought it meant sixteen hundred feet, and it was on an airplane. Now, don't bet on black. Is that what he said, or did he say to bet on black? That was a passenger fifty seven. It was bet on black. That was an idea I pitched to Charles Band years ago. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, what, what was the what was the concept of that? Was it passenger fifty seven in a fucking no, airplane? No, it was a guy who had a gambling problem who was killed eventually by the people. Mm. You know, he had, and then they threatened his family, and he came mm. back from the dead. To save yeah, I don't him. think that's the same story. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying this to bet on black thing. It's so great too because I, I'm really shocked that Charles Band just didn't it's, steal it. His last and, name was Black in the movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It was Johnny Black, wasn't it? It pretty much was, as far as I can remember. Johnny Black. He's in the DCU. <laughs> Johnny Black. <laughs> it's Johnny going to get a baseball bat up his ass. And you know what? Johnny All Clark. Sudden, yeah. All right. We're going to talk digital spotlight books here. Uh, Reggie, All you right. with us? <laughs> Reggie's like, what yeah, the I was fuck just looking are these at, guys doing? I was, I was on Facebook looking at uh, – this, this is a friend of mine on Facebook, some girl I've known actually since I was in college – we're a very ugly woman. Uh, she's uh, yeah. married with a kid. Did it's you okay. know her? No, I didn't know her. But, uh, <laughs> but I just saw pictures of her sister who's so fucking hot. It's ridiculous. Really? You it was like, she it's hates like her sister? Twins. So basic, I was going to say. So Should, she, Jesus she, Christ. You, you knew the Danny DeVito. That's <laughs> uh, not good. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like you, got, you got fucking... You know the the mummy, and then uh, you know someone beautiful. That's crazy. Well, now, well honestly, speak, what? why did that woman stay with Danny DeVito and Twitch? She wasn't that bad looking. No, she's not that good looking, and she seemed very stupid. <laughs> uh, and really, weren't they sisters? Right? Yeah, yeah. All their life, it doesn't matter how good looking or whatever you think she is. She's Kelly Preston's sister. Nobody went for her. So she has a very bad complex, and she'll go with anybody. And Danny DeVito is a guy who looked like, though in that, Danny DeVito definitely was the guy who would be the one to cheat. You know what I mean? He was a hustler. But I think she's like, look at him. You know, the only other person in this whole world who will fuck him is Rhea Perlman, and I don't see her around, so they, they just went to it. And, Could and you imagine Rhea, if Rhea Perlman was the sister and not to Kelly so Preston? so great. And uh, I will tell you that uh, I thought that that other – I thought she was kind of sexy, and I thought she was sexy because I thought she was doing Danny DeVito, so she was very loose. And that's yeah. really what it was. I love Arnold's look after him and Kelly Preston have sex. So do I. Oh, it's the best. And she's a whore. She's, they're all whores. What do you think of that? Whore. Injustice. Whore? God's Among Us, year five, number 21. Speaking of whores, because Shit. this book, uh, I paid for it and it broke my heart, just like every whore that I've ever had. I, I don't know how to tie this in. Uh, I'm going to say, by, how many whores have you had, man? Uh, a lot. Is your a life lot. listening still? 
What's that? Is your wife listening? I hope not. Uh, Not this long. Uh oh. (laughs) You had to look. Something just happened. No, something hit. I thought something was going to hit me on the side of the head. Uh, Injustice Gods Among Us here, 5 number 21. And I told her right now it's 2.39. All bets are off at 2 o'clock. That's when they, it's like midnight strikes, but for us it's 2 a.m. All bets are off. Injustice Gods Among Us here, 5 number 21. Written by Brian Pucciolato. Art by Bruno Redondo, Juan Alboron, Rex Locus, and Wes Abbott. Brian Pucciolato has won me over completely after this issue. It took him a while. But I think he has finally got a grip on what this Injustice Harley Quinn is all about. And I have, I have mentioned a bunch of times I thought that he used Harley as a gimmick, and that was one of Tom Taylor's best characters. But it go, I'll go on. To me, it's always been that no matter how crazy Harley is, the Injustice world around her is ten times crazier, which makes her the only sane one around and the only hero with a heart. She realizes this during a, a pretty hilarious psych session. Uh, where she's talking to a psychiatrist, and basically through the whole thing, she's wondering why are people following Superman? And really, because it's this injustice, and I even put, this was my 109th issue of Injustice that I've reviewed. And by this point, you are so ingrained in what's happening that you don't question. You're done saying, like, why is Flash, who's a good guy, why is he with Superman? Superman has been awful this whole time. But it takes Harley to say, like, why is this happening? This doesn't make sense. She's at a psychiatry uh, session. And she's like, why is this happening? I know. You know, I'm going to find out. I got to go. Thanks a lot, Doc. And walks away. And it's a cardboard cutout of herself. That is who she was talking to. It's great. And she goes off. And what happens, I say, she realizes during a pretty hilarious psych session, convinces her to go and have some FaceTime with her some off and on infatuation, which is Shazzy, Shazam. And she, it's very funny because even that, she's infatuated with Shazam, but every time she shows up, it, it's Billy Batson. And she has to convince him to turn into Shazam because even she's <laughs> creeped out. And she has to commit. And he does. She's like there. And basically she goes and she's like, come on, I want Shazzy. We'll get Shazam here. And Billy's like, get away. You're weird. Uh, you know, I don't want you near me. And she's like, okay. Pulls out a gun and says, I'm going to shoot, you know, these kids here if you don't go. So he does. He goes. Uh, then in the meantime, it cuts away. And recently, Bizarro has been in it. I've talked about it. Bizarro uh, straight up killed Heat Wave and Weather Wizard in this book. He heat visioned them. Poor Everybody boys. thought it was Superman. They just died. Well, they their funeral is now. And it's in a bar. It almost seems like it's like <laughs> the wake. Or, there's no remains. It's almost like a, you know, a remembrance type thing. And it is Mirror Master and Golden Glider. And they're there, and they, they're like, they're, they're hanging out, but they're kind of miserable and like, oh, man, you know, it sucks. And really... These guys were, you know, we had a, a code. These people should love us. Nobody's showing up. Nobody cares. And then Flash shows up, and it's one of the best scenes. I'm telling you, I'm getting goosebumps now. It is that good where he shows up, and he says to them, like, hey, I, I'm really sorry about what happened. And they're like, fuck you, Flash. What the fuck? And, you know, what are you going to turn us into Superman? And he's like, no, no, I'm telling you, I, I always respected you guys. Uh, I really feel bad and whatever. And then uh, uh, Miramax is like, you know what? Have a beer. And they have a beer together, and they're just <laughs> there. It's awesome. It is so good. And if there was a bunch – Jody just had his list of top five moments, and he skipped out the best one, which I yeah. but that was when Green Arrow died. Uh, awesome. And But All there right. was other things where Harley hung out, where she, she would hang out with Green Arrow. And Harley Green – yeah, and the Quiver. She kept calling the, the Green Arrow cave. This would be called the Quiver. It was so great because yeah. Harley always – in the books where I think I, I'm drawn to Harley – is when you 
see that she wants to do the good thing, the right thing. Even in the Harley book, you kind of skirt that issue a little. To, you know what? It's a very gray area in Injustice and all these. Like Injustice, you even forget at this point, like she is fighting with Batman. She is on the right side and she's always tried to be the good person. Uh, but yeah, in this, you see Flash. Flash is an awful person. He's following Superman almost to the letter of the law of what Superman says. But here he snuck out because he realizes, you know, shit went wrong. And it's so good. Uh, but then you go and it ends with uh, Shazam and Harley, and they're fighting, at, you know, kind of, and it's kind of like playful type thing almost. And then Harley goes to town and boom, nails him. And then Shazam says, like, you better watch it. There's no more green super pills. You know, there's a shortage. And she pulls out this fucking huge bottle of them. Like, this has been a running thing for a long time that nobody has. She has tons. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about, a shortage. And she is going (laughs) to go to town. And obviously, it it kind of throws things out uh, of the mix where you know how Shazam, if you played the game. It's one of the biggest things in the game, how Shazam dies. And uh, it's leading to that. But I wish that I didn't know because I would I would love to think that Harley kills him here. But, yeah, right. you, you get the idea. And this is very spoilery. But you get the idea that Harley is going to convince Shazam to kind of go, and that's going to be the end of him. Like she, and who knows what she's going to do then because basically she's trying to make him a better person and it's going to lead to him dying. Uh, it's really good, but I, I went on and I said that was the probably my, one of my top five scenes of all time in this book was Flash with them. And it, it's one of those where it's just a character moment there, and it's really good. Uh, but Bruno Redondo continues being one of my favorite artists on this book and in general. And the issue ends with Harley laughing at the idea of green pill shortage. And, yeah, I've done 109 issues of this book. Holy and shit. It, it's wow. like 20 more, I think. Is supposed to be one for almost happen. every year of your life. Yeah, yeah really, really, <laughs> yeah, really. And uh, I actually gave it. I believe I didn't even write it down, but I think I gave it a nine point five. And I haven't gone that high in a while with wow. Bucciolato. This is my favorite Bucciolato issue. This. You really the last last bunch you've. That's been really good. With, uh, the the Bizarro. Really yeah, it's really good. So. And supposedly, from looking at solicits coming up, you have an issue where, or not issue, an arc where Batman and Damien are going to team up because they say something goes terribly wrong and it forces this, and so we'll see what that is because they are against each other. And I really want to see it. That's the one thing. If anybody wanted to complain about this year five, you hardly got any Batman. You have not seen Batman at all, but I've really enjoyed it. But uh, my next one, and the only it's only me in this uh, digital, uh, The Legend yep. of Wonder Woman number 25, and you know I'm going to love this, uh, written by <laughs> Renee Deleuze, art by Renee Deleuze and Ray Dillon. It's no secret how much I love this book, and even when we get a down issue, it's still better than most good issues. Uh, that it was not the case this week, though, because it was an awesome issue. I tricked Whoa. you. I tricked you. Uh, this is probably this might <laughs> now, be. Now I owe Eric a dollar. Yeah, this might. Uh, I put this is probably my favorite digital chapter of all time of all these books. And I just said I did 109 issues of Injustice. I'd probably done 200. This is my favorite chapter of all. It, it is so good. And why it's good? We're on issue 25. Oh, I'll keep reading what I say. I get sidetracked this issue showed us that the origin we thought we saw earlier was actually just one tiny step in an entire destiny that led to this issue seriously everything no matter how big or small all led to this issue and i loved it this issue should be the definitive origin of wonder one and she wasn't even the best character in the chapter that honor goes to Eddie candy who once again kicks total ass shoots down them stinking nazis she's in a plane shooting down nazis then there is the art which is stunningly gorgeous i sent this was the book that i sent you guys some panels 
or some right, pages. Yeah. So good. And yeah, I said, I said in my thing, I, I was going on and on. I'm like, you know what? I can't say anything bad about this. All this stuff I'm saying, and I put all of you listening, hear me nitpick everything. And I really couldn't find anything wrong with this chapter. And I can't recommend this book enough for everyone, everyone, especially parents, though, that have young kids that want to get into comics. If anybody has a kid and they're like, I really like Wonder Woman, well, you know what? Just get them this book. It's so good. And Was this I get, on the badass colors? Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. the one where I sent you all those things. that, And I even say, I make jokes because Renee Delis, art is incredible. And I really think that Ray Dillon is like, I, I got to kick it in overdrive here because I'm not getting the accolades. So I even said, like, I put in this that I, I often don't mention Ray Dillon because I think that he gets a swelled head. And I don't want Renee DeLise to have to live with that. Uh, but I said, I said, watch out, Renee, because I'm going to say it. The colors were incredible. They oh were my God, so really good. Ever. They were so good. And, and, all, and I'm telling you, I sent you guys like one or two pages. That sort of thing went on for like seven pages. And it was all good. And all what basically this whole series has been you had Wonder Woman. She got off of Themyscira. She's with Steve Trevor. She meets at a candy. In the meantime, she had all these artifacts from uh, Paradise Island from her mother and the gods. And uh, that's how she got the powers. She, you know, and these were like the bracers and all these things, but they were magical. She was not magical herself. It was the equipment. And she was led to this thing where she had to decide from Zeus, are you going – and I, we mentioned this last week – where are you going to uh, help me? Zeus wanted to destroy the world, remake it again because all shit was breaking loose. And this World War II. All shit is – you know, all hell's breaking loose. He wants to end it. He gives Wonder Woman the opportunity. You can be my general. We'll get rid of all this nonsense. You can go back to uh, Themyscira. You'll be allowed because she can't go back now that she's left. Uh, you'll see her mother again. And she says, no, I don't want to do it. And basically the gods abandon her. All the equipment loses its ability. She's not Wonder Woman uh -oh. anymore. She has nothing. Uh, but uh -oh. you get the idea that she's like the Wonder Woman, like I want it in the truth with Superman, yeah. where she was still going to help. And she even said, I'm going to find a way to help. She was a nurse. She was doing these things. And even so, the sun, yeah, and even so, well, then there's this Titan that is going to destroy everything. And in this, you even find out the Titans of old, of old yore, actually manhunters that were made like when the universe started. That it, it, and it, I'm tell, it makes total sense, and everything yeah. is awesome. And uh, so with this, Gaia actually, Wonder Woman pretty much dies, and Gaia gives her the, the choice and says, listen, you've lived as a mortal. I let you do this because I want you to know the choice that you're going to make. Your mother was forced into living forever. She, you know, you're going to have it. And also it, it tied it around that you had the whole theory where she was born uh, – Hippolyta, I almost said Hippolyta again. Hippolyta <laughs> gave birth, and you find out that Gaia actually helped that. On, it, like, everything tied in. And basically, Wonder Woman then said, like, they, she even got the choice. Like, you can go back to Themyscira, you can do all this. And she's like, no, these people need my help. I want to be their champion. I'll do whatever it takes. And that was, like, her love of, of the world and her good heart. Boom, she got all her powers back, and now it's her, not the equipment, but she has the equipment. It's so good. And then it ends with Steve Trevor and Etta Kennedy think they think Diana's dead. And there's this huge Titan, and they're just flying this like Spitfire, and they're going to fight it. And then Diana shows up, and that's where it ended. It was so good. It, it, this book yeah. is so good. And it is. It it's sounds like, awesome. It's like a fairy tale. Uh, but yet, and it's it. This is where I said earlier when we were talking uh, how much I loved Gotham Academy when it came out because it was like so innocent and so 
like a, a storybook, and you know what I mean. You didn't have to yeah. worry about nonsense and and dark and this, but this has some dark moments. But it's it's just so fun, and I love it. And I, when it comes out every Thursday, I fucking go nuts. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a ten out of ten, and I stick with it. And I said, uh, uh, this is I can't see myself giving it another ten out of ten. Uh, I've given it, I think, two or three now. But <laughs> this is the best issue. And I said by next month, I'll probably give two more. I just I really like. It. And Reggie, you you've been reviewing some digital stuff it's it's a little bit of a different scale that you use on these to review it because of how the digital type thing that's only you know a half issue kind of a third issue uh but yeah Yeah. there's not much wrong with this i loved it uh but yeah that's it for digital and now i've gushed on and on about two books i usually don't do that yourself up yeah i really do i gotta put my pants back on and get back (laughs) to it but yeah we're gonna take a little break and then we'll be back to finish up the podcast All right, we're almost done. We got two books, Eric. Two <laughs> books. Two crazy ass books. Are crazy you recording ass. or are you just getting crazy on me? What's that? Yeah, oh, I'm recording. Like all of a sudden I've gone nuts. Yeah. Yeah, this is the latest we've ever gone. I, I don't know what happened. We did a lot with Reggie, but it shouldn't have taken that long. But yeah, the beginning part really did extend. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I, this is going to be a long-ass podcast, baby. And everybody who's listening already I knows that. I told you. Everyone gets longer and longer. Already knows that. But yeah, this one really, though. Holy moly. Holy moly. But this we're is usually the them. time where we stop and we still bullshit for 15 minutes and I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. This is yeah. This is actually way Later past than that. that. Yes, this is an hour past that. We are well past that shit. Uh, yeah, we're gonna start off this last section with Swamp Thing number five, and it's funny. We're talking about. I'm like, I don't know if I wrote up anything for that. Idea. <laughs> uh, Swamp Thing number five, written by Lem Ween, art by Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsen, and Rob Lee. I reviewed this book for Reggie this month and had the luck. And also, uh, before I, I actually was like, I forgot all about this book because we probably would have talked with Reggie about it. But yeah. yeah. I think he wanted to get the fuck out, uh, which we should have too. But Seriously. Then, boom. I reviewed Honestly, this book. I don't even know why we're talking about this one. We gave yeah, it three issues. The last one go. wasn't that great. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, but we have liked it. And I, I like the first two issues a lot. I, I actually think that if I wouldn't have taken it to review this one, we probably wouldn't have talked about yeah. it. <laughs> I reviewed this book for Reggie this month and had the luck of getting the worst issue of the miniseries so far. Kelly Jones' art was way off this issue to me, and but it was uh, also the treading of water and dead ends throughout that turned me off the most. It looks like Alec will need an act of God, Eric. Ooh. An act of God to save the day. Good thing the book ended up with the specter showing up. It's so funny. Like, I, because of all the dark characters showing up, even I knew what was going on. I'm yeah, usually right. dumb, especially with the dark characters. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. An act of kind of, okay, you might as well spell it out. Let's go find the specter. Because yeah. that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. And, then, and really, is he going to... Uh, Get the, is he going to juice it up with that's some what I'm rat? saying. Is he going to get the, or is he going to see that and just judge Matt Cable? I don't know. Maybe don't know. both. Everybody's a piece of Honestly, shit. Honestly, I would stick the I would stick the spectrum on him. That's all I would do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would do the same thing. 
And obviously, for some reason in this book, Alan Collin can still go to the, the fucking green. And it's great, too. Well, we'll get to because uh, Everybody gets one trip to so the green. So weird with that, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it starts off with a recap, which we've had all along, where yeah. it has that, you know, the muck monster of this and that. And that's not uh, Alan Collin, but you have that. Uh, what happens to that other guy that he has strung up? Because he has uh, Sheriff Fox. Yeah, that guy kind of disappears at point. At a point, he's just gone. He planted him. He's a redhead. He's like, listen, nobody likes redheads. Let's get the hell rid of you. Uh, but yeah, it goes on. And, men and anyway. one of the problems with this issue, uh, art-wise, that I think is, we said it last issue. Uh, Kelly Jones has problems with regular people. He makes yeah, that people muck, are a he makes that muck monster. He's pretty good. Yeah, I love that bog behemoth. His swamp. Yeah. I love his swamp thing I so do goddamn too. much. That, uh, but at one point, at the, towards the end of the book, Alec Holland. Looks like he's wearing an old man late mask. what's going mask. on with the people. They're so weird, but yeah, I really do. It scares me. <laughs> and even like the point, but uh, he throws it around on me because at one point I really hated Deadman until that one panel, the the one where he's got like the dark eyes and whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah, you go and basically uh, this is very easy to describe. Uh, Matt Cable wants to take over the world. At one point, Apocalypse. at one point, he wanted to take it over because he was mad because he got fired. He was unceremoniously let go from his job as a police officer. Uh, are we supposed to think that the green is now affecting him? Because now he seems pissed off that people were bad to plants. He spells it out. And I'm like, well, when did this, why are you bringing this up? That's not what was happening before. Is it that the, the Swamp Thing thing is taking over? It'd be weird. I don't know. I don't know, but he says that he's like, hey, good evening. You might know me as Swamp Thing. For centuries, you have ruled this world and made it an utter mess. Thus effective, immediately you'll surrender complete control of this planet's police force and turn it over to the plants. And I'm like, really? That, that, is that just him like playing it up? That that's Probably. what he wants? Hey, I'm Swamp Thing. I gotta have a shtick it's now. It's weird. It really was weird because you don't even get that idea any part of this you know, issue where he's mad about of- the police force again. The worst part is, though, he shows them, like, all right, you don't think I'm going to do anything? Here, watch this. And we have a scene where we see all around the world mm-hmm. where you he's affecting the monuments. I'm like, no, there's just some vines hanging from no, him. And now. the best is, shit. he's like, you guys saw life without people. See it again. <laughs> it's like life after people part two because that's all it is. Yeah, and I love it, too, because he's yelling. He's like, Paris's vaunted Eiffel Towers, a trellis. I'm like, really? What, what's a, some, that looks pretty nice. There must be a lot of people around that like, the fuck is a trellis? <laughs> and then they look and like, you know what? It's pretty fucking cool. We could probably yeah. get some people in here to look at that. That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. It charge yeah, more you money. Yeah. You don't see, like, and then your, your Pentagon, the impenetrable Pentagon. Yeah, it's kind of just weeds. I think yeah. that at one point they're, they're going to call in some extra landscapers. We're going to get some Mexicans yeah, in there. Oh, all my God. Up in a it must a be old. You are getting awful, my friend. What are you talking about? Mexican. They're good workers. They are very good workers. But, yeah, uh, yeah, don't get my kids. You should see. My backyard, <laughs> I believe at this point, Matt Cable is somewhere causing trouble because I my, back, my, my look, backyard look, is a fucking jungle. I can look out my window right now and see your backyard's grass. It's awful. It's a trellis. <laughs> you don't know it's the fucking Coliseum going down. Yeah, really, if you're going to show it like, you think this, show the plants picking up the goddamn Eiffel Tower and throwing it into a yeah. fucking ocean or something. Or, I don't know. Sucking it underground. But yeah, the, Break it in it, half. It's like do something. Don't we'll hang some goddamn really plants is. off of it. And so you get that. In the meantime, Alec Holland, suck, Alec Holland is now in the green. And what really makes me laugh is he spelled it out a couple times. He even says it here. 
The Parliament of Trees has not talked to him in a while. Now they're yep. going to talk to him that he's human, and I don't know what's going on. Basically, they tell him he's a little bitch. They're like, you fucked up, you motherfucker. Clean what the mess. fuck are you doing? Clean up your mess. Oh, can you help me? Nope. Can't help nope. you. There's rules about this. You made your bed I said, you it. it reminds me of the, I've had it up to here with your clothes. rules. Exactly. Yeah, and so then he gets pulled out by Phantom Stranger, which I liked. I like Phantom Stranger. I like, like too. I yeah, love you're Phantom making a Stranger habit this of this. You're making a habit of me saving your ass. And he has that. And my favorite part is where they're in a cornfield. And then all of a sudden they're in the Himalayas on top of a so mountain. Good. And uh, Alex like, hey, I thought we were in a cornfield. All Phantom Stranger goes, what, Cornfield? And let's just yeah. go on. It's so good. I'm telling you, though, fucking Forever Evil fucked up uh, Phantom Stranger's book so much. Yeah. I really want to see, hopefully by the beginning of 2017, uh, Phantom a Phantom Stranger, Stranger book again. It's funny, too, because I this really Phantom Stranger, to me, would be a great other six-issue mini. Like how yeah. they had this Swamp thing. I would like like an old-school type Phantom Stranger. I'd like an old-school, just aside, a uh, Dr. Fate. Hey, and even if I had a question. new school, like continuing where the series yeah. left off. I, I know, oh. but I, I, th- then you're getting into Rebirth and tying into a very old New 52 book would be odd. But, yeah, whatever they do. Uh, I'd like it like this, though, where it doesn't tie into the, the uh, Swamp Thing series that went on, but you're still yeah. getting Swamp Thing. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, a Phantom Stranger grabs them. They're going to go. They're going to go to Nanda Parbat. Before that, he's like, hey, Phantom Stranger, thank God you can help me. Nope, can't help you. Sorry. Uh, that keeps going. They go to Sorry, Nanda Parbat. Buddy. Yeah, and they go to Nanda Parbat also, and it's funny, too, because there's Phantom Stranger. He disappears. He's gone. And, there, and it's like it's a series of guest stars who can't do shit yep. because they go fucking dead man. He shows up. All right. And it's one of those where I get that Alec Holland's like, thank God, finally. Dead man. Yeah, Boston Brand. All right, you can help. Nope, can't help you. Uh, he hey, can't. buddy, the world's going to suck pretty soon. Why don't you just stay yeah, here? He basically says, you know, Give hey, up. you know what? The world's going to be a trellis. So, uh, you know, just, <laughs> Use trellis. J- just stay here. Have some fun. You know, everybody's happy here. I don't know about you, though. Hey, Alec, you a vegetarian? No? Well, you better start becoming one. Yeah, really. Uh, do you... Get the idea in this issue, especially that Nanda Parbat's a lot of fun. It doesn't look like no, fun to me. Like they are spelling it out that this is the uh, heaven on he- heaven on earth. And what I gonna- imagine they do this past the time is make their city vanish and reappear. Yeah, over I actually over again. think that it's one of those where the minute you say like, "Yeah, this sounds good." They immediately, it's almost like for the man who has everything, you are now a vegetable who thinks you're having fun, you're there, and all that. I don't know what's going on, because it does not look like fun. It looks very cold. No. It looks very uh, drab. Well, inside, it's not. It, it, well, even when it's they perfect go... perfect temperature there, inside. But even apparently. though they go, and it's like just dungeon, and I, it probably could use a trellis somewhere <laughs> in here. Yeah, and also, they're going to find that they end up finding the, the hand, the monkey hand of Paul. Fatima, the monkey paw. Look at that stairwell. The, the stairway they go, it is falling apart as they go. This shit, they, there's not a lot of upkeep. I really do think they're trying to trick him into going there so he could be the maintenance man. Like, <laughs> we really need people because, you know, we need, Dead we Man's not doing shit like that. You know, Dead, dead that's, be, yeah, that's below Dead Man. And, yeah. Honestly, Dead Man does have a job that he just needs someone to possess yeah, yeah. to do it. Really, that's he like, just dude. doesn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done. But, uh, yeah, he says, I can't help you. Uh, in the meantime, you go back, and on the throne of thorns, you have Matt Cable, who still wants to do things. Out of nowhere, the uh, the fox, the uh, sheriff fox that's related to Lucius, uh, starts talking to him. You no, know, I actually forgot all about you know, that. It's uh, Darcy, Darcy yeah. Fox, and she says, uh, "Hey, you know what? They're probably going to nuke the city to the Stone Age." 
But if you get me to talk to them, they'll know that you have other policemen on your side, and they'll be with you. Is is Matt Cable dumb? Uh, really, is he this dumb? And the best thing I like, though, is that he goes, okay, that sounds good. Roll the cameras. And she says exactly what she just said they were going to do anyway. Hey, nuke this <laughs> to the fucking Stone Age. Yeah, make it glass. I hate that term, too. You know make that? It make it glass. Because it always was said by people what they wanted to do to the Middle East. After oh, yeah. It really bothers me to this day. I don't like it, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't listen to those people. Yeah, I just heard it, whatever. But yeah, then uh, yeah, Alec won't stay. He's gonna head back. I, I also, in an aside, uh, Sheriff Fox is like, "Hey, listen, he's a monster. Nuke us to glass before it's, uh, he stops." Doesn't kill her because he wants her to be there if they do blow up. Yeah, and it's Lucius's fucking niece. Yeah, but then they go to Argus, and Steve Trevor seems like the biggest piece of shit. It's so odd. Like, there's never a question here. They're going to call the president because they need, they need the authority. But uh, Steve Trevor's like, that sounds pretty good. There's a lot of people in this town still. It's not just this monster. It, it sounds pretty good on a worldwide scale. Uh, yeah, he's, he is a guy. He thinks big. He's big picture, he thinks big, yeah. but boy, they make him with the uh, the shadows and stuff. He looks evil, and that lady was. Donnie, man, people are not fucking Kelly Strongpoint. No, they are not. He's really good at the thing, but yeah, there it is, Nukas to glass. <laughs> uh, but then you get the part where uh, Alec almost falls in the Himalayas. Phantom Stranger shows up again, saves him. Then he's going to take him, and they're going to go to the worst place ever. Of course, that's Gotham. Gotham. They go. You, Detroit. And really, you see these two pieces of shit. These guys were at work at this day. and Maybe. The, I say they were at work, and they unload. Now, they're stock boys. They stock shelves. And after they stocked all the chicken noodle soup, the boss came by and said, oh, no, that is supposed to be where the chicken and rice goes. They are so angry that they left work and they're beating the shit out of a woman. Because you even That's said right. they are beating the crap out of a woman to take out their frustrations. So you get no reason Just why they're doing she's this. Just because she's there. Nope. Who else are they going to they get rid of their frustrations until they find a random woman hmm. and beat her up? It was the crazy. Yeah. The dialogue at this point yeah, is terrible. Like, please stop. I don't understand she's the motivations. Yelling, please stop hitting me. Why, sister? Uh, we got to take out our frustrations out on somebody, and you're the only one who's handy. Really? That's what you're going to do? I, I mean, re- That's a thing? Yeah, and it's really odd to me. It's a, and also, you get the point where you can mug say, mug her or you have, it's like one. But two guys doing it is really off to me. Like, this would be me and you walking. Why would me and you both start beating the shit out of one boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, you would have a boyfriend who's like a piece. They're all pieces of shit. But yeah. he is a guy who, you, you're going to talk back to me, beat her up. But these are two guys. Like, what do they do after this? Go and fuck each other? Uh, really? I they're, don't know. they're like having the fun. Periscope. They're having, they leave work and like, you know what we should do? Go find a woman to beat the shit out of it. Beat makes, up a lady. It's really so stupid. Uh, but yeah, there's Jim Corrigan. Oh, really? I did, I Jim just, Corrigan. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Dead Man said the only way that that Paul will come back is if there's an act of God out Jim Corrigan. But yeah, in my mind... He is – he's forced them into a game of why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, I really do yourself. think that they're both – they're yourself. not. They're beating the shit out of each other. But to me, I think they're just hitting themselves. And I like – but it's – even then, it's like you have the specter. This – the specter is the most powerful guy, right? He is yeah. – he is God. He is the wrath of the God. The wrath of God. He is – he's epic. Right hand of God. He's in an alley. And he's making these two guys hit each other in an alley. It, it's Pretty so, weak, Spectre. It is very weak. 
pretty thin, Spectre. Pretty thin. But yeah, it's very thin for him. Uh, but yeah, then, uh, and also I like, Alec Holland shows up and they're like, hey man, f- fucking crazy shit going on here, huh? And it's very <laughs> odd. And also, I don't know about you, it seemed like the panels were a little uh, off at the end. Like he shows up, he's like, hey, what brings you to there? This, actually. And then he says, sorry to drop by unannounced, but we need to have a little time. It's like weird progression of that they've already started talking he's already said and and even that he's like hey the hand of fatima that jim corrigan says that he's like sorry to drop by unannounced but you need you and i need to have a talk it seemed off Uh, i don't know (laughs) but it it, all in all this was the worst issue of this run so far and it is the second to last this is the penultimate issue and reggie read it and was convinced it was the fourth issue because not a lot happened i said this is one of those where it is treading water to get to this big finale and i do yeah the specter is going to do something big either he gets this paul going he does this it it would be weird to get the paul and then just have it hey i want to be the spec you know but they have to have that whole thing but i think you're going to get all of the characters you're going to have dead man you're going to have phantom stranger he says tana will be back it'll be like a like i think with Metal yeah man. it'll be a big fuck fest going on everybody fucking doing all this fucking hocus pocus and at the end <laughs> yeah, and at the end i'm sure that uh alec holland will turn into the swamp thing obviously again and then go and the, the parliament of trees will be like, now don't fuck up again and, and that the freaking Phantom Stranger will bring his snake friend back and they'll play yeah, the game the more. snake they'll play and next thing you know Eiffel Tower's a trellis and we all are happy <laughs> the French are happy as hell but yeah I gave this what did I give it I think I gave it a little uh, higher than I would now uh, that happens all the time Reggie seems to be stuck in that as well you notice that when we talk to Reggie yeah. because once you start nitpicking I gave it a 7 uh, probably would have oh, given it a six. I probably would have given it a six. I did like the that art. Was I, I really didn't like terrible. the art. I did like the characters though when they did nothing. It threw me off. But I still, I, I it's a weird. I had like a weird type of fun I'm with punch it. Punch this lady in the face. So my boss weird. So weird. Hey, we're gonna take our frustrations out on your face, baby. Yeah, really. If you know, mugger. Fucking grab her, grab her ass. I don't know. Grab ass with her. her. I know it is weird. I I didn't want to go there, but I I actually, if you're going to have an awful person, just go. And I'm talking more of Len Wein. You want to have them be awful, just go full out. Go full out retard with them. And then, yeah, have them be just really bad. Ladies to be no in the alley. I don't think it's really. I don't know. I saw the way she was dressed, and she was in that alley, Eric. (laughs) No, it's nonsense. Poor lady too. Just runs off. The shit beat out of her. Has no idea what the fuck was going on. She's like, I don't know what was happening. Why why am I the one that this happens to? And I guess in my mind, this lady, this lady, everywhere she goes, she gets the shit kicked out of her. She's like fucking now. You said Kyle uh, Rayner with the rape face. She's got the shit kicking face. Huh. Fucking uh, you know, you know what she vacationed last year? The Kumite. Uh, yeah, really. She's she's got the dim mock on her face. <laughs> she's like, and it's funny too because in that scene, she's just in the crowd, and uh, they're like, "Okay, you you prove you have dim mock." And like, "Okay, you punch me in the face." No, no, lady. Punch her in the <laughs> lady. face. Lady. <laughs> he goes over and just punches, and then there's where uh, fucking ogre. That's why they call it blood sport, baby. And they're like, why? Why does this happen? <laughs> who th- who threw somebody out of the ring in Bloodsport? Uh, Do you remember? That was, uh, that was Ogre. That was uh, Jackson. Was it Ogre? Yeah. Jackson yeah, throws this guy right on top of yeah. her. In yeah, this. right. <laughs> Everywhere she moves in that, that thing, she gets hit. And she keeps losing for it. We didn't know. She's got a full-out grill. 
Every time she gets hit, she loses a gold tooth, and that motherfucker comes over, fucking scrubs the floor, and then bites it. Yeah, all right. He's gone. I, everything that happens, it'd be so good. They're training, and when they, they have Frank Dukes, and he's there, and he's strapped onto the poles. And remember when he finally yeah. pulls him, and they break? The one hits her. She's just gardening, <laughs> and it hits her in the head. What is happening? Oh, my God. I really got to put up a fence around yeah, this Tanaka like, this house. Yeah, Tanakas are the scourge of my life. <laughs> and then at one point, she's just there like, hey, I heard you shouldn't go to the Kumite, Sally. Hey, you, I love getting more scars. I'm like, why are you talking like Jackson? <laughs> They're doing that. At one point, uh, Jackson beats Frank Dukes in karate, uh, karate champ, and then goes, yeah, and fist pu- Punches her right in the fucking face. She was just there giving drinks or something. I don't even know what's going on. All right. Catwoman number 52. We're ending this with Catwoman number Five 52. Five o'clock in the morning. Come no, on. This is the latest. You people, you better know. You fucking, we lo- I've been I sitting like, here since We love doing this, but boy, it kills us. It really does. But yeah, Catwoman number 52, written by Frank Thierry. Art by Anaki Miranda. Pop man, Eric. Oh, yeah. Pop's Pop back? man. How to pop uh, I'll tell you. Giuseppe Saforello. Uh, actually, it's more just. <laughs> the hell did Giuseppe Caffaro. Ava de la Cruz. Beth Sotella. John, I am a star. And Travis, give me the peanut butter. Lanham. I really forgot that you were still doing credits. Yes, I, I actually was. had no idea what was going uh, on. How about uh, I'm out Travis of it right now. Chi- uh, sandwich with Lanham. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't think i've ever had john star that bothers me he has two r's too he's fancy he's Ooh, a, he's a fancy motherfucker i don't Frank trust him Thierry ends the catwoman book in a way that tells me that it really wasn't going to be an ending eric and i did find out later that there was going to be more to it in the meantime we get a white mask origin mixed with a catman oh catman fucking catman showed up catwoman cat mixed right. with a catwoman origin and while I was told this story was supposed to be about four issues longer, I think Thierry made the right decision by putting the False Face Society stuff to the side. So we could end this with a Catwoman book with the focus on Catwoman. Uh, because that's the one thing, that, that whole Civil War doesn't pan out. But uh, in the end, we see that she is always the smartest one in the room as she zooms off into the night. Yes! Yes! I like at the beginning where... Uh, a couple of reviewers were so thrown off because, like, she ended in a in a goddamn cornfield. What happened? I'm like, really? You don't think that she could have left that fucking cornfield to find out what was going on? She <laughs> saw fucking David and freaked out. She got the fuck out of there and called fucking Tesla and said, well, you know, see what you can find. There's no record. So she, it's so funny. She's like, I'm going to have to do it the old-fashioned way, though she uses such uh, tech. It doesn't look like the old-fashioned way, but I put in my review that is one thing I've loved in this whole Thierry thing with this, like, side tech that she has. She has these sonic boots that she's going to wear. It, you know, you crash through a window, you might get cut there. Yeah. I was just making sure you were awake. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, but yeah, I'm looking at the sonic boots. I'm thinking to myself, you, you could have just I know, but right. I'm thinking that that is so that it's broken. She goes in. She doesn't get cut. You don't want to get cut. I love it. I thought it was great. It goes well with the... Uh, that crazy uh, Dick Tracy watch thing she had, yeah. and also one of our favorites. It's so subtle, but the fingertip gloves that we really love like. That. I like this. I love. I wanted to see more of this tech, uh, but yeah, they go in 
And yeah, uh, White Mask is there. He's getting busy. He's getting it. I don't know about him. I don't know what these guys. It's all eyes wide shut. Yeah, and the thing that gets me with this is yes, I understand you guys with these masks. There's a point where you gotta be like these ladies don't look as sexy now. I'm I'm okay. You're okay with with these masks? They're there. He's with his mask. I like his mask. but, My girlfriend might appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, they're going in, and she knows this is David, obviously. It's weird, too, because when she busts yeah, in. Yeah, baby, I made you a mask. When, this is a paper yeah, bag. Really, yeah, really, yeah. You're the unknown comic. But, yeah, when she busts <laughs> in, it threw me off you're a the little. Girl I don't mind to have yeah, sex with. It threw me off a little because, um, I don't know, for some reason when she knows about David, I, I it, in my mind it, it does not make sense that because I'm like, wait a minute, David knows, but, yeah, he doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't know it's her. But yet, in my yeah. mind, he did. Uh, it was weird. Me too. Uh, but yeah, like everybody in my mind. Knows yeah, that's what Kyle's I thought. Catwoman. But yeah, no, she's like, oh, you know, you had some problems. He's he knows of Catwoman. That's fine. It, it it is a little weird. But yeah, she's like, oh, it's time to see. Take your mask off, and then she takes hers off. And I really like too, where she's taking her mask off. There, it's very like a Genevieve Valentine run of Catwoman. I really like it. Uh, but yeah, he's like Selena. Oh my God! And then you switch back to the. Uh, flashbacks which i love the art and that is pop man i asked him i love it i really do like it and why i really like it is we've had a couple issues with flashbacks including the number 50 with that backup story and popped uh, to me does a great job of maintaining that what's that i would have said that popped to the last no no yeah it's his and i thought it was and i messed with him he's like yeah and i said it really kicked ass i really liked it uh the only thing in this and this is the one major flaw i found with this issue the last time we saw richard sionis with selena and david they were beating the shit out of david they were beating the crap where do you get from the beating the crap why were if this was the plan where they're like huh and they even said oh we had to change a plan but really when did he decide from that point like they are beating the living shit out of him to the point where you thought they killed him and that was what happened and you know and then selena slap uh, uh richard knocked the mask off whatever and then you thought that she ran away or whatever who knows but yeah it all led to this at one point they decided to beat they, they hey stop beating the shit out of that guy let's go and into the meantime not only that but make him a part of this thing it's a little rushed where you get this guy they're beating the right. shit out of him now they're gonna make him a big thing but i like the fact that it ties into black mask always uh being pissed off at his dad, not trusting him. But in this, uh, Richard says... Black Mask is awesome in yeah. this. Richard says, hey, I, I have all these masks. I said in my review, this guy likes the mask so much that I think he's watched Son of Mask three times there. He's really good. Because, yeah, hey, this guy is so over the top. Like, if <coughs> I was Selena, I'd be like, yeah, we get it. You like these masks there, buddy. You got a crazy fetish. But uh, she, he shows this is the one I couldn't get. I can't get it, but you know you're perfect, and I love it because it's not fully spelled out. But to me, it's one of those. If uh, he doesn't care if they get killed, if they get killed, he'll find somebody else to do this. Yeah, he just he just doesn't want to get caught himself. You know, he has some shit to maintain. He can. They're just thrown out there. Yeah. Uh, and Selena's tough. She's like, no, fuck you. You think we're perfect? We're walking unless you give us this. They pull a gun, and she's really tough about it. And they're like, okay. They go to do it. Uh, then you get back to the normal deal where she has a gun to David. She's going to kill him. At one point, the False Face Society shows up with crazy masks, and they're going to kill. You got a triple Mexican yeah, yeah, you do. You have that, and then fucking Black Mask shows up. And, yeah, now you have Selena in between. And it's white mask, black mask. They're going to go after each other. They hate each other. And I really like it because there's going to be, they're setting up the civil war. 
Black Mask hates David so much. Second person he hates the most is Catwoman. And he's like, no, you know what? You're, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend deal. And just says, you know what? Here's what really happened. I like the way they do that, where you got that flashback of everything you got up to there, Selena knew. So it made sense. You need somebody yeah. else. Unless David is going to tell, it's uh, Black Mask is going to tell. He's going to fill in the blanks. Hey, listen. And honestly, I want to hear what happened out of Black Mask's mouth more than David's. Yeah. David's gonna yeah lie. he's going to lie. So you have Black Mask. He's like, oh, you know what happened? Here's what happened. Remember when your fucking boyfriend, you know, sold you out and they tried to al- he tried to alter the deal. And pray he doesn't alter it anymore, Eric. I, I love that panel, though, where Black Mask is like, here, let me fill you yeah. in. He looks amazing yeah, in that. he does. I love he's that awesome. Book. And uh, luckily, he's not dressed as a nurse anymore. <laughs> and that's good. But, yeah, you find out that in the meantime, uh, Richard was like, hey, you know what? Uh, get this mess, but we have to set up that you have to disappear. We want you to be, you know, Daryl, you're going to go to Europe and set up the deal. <laughs> now, oh, my God. But the best part is, is that Selena's the tougher of the two. But yeah. Richard is an asshole sexist, and Black Mask even says, bless my narrow-minded father, because <laughs> he thought that, you know, no woman's going to control. He needed a leader, not a secretary. Yeah, really. <laughs> he didn't need anybody to do the dishes, Eric. But yeah, <laughs> so then you see that was all set up. David actually was uh, not killed. She leaves. And I like that, too, where he's going to get shot, and they even have at the point, like a lot of times there's like loose ends, but I like that they're like, hey, listen, you get out of here. You know, that's what you get. Your gift is I let you get out of here and you're not involved. Well, yeah. you won't be connected. Go. We're going to get rid of this body. You get the fuck out. And that's all part of the setup. And I really did like that. And, yeah, she left there uh, hating the uh, the Sionises and also becoming Catwoman pretty much. And I get yeah. in my mind uh, where I'm going to jump to conclusions where she, her and David were together, they were doing this. Now she's on her own. She's got to do shit. This is where she fully into being Catwoman. And we saw in that backup in the number 50 Catwoman where they were looking at the mask, where that was tied in. That was like the middle stanza where they yeah. went there. Um, that was when she looked into the, the mask and saw it and saw the reflection of Catwoman and smiled. And, yeah, that was like this is all this setup of her becoming Catwoman. And, yeah, and then you see what David did. He went to thing and he fucked a lot of ladies, really, and uh, he was fine with it. He sold her out. He's a piece of shit. And then he says uh, – Black Mask then says – and, again, Black Mask is awesome through this whole thing. And he says, hey, yeah, you really know what? You, here's your choice. You, you can help him or whatever. Or you can walk away because I don't really care. I'm going to get rid of uh, White Mask. Either way, you want to get killed or you want to just walk? And she's like, fuck it. He's all yours. And I, lo- I even like that line that uh, she's uh, – where does she say? She, I can't even – where. Uh, yeah, he sa- she says he's all yours. I really like that. It wasn't like any. David died. It wasn't like throughout. And he's like, and he's such a piece of shit. Come on, you know that it is. No, you know what? The David I knew died. The minute you became that, that white yeah, mask, David died. Fuck you. And she. I want to have that memory of him that yeah. I love. And she leaves, and I love it too. Where yeah, he, you know, actually maybe well, black mask isn't dead, but yeah, you see the, you hear the bang. It goes, yeah. it goes, and then in the meantime, black mask realizes that. uh Where's that yeah, mask? Where's at? the mask? The big thing. She has it. And she's like, Yep, I got the mask. I'm going. It's it's ridiculous that it's cursed, but boy, it wasn't lucky for the David. Hey. And she just zooms <laughs> off into the night. I loved it. And it it's to me, 
Unlike that Batman where it meant nothing, this was great. It also sets up, I'm really, if they go and they have a Catwoman book in December, you could start off with the mask. You, you don't need it. You don't, yeah, you don't need you to. Even, she could have sold yeah, it. She could, sold, she could have destroyed it. That She's like, nobody yeah. needs this. Destroy it. And it's perfect that anything that it leads into from here on out, there's no problem whatsoever. And you have Black Mask, or yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we kind of tie up our stuff with Black Mask before from Genevieve Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Run. and at, and that deal, Black Mask got kicked out of God. He had to leave because of yeah. her, and yeah, that's why. And that sets up the you know what? I really hate you, Selena, but I hate him more. And it's really good. I really liked it. I thought that Frank Thierry did a really good job. The way I was, especially at being condensed, and like the way this, I was I told, I think the, the thing that was condensed and all that was the whole. False Face Society Civil War was going to be more. It was going and to be I'm cool with that. that. And I would have been okay. I don't really care about the False Face Society. I don't care about them at all. So the Civil War. What I enjoyed and what we got here was yeah, great. And why I really liked it was because of the fact that you get Selena. That it wasn't like one of those. Oh my God! I said the Civil War, and we got to do this, and then I got to show the repercussions. No, just show that nope. they're gonna, you know, duke it out together. And Selena got away with the mask, and she laughs at him. And really, to me. That she got away with the mask. She didn't want that mask. It was yeah. another thing that she could trick somebody out of and steal. Oh, fuck you. And she's a kleptomaniac. She's a nymphomaniac yeah. kleptomaniac. She's going to fuck everyone and steal everything. But, you know, I... And steal my steal heart. Steal my heart. I said uh, one of my things in uh, The Flash thing, I said that he, uh, I want the solicit to be Barry Allen is always the fastest man alive, but can he run at the speed of love? Of love. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, did you read that solicit? Not that it has anything to do with Kevin. Yeah, Most nonsense. So stupid. But yeah, I gave this, actually, I, I really liked it. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I love the art. I love uh, Naki Miranda. Like, I never knew anything uh, about him, it seems. I always think it's a woman. But uh, I really like the art. And Pop Man's... Uh, the flashback stuff I really like as well. And then I believe yeah. there's that Giuseppe is that one panel. Giuseppe. I think, hey, Giuseppe, you got a, a spaghetti. Uh, is that one panel where they're talking about David going to uh, off to Europe. I believe that is his art. And even that's good, but okay. it, I don't think. And they even, it's framed by Selena's face and uh, Black Mask. I don't know. I, I can't tell, but that's the only thing I could see that was a little different. Um, but I, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Um I love the art, and I actually had a lot of fun reading this story, and I actually think it works better, con- like, yeah. you know, t- part, two parts yeah, instead of it six. Doesn't, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. You're, you're done and off, and it, it ends in a way that it doesn't interfere with anything later if you want to have Selena, and it fits her. Like you said, you said that for she just zooms off, and that fits her. She's going to go off. Yeah. Though I really wish she might have called Tesla and, and picked her up and said, hey, let's go, baby. Because, yeah, she's really helped her a lot. And it seems to me when she zooms off, she's leaving the country. <laughs> she's <laughs> off. But, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. I give it a 9.5. I give it an 8 uh, out of 10. I yeah, really liked good. it. Uh, pick of the week, that is my pick of the week. That was my favorite issue. My, my pick of the week is Green Lantern yeah. and Core Edge of Oblivion. Yeah, that, that was good as well. Uh, next week, Eric, we have Aquaman 52, final issue. Ooh. Dead Is it dead water? Dead, dead water. water. Oh, yeah, dead Black water. Yeah, yeah. water. I had no idea. Water. Doctor Fate number twelve. Not the final issue. Who knew that goes oh, to fourteen? Fuck That's fucking. Yeah, we stupid. have Future Quest number one, the first Hanna Barbera one. Uh, we got that early, 
and we are allowed to put it up on it always Tuesday. messes me up Tuesday so it will go up at like 12.01 on Tuesday if Jody gets it done uh, Harley Quinn number 28 this run of Harley before it goes back to the number one goes to 30 so we have a couple of those uh, Martian Manhunter Martian Manhunter number 12 final issue we have Poison Ivy Cycle of Life and Death number 5 so the penultimate issue of that uh, Robin Son of Batman number 12 Eric Final issue. No, it goes to 13. <laughs> 13. Uh, Sinestro number 23. And we can get, keep going, Final right? issue. That Fucking is the final right. issue. Uh, Superman. All the stuff I, I want to read is final issue. Superman Wonder Woman number 29, Eric. Use your head. Final issue. That's the final issue of Oh, the, I didn't know you were getting I was that, just yeah. saying, it's the final issue, and it's the final issue of that book in the uh, series. That crossover but the last yeah. of the series we have superman uh, it didn't make sense to me with final issue just because in my mind this is not superman that's Wonder what i'm saying yeah, it that's is final, days it's of the final days of superman the which we days, have whatever. two of that but this is the final of superman one one uh superman yes. american alien number seven penultimate issue final issue really it was seven god damn it final issue i've read it eric i've read it oh yeah we did get it early did yeah Am I allowed to say anything? Can no. I huff? You, can you I do this? After... <sighs> no. Okay. I won't. Can I do this? Whoo! God, roller coaster of. I won't I, say anything. I'm telling you, I'm actually really uh, interested. So I'm let's finish this we'll up. We'll finish it up, and then I'll tell you. We're going to say all yeah. the deal. Okay. A Titan Titans Hunt number eight. Final you know issue. That's the final. You know what? I've read that already too, because we Did got you? that one as well. I didn't look yeah, at it. Yeah, I can't say anything. I'll tell you off. Yeah, off. You can. And Wonder Woman number 52. It's a 52. So what is it? Fuck that book. That is a final issue. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, one of the first ones to start up in the rebirth after that. Yeah. yeah that's going to be it. I really, like, they really did, except what we talked about with the Justice League not coming out right away. Like, it's the, it's the heavy hitters. It's the Justice sure League is. members. And really, for a while, it it does seem almost like that's the only new books are all those. And uh, that's why I think that people were when that uh, news of that uh, Section 8 miniseries that I do think there are some people like even like a Reggie seems to be like he likes the the side characters off the wall stuff. And you you don't really have that with Rebirth. (laughs) So, yeah, it's nice to see that they're having these wacky things and they're going to. Yeah, and also here's the thing. I did say this, and I just thought of it right now. Where we were talking about where people like, oh God, the two two a month, and oh the double shipping and all that does allow you because you have that extra Batman say that's going to sell 120,000 allows you to say. Yeah, you can make up some money. We can have this mini series that yeah, it may only sell 9,000 copies. It doesn't really matter now because we're we're. Going there with all that money, but we got that, Batman, we got that money. Batman money. We always love that Batman oh, money. You know what I, you know what I just What's saw? A, uh, the sunlight, the sun coming yeah, up. I, I've seen it. I'm right God here. When I'm it. sitting here, I'm right looking. And first off, around four twenty, I heard the goddamn birds chirping. And oh, also, geez. I'll just throw this in. I wasn't even in bed last night at this time or more, whatever you call yeah. it, because I was so upset about the, the emergency podcast getting podcast deleted. I was at that point trying to figure shit out still, trying to salvage yeah. anything, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah. But, yeah, it is it is late, and this is a long podcast. And, yeah, you want to know what's up with all those books because I've read them all. 
everyone. We have a lot of advanced stuff. There'll be a lot sure of stuff do. that when people get up, I don't think people are waiting at midnight no. to see these. Hated but yeah, when you wake up on Wednesday, you'll see this is going to be more of a trend where, yeah, when you wake up on Wednesday, if you want to see scores, even, you know, you don't want to read, get spoiled fully, but want to see scores, you will be able to because we're going to have a lot that are up ahead of time. Good times. Screw those other sites. That would drive sure. me nuts so much. We'd be at work, and I'm like, these motherfuckers, it's fucking 6.30 in the morning, and they've already reviewed 10 <laughs> issues. This is not fair, and it doesn't make sense to me. Oh, it makes sense now. I see what they're fucking doing. I see what they're doing, Aaron. It's also great, too. I, I do want to mention, I don't want to extend this too much, but I do want to mention that so these people will say, like, oh, and I'm waiting for it. Oh, yeah, you get copies of these books, and you don't, that's not full disclosure or whatever. Uh, look at the scores. It's not yeah. affecting anything. We are very, nope. you know, straightforward with the deal. I don't think a lot of other people are. I got to, I got that Batman early five point yeah, eight. Yeah, you want to call out? I got uh, no. Yeah, I did. I got Action Comics early. Yeah, yeah, action, I yeah. didn't like it. I'm not going to give a score, and I know you won't. And I know Reggie. Nobody will just because we got something early. I don't know. Jody might do it. I'll have to keep an eye on that guy. Probably. I might. Have to, he likes a lot of things, though. He doesn't seem to hate anything. He's a booster. Yeah, he is. But yeah, uh, that's it, Eric. I am exhausted. Is, and yeah. I am telling you, I, we said it before, and I'm like, well, it is 5.25 a.m. Still starving. I think I am so going to make a hamburger. I'm going to I'm going to make a hamburger. But yeah. I got to go wake Jess up yeah. and put the, ca- the couch cushions on that's the floor. right. And some bedding. What's, wait a minute. Wait, what? What should and she some do? Bedding? Go sleep can, on the can, floor, bitch. Jesus Christ. What is that? What was the guy? I can't even remember the guy's name. No. Sven? no, Sven didn't like you. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. I can't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the other guy. It was so funny when the, uh, I think it was Brandon who called it out, and I'm like, who the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, uh, I can't yes, remember that. Yeah. That was hours yeah, ago. It was, it was, what? And it also, is it weird to you that we don't take many breaks? We don't edit a lot, but yet it seems like we're here for nine hours. For, I'm telling where you, do these I hours sat down here away? at 8.50. Yeah. Where do they slip away? I don't understand. I don't we go to the bathroom a couple times. So weird. It's the anti-vortex that you have. You go and watch a movie. Like, you could watch all of Daredevil in 30 minutes, the whole fucking yeah. series. We go to do a podcast. I am going to be shocked. I'll, we'll, after we're done, we stop and we add up the time. This is a half-hour podcast, Eric. It's all this time. <laughs> I sat down and plugged in my microphone at 8, 5, 5.26. Yeah, there. and actually, we didn't start right away because I went and got a coffee. And I remember Reggie usually doesn't want to start till 9.30, so I think we started a little later. Uh, but, yeah, we've been here a lot. I'm talking it up. But, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm tired and hungry. Me too. Uh, what do you say? Everybody have a great proud. week. Keep proud. it weird. Proud. See proud. you at see, seven. Proud. See you in seven. Proud, proud, proud. Bye, Felicia.